you are watching the vodka stream. Should probably click on the thing that puts me on your screen. What's happening, everybody? It's Friday. Welcome to the Vodka Stream. How's everybody doing tonight? Yes. How's it going? Yeah. We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. How's everybody doing? It's Friday. Thank God. We're in. Uh, we're in it now. We're in Christmas season. But uh, as my shirt says, it's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Tower. Just saying. It's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. I'm going to wear this shirt every day in December. Just saying. I'll wash it once a week. It's fine. So uh, hopefully you guys are doing great. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining right now. Hopefully you guys are doing good. What's going on, Sith? We got uh, Nate right here. Yeah, we'll be talking about all that tonight, too. You know, we'll be talking about the new trailers that showed up yesterday at CCXP. Um, yeah, I just didn't do any reactions because I didn't, I'm, I, you know, you know me and reactions. I'm like, eh, whatever. Hey, Mama Film Junkie is here. Mama Film Junkie, how's it going? And everybody who she is currently with right now, the Film Junkie family. That's right. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Good to see you. Okay, let's see who else we got here. Ahoy, hoy. Mr. Jason McKenzie, always good to see you. We got Tet right here. Went back to Tet, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's party people. Yes, a lot to be discussed tonight. All that. We'll see who shows up. Talk about the stuff of the week and everything like that. So, yeah, finally watch live. There you go. Tomorrow off. Well, that's good. It's good to have Saturdays off. Always good to have Saturdays off. James Noel. Noel, Noel. Yeah, good to see you. Hey, we got Jordan right here. I think he might be showing up because, you know, a new Metallica song came out. So we, uh, you know, me and Jordan are Metallica heads. And uh, anytime anything Metallica comes out, you know, got to talk to him. Got to talk to him. So. What's going on, Tyler? Yeah, Patrick. How's it going? Indeed, five. Yeah, yeah. I'll give my thoughts in a little bit here. Um, we'll talk about that, but kind of go through those and everything. So, what's going on, Carrie? I know. Holy crap! It's December. What the hell? Insane! Insane! Uh, no, not on Fridays. Fridays, the studio is dimly lit. Got to get that vibe. You got to get that that loungy type vibe that's happening. So, you know, that's what you got to do. Yeah, it's not the uh, the film junkie lives where I have the green screen and the uh, background going right there. So, anyways, all right, all right. People are filing in slowly. So we'll see what happens. But um, uh, before we get fully started tonight, I do want to dedicate uh, tonight's stream to um, my cousin Chris. He he passed away Wednesday morning, um, and it was uh, it was it was a shock. It was uh, not a text message you want to receive in the morning when you wake up. And uh, yeah, far too young. He was only a couple couple of years older than me. So uh, want to dedicate uh, the stream tonight to him. Uh, I got some family in town, which uh, my mom is currently with right now. They're in town um, with everything that's happening. So hopefully they're having a good time. But, uh, you know, to my cousin Chris, uh, may he rest in peace for sure. So he will be missed. I'll miss talking to that guy. 
uh, having dinners with him uh, at my mom's and stuff like that. Uh, we, we always talk about, you know, movies, sports, comic books. He had some gems, too. He had some gems of comic books. I think one of the one times we were talking about, we were talking about some Spawn comic books that he had. I think he had Spawn issue one, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, uh, he was uh, it was always fun to talk to him. He was thick-headed like me, so we had good, great conversations. So uh, he's going to be greatly missed, and, uh, yeah, may he rest in peace. So, again, cheers to my cousin Chris. So, Okay. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Nate. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. All right, we got uh, JD. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Rhea, thank you, of course. Do what she says. Smash that like thumbs up, you know. I accept. I accept. I accept. Don't worry. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It definitely was tough. Like, uh, when we heard uh, he went to the hospital and then, yeah, didn't make it. So, um, might be talking about some things that, you know, I know uh, uh, my cousin Andy, he's probably going to be doing maybe some things when it comes to in his name. So I'll probably, you know, when that happens, I'll definitely be, uh, talk, you know, donations and whatever, you know, to a, a good cause. So when that stuff comes about, I'll let you guys know. So um, for sure. And I'll have links provided and everything like that. So thank you, Rhea. Appreciate that. And there's Mama Film Junkie. Hope everybody's doing good over there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. All right. And then ZOMG Ruler, thank you, appreciate that. All right, yeah, uh, would help to talk about Rebel. Yeah, we'll talk about Rebel Moon. Tet. We'll definitely do that. But let's get some. Uh, let's get some of the friendlies in here. Let's uh, let's do that. Let me start inviting the. Oh, nope, don't want to use that link. Yeah, I got to refresh the page. Refresh the page right there. So, okay. Invite, 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 invite. I need a new laptop. Dear Santa, I need a new laptop. I've had this laptop for four years? Five? Four, I think. So, yeah, anyways. Uh, let's see, who am I sending this to? Okay. Send that. You get a link. Let's see. Well, I'll send him a link just in case. I didn't hear back from him. All right. And then we got that. Just sending out the links. I need a producer, too. Dear Santa, give me a producer so my producer can do all this and I can just talk nonsense as uh, this stuff's happening. Um, so that's what I need, too. I need, like, a something like that. Where's the other? Um, let's see. Ugh. I can never find. Ugh. Man, where's that? I always have trouble finding because my, my DMs are a mess. They're really a mess. You know? People hit me up trying to ah jeez, where is see I and I can never find the certain one that that has the group, the normal guys that show up. For some reason they can just never freaking find it. I don't know why. Where is it? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, hold on. Scanning, scanning, scanning. Jeez, how many how many people have I? No, there's no way. 
why can't I freaking my, my brain is not contemplating it's not it's not computing what the hell did I remove it that's weird I have no idea that doesn't even make sense okay maybe I did on accident did I leave that freaking oh man that's interesting sorry guys I'm having a moment here <laughs> I don't know what happened what the hell that doesn't even make sense wait what the heck yeah I cannot find it that is very weird holy crap I don't know what's going on because usually there's a group chat that has you know Scott and Steven and Ben and all them for some reason I'm not even seeing it right here this what did you do Elon okay my god I mean you released the Twitter files tonight of course but did you like mess up my uh, DMs here because I cannot find did I accidentally leave that one? Oh boy. I think I might have. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. Oh man, that is strange. All right, well, I got to send them individually just in case. Here we go. Here we go, Scott. <laughs> what if he's joining? I have no idea what happened. And God, you got to love technology when something like this happens. That is weird. Weird. So, but, anyways, I'm just rambling right now. So, uh, let's see. Send them into that. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna have to figure that one out. Freaking technology, you gotta love that stuff. Anyways, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get the uh, the first person in here. Let's uh, let's see. All right. What's going on, Jordan? How's it going? What's up? Nice shirt, by the way. <laughs> I know I was having some troubles with uh, yeah yeah with uh, my stuff right here. Yeah. So you know, I was like. I have no idea. You know, when you're like, I mean, my DMs are pretty, they can be pretty messy, but for some reason, yeah. I, like, I yeah, had... I was listening. I think uh, that happened to me before. Does it? Yeah. yeah I, it, it's happened where I, I'd have to refresh and mm, it would sometimes pop back up. I'm not sure. I, I At first I'm like, did I leave something? But That's weird. It, yeah. Yeah, because usually there's just like, a, you know, a group chat that has the normal, you know. Mm heads that show up on this thing and i just sent it to there and for some yeah. reason it is not showing up that is crazy anyways we'll see what happens um what's going on man how you doing uh just got back from vacation uh wish oh. less stuff was dropping <laughs> on said vacation um but where'd you go i went back uh, uh to my wife's home state which is about okay. 11 hour drive so wow going up there what state? what state is that uh michigan um michigan, okay. it's a pain to do the drive because it's just a long drive but then of course as we're coming back we literally are about five minutes from home indiana jones and then we get home and i'm trying to get everything done and okay i can relax guardians are like stop <laughs> i'm trying to i just because literally i drove the last bit home and it's and the last bit is always a pain um but yeah it's it's all good because Monday was a great day. Oh, yes, bro, bro, mm -hmm. come on! I uh, like, oh, dude. At first, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was like a. It was fake. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't believe it. <laughs> I like, didn't believe it either. It was like because there was no news. I no. was just thinking, I'm like, what's what's Metallica gonna do? I mean, they're you know they're getting up in age. I I, I expect yeah maybe another album. But what, you know, but when, when is it going to be? I mean, obviously, you know, what, Hardwired came out in what, 2019? You know what I'm 2016. saying? 16. 16? Yeah. Uh, what? 
That is insane to think about. What the hell? See, I'm telling you, when it yeah. comes to COVID, we just like there's just two years that just don't even exist. You know, and this is the, this it. is their lockdown album. This is their lockdown. That's album. true. Yes. You know? And and at and, first I thought it was because I was on Instagram when I first saw it, and I saw something and I thought I don't know what this is. I'm scrolling through and I see 72 seasons. I'm like, what is this? And then it clicked. I'm like, holy, this is fucking Metallica. Yeah. What? Yeah. And I'm like, and I turned him. Wife sitting next to me, and I'm sitting in the living room going, they just dropped a new fucking Metallica. They just. They, and I'm like, she's like, what? I'm like, they just dropped a new fucking song. <laughs> oh god. And I was trying to process, so I ran into the bedroom we were sleeping in and i had her ipad and i'm like i just started rolling i'm like guys i, I i'm on vacation i have no idea and i just started rolling like i had no plan i was just like this is good lars was even on howard stern going i don't know how this didn't leak he was shocked it didn't yeah leak. nothing leaked nothing. i didn't hear anything there was nothing yeah wake up monday morning and all of a sudden i'm like i'm going like oh why is metallica uh trending so i clicked it and then Boom, all of a sudden I see this yellow, you know, cover, that really cool cover, by the way, where it shows, like, somebody doing this, and then, like, the shadow is, like, the M. I was like, oh, and then I went, what? Ah, and then I just immediately went, okay, clicked the video and just turned everything up to freaking 11 Ooh. and just listened to it, and it's awesome. It's so great. Oh, my God. Like, Jesus Christ, like. It's funny, too, because, you know, I love watching reactions, watching yours, watching mm -hmm. others. I saw, like, a guy, you know, a guitar player dude that was, like, breaking it down. Mm -hmm. And I loved what he said. He goes, it sounds too perfect. Like, he, he – and I was, like, when I went back and listened, I'm like, yeah, it's it's heavily produced. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I get it, though, because when you listen to Metallica albums, they have, like – there's just – you can – if you're a fan, you can hear, the like, what they do differently, like, mm -hmm. between albums. You could tell it's like, yeah, this one they were just going for like I mean, a lot of people kept saying it's a motorhead vibe, which I totally agree because yeah. I mean when it starts it's just Lars just like, All right, we're just gonna do double bass the whole time. It's just like ah and it's just so freaking upbeat and so hyper. I love it. And it's just and even like the riff, it's not a it's not a a low riff. It's it's just it's but it's so freaking catchy. It's kill them all. Yes, and that's what makes sense. Yes. It makes sense because 72 seasons is the first 18 years of your life. Yes. And, they're, and they're talking about how you're formed, how you become what your parents or what society around you wants you to become. And literally what they did with Lux Eternal was this. They basically get, they're giving you Kill Em All. They're giving you their influences, Motorhead and yes. Diamond Head. Diamond Head. And yeah. they're playing a riff that literally sounds like it comes off their first album. And that makes sense 100%. because they were so young when that album was made that it makes sense that they're throwing it back. Plus, to the overproducing, I would rather it sound like this and Hardwired versus Death Magnetic, which is like so wall to wall sounding that it's just like the production of it is just so much because yeah. they kept trying to make everything too loud. But this is a better balance. And people saying, Lars can't play that. You clearly haven't seen a live show recently because they've been what? slowing it down and he's gotten a lot better. Mm. Mm. The, yeah. the whole Lars thing. I mean, I, I get it. I get it because it's like yeah. he's not the best drummer. But for some reason, I, I, I play drums, okay? Mm. And the reason why I play drums is because of Dave Grohl and Lars Ulrich, okay? That's why they beat the shit out of the drums. Uh, they're not technical drummers. 
Mm. By no means. They just beat the shit out of it. And that's how I play. You get me on a drum set, I'm not going to be like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to be beating them like trash cans. And that's how I do it. That's how I do it right there. Yeah. And uh, before we continue, we're going to bring in Scott. Hi, Scott. Hello. I caught you right when you're looking at your microphone. Haha. Yeah, well, I'm just, how's my volume? That's a question I have. Okay. Uh, because for some reason, my cord, the USB cable, got wrapped around my chair leg. So literally when I sat down, I I ripped the cord out of my mic. So I was sitting here while you guys were talking Metallica going, come on, let me get back in the microphone. <laughs> and I was upstairs because I finally started, uh, I have finally started watching Mythic Quest on Apple TV+. And when I got the link, I was like, oh, okay, going downstairs. Okay. You know, I don't know yeah, what I, happened, but we have our little group chat that has, you know, you, me, Steven, Ben, and I'm like, I have, and that's where, where I usually drop. Our right, group. and you said it just to me, and I was like, huh? Yeah, I don't have no idea. I don't know what happened. Uh, I blame Elon Musk. Uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, there it is. I, okay, I refreshed, and just like Jordan said, popped right back in there. There it is right there. Did you turn oh it God. on and turn it off? I'm just. <laughs> did you reboot the computer? Dude, I don't know. I don't know if my brain just wasn't processing it, but I. You know, oh no! I, and then I go ahead and drop the link to the YouTube in there instead of the uh, <laughs> instead of the uh, Streamyard link. You're I'm having mean, a. You're having, having a night. A night. I'm you're having, having a night. I'm having a night. It's fine. Excuse it's me, while um, as I drink out of what Heather now refers to as my grown-up sippy cup. Sorry. Nice. Anyways, I. Jordan. I want to I want to mention something. <clears throat> so I just want to mention it in the comments. I'm not going to say who, but someone is claiming that Jason Momoa is out as Aquaman. This is a oh, YouTube channel. Nope, 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 nope. Don't even listen to that. Come on. Okay. Why would they do that before? I, I'm only I'm only mentioning because I think it's ridiculous too. I'm, ridiculous. I don't believe it. I, no, I just no, feel no, like, no. huh? No. Okay. But yeah, but but also, how many people are actually going to like? legit freak out over it and i just oh i just saw some common people saying well clearly it's because of this this is like okay i'm so sorry that's what's gonna happen right there have you noticed that Streamyard is now like the fade outs? They have a fade yeah. now. What the yes. hell? Yeah, I, I noticed, noticed that. Yeah. I, that's nice. It's, I thought it, it's I thought it was a mess up or something. Is no, no, was... they have like a nice little fade when it comes to the drops. I like that. I yeah. mean, that's pretty cool. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Oh, oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Nice. Great. See, little tweaks like that, Streamyard. You're getting better. You're getting better. You still have limited stuff, and I wish you had more. Huh? things but hey they're getting there at least you know there's nothing wrong with that but anyways uh scott you're gonna have to endure some more metallica talk uh yes. because, oh you know. that's fine i mean it was it, you know with the airpods i was actually able to go to the bathroom while you guys were talking it's like oh y'all are so cute well it's our band man i mean like, I, that's, I, how I, get that's how i found this guy i get it i get it i understand it's uh-huh. fine speaking of metallica it, it's fine I got my tickets. You got your tickets. Next year. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're if they went on sale for me yet. I, yeah, maybe I did. they did. They Pro- went on sale all over the place. Yeah, Ticketmaster. Ticket I mean, literally, you could have got your tickets earlier before they actually officially went on. It's been a week. Um, it's been a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I kept hitting, and they kept saying, "Call this number to verify with your bank." So I had a call, and literally, 
with Ticketmaster, you have like a certain time to hold on to the tickets for their loss. So literally the guy just kept slowly getting through it. I'm like, come on. And literally 10 seconds left. He's like, okay, so if you run the charge in the next 60 minutes, you should have an issue. And I click it, and thankfully I got them, the ones that I had selected. So did uh, you get the, the two nights? Mm-hmm. Two nights, me and my wife, both Yeah, nights. because if, uh, if anybody's wondering, they're doing like this pretty cool thing where – they're playing in these in cities two nights, mm-hmm. two completely different playlists. And I love the tweet, by the way. They, they go, that means you only get to hear Inner Sandman once. Because let's face it, any Metallica <laughs> fan goes, I don't want to. When Inner Sandman comes on, we kind of, no, no, just no, fast forward, no. Because well, we yeah. know it's either going to be the ending of the show or it's like, okay, of yeah. course they have to play it. They have and, to play it. <laughs> And you also get different openers each night, too. Yeah, so you get different opening bands both nights yep. as well. So two different playlists and then two different – that's going to – and they – I mean, I, it was funny, too, because I was talking – you know, when I was – I brought it up today. I was talking to my cousins, and my my, uh, my cousin Andy even said, like, well, yeah, they have, they have plenty uh, – they have plenty to, you know, do that. It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, this is 40 years of music. That Plus they just, the new music they're going to play. They're going to have, have a whole yeah. new freaking 12 songs that are coming out that I can't wait to listen to. And I was like, uh, I've got to wait till March. Shit. God damn it. Yeah. Mm. It's probably going to be January. We'll get the second song. I'm hoping And then so. March, the third one, and then April, of course, to release. Because that's what happened. I think, I think they had like a month and a half, two months in between each new song from Hardwired. And of course we had three before the album came out. So And that'll be the fortieth anniversary of Kill Mall, right? That came out in eighty three? Yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's the whole I think that is the whole that's plan. That's, that's why. why. They're they're gonna be able to promote forty years of Kill 'em all. And that means that probably the shows through in two thousand twenty three, which luckily my show is in twenty twenty three, that they'll probably have one of those nights not dedicated to playing the whole uh album, but probably playing like specific songs because to celebrate the 40 because that's what they did with black album they celebrated the anniversary of black album plus the blacklist covers mm. album so i feel like they're probably going to do the same thing they're celebrating the release of the new album and the new tour plus celebrating 40 years of the first album from the band that's it's it probably all planned out this way it's 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 very smart i hate we had to wait this long for the next one but still it makes sense i know it's so a wait but yeah Going back to the song, it's great. You know, I almost want to pull it up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's it's pretty good. I mean, I know Scott, you're not you're not you're not really a Metallica fan, right? No, and I'm not, and it's not a and it's not a thing like oh, I don't like Metallica. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like. I haven't I, I, like it, you could play a Metallica song for me, and I'd be like, "Is that Metallica?" Like I yeah. don't know Metallica when I hear it. That's that's just you know. It's it's my character flaw, and I understand that. Yeah. You know there 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 are other bands. I won't that, hold like, it against are, you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I'm too. Uh, you know, uh, there are other bands I have that I can listen to, and I go, "That's that. That's that." I'm proud of Declan this morning, by the way, music Why? wise. So he he made a song request on the on the you know going to carpool this morning. He what? Sorry, he made a song request. He made a song request. What was the song request? Johnny be good. Nice. Back to the future. Is that why? Yes. yes. All right. Give him a high five for me, man. Love that. I mean, like, obviously it's gotta be from there. Oh, uh, it was really funny. Is <laughs> then this afternoon he was riding with Heather and Run Run Rudolph started playing on the radio. And he goes, That sounds like Johnny Be Good. And 
And Heather went, well, there's a reason for that. Same dude. <laughs> Same dude. Yeah. I was, but when she told me that, I was like, I'm so proud of my six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chuck, it's your cousin. Cousin Marvin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> yeah. You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen, listen. to this. <laughs> oh, so good. No, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's just, again, it was just, it was great that, um, uh, you know, waking up Monday and you're like, eh, it's Monday and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, who is just, and I immediately DM'd Jordan. I was like, of course, yeah. Dude. Dude, and then I, of course, I text my friends who are also Metallica fans too. I was like, oh, and it was like, what? And it was just one of those things. And of course, you play that song on a loop, and it's just, I mean, it's, I mean, these guys, what's great about it, it's like, you know, these guys are pushing 60, for fuck's sake. That's probably why people are like, oh, it's overproduced. Like, they can still play their instruments, guys. Like, to say that they can't is ridiculous, or that they need help. I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe they, Maybe Lars, because Lars doesn't, like, nowadays, he doesn't play an entire song unless they're practicing in the studio. He doesn't sit there and record the entire song. He does parts. Well, he's the drummer, and he's, it's it's yeah. the most, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, when it comes to the, being the drummer, I mean, my God, you're using your entire body to yeah. to play these songs. I mean, and then, you know, there, there'll be times, too, when I'm like, if you're watching live, you're watching, like, you know, you're, you're listening to, I don't know, Battery or something like that. And you're going, oh, yeah, he's not doing the double bass right here because it is so fast. And it's like they wrote this when he was, like, 22, okay? And, and high on Coke. Probably on Coke <laughs> yeah. and, and fucking <laughs> vodka. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but, I mean, for the most part, I mean, uh, let's play a little bit of it here. Let's give Scott a little bit of Metallica right here. <laughs> You know, in his ears, but I mean, this is, you know, it's just, it was just like, oh my God, what's it going to sound like? And it's just very energetic and, and, uh, thrashy as hell. And it's a good video too, by the way. Oh yeah. It's awesome. It's a great video. Like, it's just, it's just like, all right, let's get in a room. Let's have some crazy visuals and lighting and have the, the, the cameras rotating around. But yeah. Listen to that. It's just, you know, a double bass. Good riff, energetic. I had this, I had this riff in my head for like two straight days. And his voice sounds great, obviously. Yeah. You know? That's right. Rash, rash. I love how he holds that. Yeah. Damn. Got throw in a yeah. So good. Got the, there's some Kurt Hammond right there. Wow. Anyway, so that was yeah. And I love that little part there too, with the Kirk does a little bit of like lead, and then yeah. and then the, the climb down, da, 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 and then Lars just like snare roll into the the second. Uh, it it, wor- it just worked really well because it could have they could have just played the riff and then just jump in, but that little lead just adds something a little bit to it. It does add something. Well, you know, it's funny too because one of my uh, really good friends, um, he's a big metalhead, 
and you know he'll show me shit from like sweden and stuff like that and you know sometimes i mean we'll just be having a night of drinking it will be up till like two o'clock in the morning he's like hey you should listen to this listen to this we'll go back and forth i usually bring up old shit he'll bring up new shit and be like listen to this band from sweden it's just like and it's just like it's crazy like i can't even i'm like jesus christ what's happening right here but i always like i, I told him i'm like I'm like, when it comes to Lars, he loves that snare drum. He loves the oh, snare yeah. drum. Love. Like, when it comes to that, he, it's a lot of better, 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 better. You know, it's, you know, I mean, he does, of course, he does fills. You know, yeah. again, going back to the whole Lars thing where like people give, sh- and, and, and I see it, I've seen videos where people go like, it's fucking Lars. I'm like, yeah, but it, it works. And they're like, it's Metallica. Like, everybody knows who Metallica is. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anybody says. It's like, whatever you th- say about his drumming, it still works with the band and the riffs and everything like that. It just gels. Even James has said that. I remember when he was on, when he was on uh, Rogan, he, you know, I mean, he even talked about it. He's like, yeah, Lars, he's my brother. He's my brother. I love him. I hate him. I do all this. And when we just get together, we just, it just gels. We just make this music and it just seems to, it's been working for almost 40 years. And it's just, yeah, they just like Lars is, Somebody actually, I remember, said it. It was a while ago. It was like you know, sometimes you when when you have like uh, some of these bands that have like technical drummers, it's like you know the drummer's name, but that's about it. Maybe you don't, you know, like you know, you have some certain drummers that maybe you don't know who they're. But like Lars was very much with James, the face of Metallica. Like when you think of Metallica, Lars is the guy. He's the he's a voice, probably more than James. He talks. He definitely talks more than James. For sure. Like if you get him in an interview, Lars is doing all the talking. He's like, mm-hmm. the, I forgot exactly what this person said, but he was like, it was beautifully said. I'll have to re- remember it later. But I mean, it's just, it just made so it's like, yeah, like sometimes you have like the drummer that's quiet and it's like doing all the stuff. But then you have, when you see the, when you think about Metallica, you think about Lars and then you think about James. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. he's a face businessman, knew all that stuff. So no matter what, you know, you don't have Metallica without Lars, regardless no. how you feel about it, his drumming or anything like that. So. I mean, literally, um, we had like people love to spit out the bone, which is the end of Hardwired, oh. and people love that. Favorite it's, song on that album, yeah. The people like it's a throwback, of course, to like you know, Battery, Damage Inc., Dire Z. Like it's just it's not it's not it's not um Slayer esque. Yeah, and, and then it came out that Rob. Rob was asked about the bass, um, the middle section, his little bass part, and he yeah, said that, yeah, cool. Lars put it together. And people were like, yeah, don't forget, he's the guy who composes the music with James. Like, it's not That's just like, yeah. He, he when you when you see the behind the, the, the scenes, Lars and James are constantly just going back and forth. They're looking at each other, and then all of a sudden Lars will be like, yeah, maybe like take that, do that, loop it again, and blah, blah, that. I'm doing my best Lars impression. And he'll just like, <laughs> he'll be talking, and like, James will just be sitting there and just kind of listening to him and just like, you know, doing like different things like with his guitar, but it's mainly them just going back and forth. And he's and Lars is actually going, breaking it down. I don't understand what the shit he's saying, but he'll just be like saying, do that and then bring it back, do one of these. And, and, and it's just like, what? And then, and then all the other guys just kind of go, Oh, okay. And then yeah. that's why, like when you listen to a Metallica song, it could have like, 17 riffs and you're going what the fuck like there's another riff in here i mean this song right here is just pretty you know straight yeah. in your face you know but some metallica songs you're going okay, we've already had seven riffs we have another one you know it's crazy 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's like a thing to where if you look at the credits for all their albums, there's a reason why James and Lars gets most credits for everything because yeah. they literally write pretty much all of it. I mean, they do. They wrote, even though it's a very simple song, Hardwired, they wrote that song in like Last. a week. Cause, yeah, because they needed a song. So they just, they were just there. Yeah. Kirk came in, did a solo. Rob came in, did a couple takes, got it done. But literally, it was them writing, like, we need an opener. So they wrote an opener. <laughs> it was that's that simple. What, that's what's funny about that is like, they're like, hey, we don't have an opening song yet. All right. What do we think? And then all of a sudden they just went, all right, well, how about this? And it was just like, ah, there you go. They wrote yeah. it quickly. They had all these other songs that were a little bit more intricate, a little more, you know, crazier. But then it was just like, man, that. So, yeah. And, that's, and, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I've been saying this for a while. This album better have an instrumental. That's all I'm saying. I know. I you did one. say that to me. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want an instrumental so bad. That's all I oh, want. I know. I know. I feel you because and, you know, and they won't put instrumental in the title like a sub no. thing because no. they've never done that. So I'm hoping we'll get a surprise and go. Oh, it's an instrumental. Oh yeah. shit! I really want one so bad. Yeah, Scott. And like what? Four Metallica albums. They did that or five? Four? How many? You had Kill 'em All, Anesthesia for Long Teeth. That's true. That is Tulu. Yeah. And then Master of Puppets, Push Orion, Dire Sea, Next Live Is to Die. Technically, even though it had a poem, it's fine because it's it's a it's a poem. Still that an instrumentalist. I count that as an instrumental. Yeah, and then we had to wait to all the way death magnetic for a fight for another one. So that's right. I'm hoping suicide. They go, yeah, I'm hoping they go. Okay, let's have five. <laughs> let's do yeah. five at least in our career, please. I mean, let's do another. I mean, yeah, like Scott. Sometimes they, they don't from five of their albums. They just do. Eh, let's just instrumental. Let's do an eight minute song strictly yeah. instruments, and it's just like. Oh, you know, it's just great. That's what they do too. There's like it doesn't always have to be, ah, you know. It's just, hey, let's. Play. And I love the fact that they're all like they're all really different. Even though Suicide Redemption is very reminiscent to Orion and Call of Cthulhu, like it's well, Orion, like the best one in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, but literally the Call of Cthulhu, like you literally go, holy crap! They, even the Anesthesia Pulling Teeth had Cliff the whole entire time, and then Lars comes in the second half with drums. You had Call of Cthulhu, where literally the first four minutes is just Cliff just doing a bunch of bass solos. Like, it's insane. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just have at it. And Kirk just goes crazy for a minute on a solo. Like, there's no structure. Just go for it. Whatever. Man. Just have fun. Yeah. Cliff Burton was just something else. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, yeah, he sadly passed away after, what, in 1986, right? Yep. It was, mm -hmm. yeah, sadly, bus accident. Ooh, terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we lost, we lost somebody just so when you watch his bass solos, like his fingers are like, as if you put two of my fingers together, that's his fingers. That's Ooh. how this guy, and he, you know, he finger picked, you know, and it, it's just magical. I, I don't know how he would always wear denim. <laughs> he was like jeans and a jean jacket, you know, and probably a misfit shirt. And he would just be headbanging and just doing these crazy solos. I'm like, how is he freaking doing that? And like his pinky would stick straight out and all the other fingers are just going crazy. It's just, I, I don't even understand like how he did any of that, but yeah, sadly he passed away. And then uh, at live shows, he would even go crazier on yeah. the performances. Like through the belt holes, like the day on the green, that's oh, 85, like hit, hit him just like, even though it, it doesn't make sense, he's just he's playing the the opening bit just so like he's he just keeps like, yeah okay like, yeah. And it's like, what the? Ugh. Ugh. It's a lot. insane, but 
Yeah, but you know, they've had, I mean, when it comes to Metallica, they've obviously had the three. Oh, well, I mean, obviously there was Dave Mustaine at one point, but he wasn't on part of the album. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't, you know, we don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, nothing against Dave Mustaine. He's still, he's still like, we should, he's like, I, I want to reunite with James Lars and do something. Like, no, they're not going to do it. I'm sorry, Dave. They're, they're, they're no. I know. It's like, it's you, you got your big four stuff. You got to play with them live on stage. You got to go to the 30th anniversary show. Dave, it's over. It's Sorry. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, let's move on. But, uh, you know, yeah, they've had the three different bass players, and, like, they're all been fantastic and unique in their own regard, so yeah. it's been great. So, But uh, let's see. We got somebody else joining right now. That is the sexiest thing I have ever seen. What's up, Casey? Hey. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not frozen. I just don't have a camera today, so you don't have um, a camera. Yeah, my friend borrowed it for some work, so I don't have a camera today. Oh, that, that, no, no, no. You don't. You don't. You don't borrow things. That's just not. That's not how that goes. If no. there's a porno, I'll show it to you, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, well, thank you for joining. I, you could have chosen a face where you don't look like you're so concerned. <laughs> but that's a good one. Still good. Still good. So the entire time you guys were talking Metallica, I was watching uh, Utah continue to bury USC in the Pac-12 championship right now. Basketball? Uh, college football. Oh, okay. Because really on Friday? Really? Yeah. Utah. Uh, Utah. USC oh, wow. USC is is ranked number four, but they are losing forty seven to twenty four with less than two minutes to go in the game. Oh wow, nice! I always thought that I thought I didn't know that. This is how much I don't watch uh, college football. I always thought it was just all Saturday because when you look, man, when you look on Saturday and you look at whatever sports is playing, it's just college football everywhere like there is just so many games it's my day it's it's my day it's the yeah, day i, I don't know how you keep track on that to be honest <laughs> i don't know how you because because i'm just kind of going i remember i was explaining it uh, i was explaining it to uh steph i was like going like wow what the i was like i because she doesn't watch college football either we watch you know obviously nfl but i was just like going yeah there's different like you know brackets there's different I, I it's all just I they're don't called, know. It's all... They're called conferences. Conferences. There you go. I couldn't think of the word. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know exactly. I'm like, they're all. And I'm like, I don't even understand which one's which. I'll put it on on a Saturday. I mean, it's still football. I still like watching it. But, you know, when Michigan wins, I'm going, okay, Ray's happy. Yes. yes <laughs> Alabama's yes. winning. Scott's happy. You know, that's all I really know. I'm like, I just know that my friends are happy because I know you guys get into that. And I, so I'll pick those games. I see a Michigan game, I'll watch it. And you know, I know Harbaugh because he was, you know, he was um, the the Giants, uh, not Giants, the uh, the the 49ers coach at one point. And of course, his brother uh, coaches the Ravens in the NFL. So I root for him. So and then when it comes to Alabama, I see that. I'm like, yeah, Scott's team. I'll put that on too. But other than that, I don't fucking know who the hell. Which is really was. funny. Which is really funny. What was last week? It was Plus, I was born Bowl. in Alabama. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But last week was funny because it was the Iron Bowl, and my wife is an Auburn grad, so that's always a fun day in my house. Nice. <laughs> what, what what is her team again? Auburn. Auburn. So okay, okay. Our okay. our in state our in state rival. So our game when we play each other is called the Iron Bowl. 
because uh-huh. it was traditionally played in Birmingham, so which is a uh, steel town. So yeah, it was. Uh, so when we, when, when Daddy's winning and the boys are like roll <laughs> tide and Mommy's just glaring at all uh, of us. See, I remember too, like uh, um, when I was a kid. You know, my dad. You know, my dad was in the army. Uh, he's an army vet, and then. And my grandpa, may he rest in peace, uh, he was a Navy vet. Oh, so, the Army-Navy game. Yes, the Army-Navy game was always a big thing because when we were living in Alabama, um, and this was before cell phones, kids, they would – anytime there was like a play, touchdown, phone was ringing on either side. They were like – my dad would be close to the phone, you know, Army scores a touchdown, picking up and just, <laughs> you know – Kind of that thing. It was always like uh, it was fun. Yeah, the Army Navy game was always big in my house. Yeah. Well, I'm just you know this is uh, when it comes to rankings and you know who's going to get into the playoff. The fact that the number four team is getting their ass handed to them is just I I'm enjoying it just because chaos is going to ensue because this weekend is all the conference championship games. Mm. So. And usually you're looking at the conference champions to who's going to end up in the final four, because right now that's what the college football playoff is based off of is number one will play number four, number two will play number three, and then the two winners play each other for the national championship. Okay, so some intense. uh, See, that's the thing, though. It's like when it comes to college, I mean, obviously these players are only there for like a very limited time. So that's got to be. I guess exciting a little bit because you know when it's the NFL, it's the NFL. You're, you're like you know you're gonna have, unless they get traded, you know you're gonna have somebody. You know your quarterback, your star quarterback. I mean, obviously, when it comes to college, you're gonna have your star quarterback for maybe what two to three years, maybe four. Uh, very rarely four because you very yeah. rarely get a freshman quarterback. And even if you get a freshman quarterback, if they're that hot, they're not gonna stay the they're not gonna the stay the full four years. They're gonna get drafted. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're, you're looking at usually two years, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to see these guys progress and you want to be like, Oh, hopefully he makes it into, I mean, obviously that's like a hard thing to do, but I mean, it's, oh, always... it's, it's incredible. But that's like, those are the NFL NFL games I care about. I don't yeah. even care what the team is. It's like, Oh, you got Derrick Henry. Oh, you got an, You've got Amari Cooper. You know, like it's yeah. like I, I follow my I follow my players. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's always cool. But yeah. But yeah, so I think that's like I mean, I don't know. I just I watch it and I'm like, cool, it's football and whatever, but yeah, it's just it's it's just but I I don't know like I, again, I just don't know. Well, and, and think about that and then just inverse it and that's how I feel about NFL. It's there like, you go. See, that's what's weird. It's like, you know, I mean, obviously Ray uh I mean, but sadly his team is the <clears throat> Lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, uh, yeah, not too, uh, not too great. Oh, let's face it. Um, even though, like, man, I feel, I always feel sorry for the Lions, um, because they always barely lose. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> It'll be a high-scoring game, and they barely lose. And I'm like, yeah, and I, yeah, and I should DM Ray more. I'm like, but I, I, I just know I'd, I'd be salt on a wound right there if he does that, but. But anyway, so uh, that's enough college football talk. <laughs> but hey, I had to throw something. No, I had to throw something in because we, we have to have all the Metallica talk. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. KC, are you a Metallica fan? I just got to ask. I don't know. If I'm... No, not. Yeah. 
I didn't think so. I know, dude. I know, Jordan. Like, ah, I gotta go to bed. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, guys. <laughs> the fuck out. I I do I I can't stay on for too too long. But, I know. Um, I, I figured. Yeah, but I was like, dude. I was like, hey, you want to come on for a bit? We gotta talk about. I it. mean, I wasn't even thinking about it, and you messaged me like an hour before I had my show on my channel, and I'm thinking, what are you thinking? You're like, hey, you wanna come on talking about time? Like, I, okay. Like, I can't say no, and I turn my off. I'm like. And I go, she's like, do like whatever. I'm like, okay. Cause I, I was like, I, like, I wasn't even thinking about like, Metallica. We have to talk yeah. about this. I, I, I said, Jordan, I think it's cute that for a situation like this, you have to ask your wife's permission. Where every time I do this, it's because yeah. everyone's been in bed for like two hours. Like, well, I can do thing, whatever I want. The thing is, not to get into two specifics, our house is so small uh, yeah. that, mm -hmm. that literally, no matter where I go in the house, she can hear me. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not. And I I'm noticed in, you're in a different spot. Now. I'm in my bedroom. Ah, <laughs> the bed's right here. But see, she's not feeling well. She's been sick for a week, and I'm not feeling too great either. But I offered to go in here to kind of get out of her way because she has to come in here all the time when I do stuff. So I'm like, I'll come in here. <laughs> so, so you know, she can hear me out there. So mm, it's the thing. Well. Like, I, I just can't go anywhere. Like the yeah. house is so small. So we're we're looking to move next year. So yeah. we're gonna get a bigger place, and I'll be out of her hair like actually out of her way <laughs> that was the beauty of when i finally moved down into the basement yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet. oh yeah I like bet. The, the goal is to get my own room and to get away from her so that she can do whatever the hell she wants and i'm so, not in her way I need, somebody we need to clip that out the goal is to get away from her and get my own room <laughs> the goal the, well, cause, <laughs> cause out, the of thing. Context, out of context yes. out of context we all because Horrible, she moved but... in in August of 2018 and is now in November 2020, and she's been dealing with this for that long <laughs> in this house. So I do not blame her for like how annoyed she is at this shit. Oh no, you gotta understand, Jordan. I used to I used to podcast upstairs in the front living room mm -hmm. uh, because that's where the that's where the the computer was. Mm -hmm. You know, before I got a, a laptop. So it used to be one of the cases that when I was ready to record, I was like, honey, can you not be washing the dishes? Honey, can you not be watching TV in the room literally next door? My microphone yeah. can pick up all the sound. Yeah. And by God, I cannot tell you how many times I have to get on the phone with Tim and be like, Tim, we can't we can't record right now or we can't record mm -hmm. tonight if I want to stay married. I can't tell you how many times we've had the and, and we've had the marriage we've had the I want to save my marriage conversation. Yeah. Cause um we got home after eleven hour drive back from our vacation and they dropped Indiana Jones. So I was in here oh, and I was on her iPad. Trailer. And then they dropped Guardians as I was out there editing on Indiana Jones. So literally you don't see her because the footage is in the corner, but she's sitting in my recliner chair, covered up by the footage, being <laughs> quiet. And she's That's had awesome. to deal with this for this long. So yeah, we need to get out of here so that I'm out of her way, and I do most of my stuff when she's not at home, when she's at work. I work from home, so thank God I have free time yeah. to do the stuff. But, man, before working from home and all this stuff, it was bad. It's better now, but it's still not great. So, okay, so can yeah. we talk about that Indiana Jones trailer? Yes. Because let's, Yeah, I, let's talk about these trailers that showed yeah. up yesterday. Let's do this. Oh, I am, I am just so, so happy about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, when you watched that trailer, you went, Crystal Skull who? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. 
Oh, but wait, but, but, the, but the fact that it starts off with John Reese Davies, like, doing, like, the, I miss the desert. I miss the sea. I'm like, they brought it back. They brought, they him brought back. it back. And then, yeah, and then just the way it even starts off, too, you, like, you get, like, oh, there's a chase sequence happening, and then all of a sudden you see him, like, jump from one car to the other. And I was like, oh, well, that was cool. You know, it's just like, what the hell? And then, you know, it's kind of teasing you a little bit. And then, yeah, then you get him talking to him. Yeah, talking to each other. And, you know, of course, it's that whole thing. Uh, you know, that was – I forgot exactly what he says. He just kind of goes like, uh, you know, Time to move don't on. do that anymore or whatever the hell he says. You know, obviously, you know, because we're dealing with, a, you know, we're, it's Indiana Jones in his 70s, obviously, but, you know. Right, because I think they said it's nineteen. It's 1969 in this movie. Mm, okay, so it's 69. 69, all right. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, but the trailer, I mean, to me, yeah. I was like, all right, this got right to the point. It showed some great visuals, some great action. Yes, there's a couple of things where, like, all right, that needs polishing, but I get why you put it in there, you know, because there's, I mean, like, this- a the score obviously that was that was that was synthesized i'm like no there's going to be a full-blown yeah john williams his last movie right he's doing he's doing it right yeah his last one his last movie i i don't know he keeps on he like i know he's retired from star like he keeps on like retiring from like different franchises like i know he's retired from star wars yeah because rise of skywalker was it and then he's like, "Well, I wrote an Obi Wan theme for the show. I wrote his yeah. theme, yeah. And I'm like, he might do something else after this. But I think that he's been saying for a while this is his last movie. Okay, because mm. he did do the score for uh, the Fablemans because okay. it's Spielberg. Yeah. So, but you know, it, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's so obviously synthesizer. But it's like, no, if it's John Williams, he's going to get the London Symphony Orchestra because mm. it's John Williams, like John, John Williams." <laughs> John Williams. He yeah. conducts the London Symphony Orchestra, and and uh, and Indy needs the full blown score, and I'm I'm so ready for it because I, it's definitely Harrison's last go as Indy, oh, yeah. and I'm I'm happy. I like I hear Mangold say, and you can kind of see it somewhat in the trailer. He said they emphasized practical effects, mm. and I'm all about practical. I'm all about that. So I'm. I'm really excited. I mean, it's got Mads Mikkelsen in it, and I love oh, Mads. Yeah. He's so good. I mean, he's playing a Nazi. Come on! You know? Question. Okay. Oh. How did you feel about the de-aged indie? I think mm. it looked... Like, that first shot, I was like, holy crap. No, the one, the one where he's in is like, he's in like his OSS uniform. And, and they pull, pull the it, hook. Yeah. That no, first I shot, think it looks, wow. That That's looked, that yeah. looked like last crusade Harrison like, like, it looks like yeah. they, they went back in time and shot that in real time it was it was so <laughs> bizarre because i'm like wow the technology like we've seen de-aged actors but man this is like even though it's just a shot it it felt real like it felt like they actually well, shot it fe- that well it feels yeah. like to me when we talk about de-aging it feels like with the first time we saw michael douglas and ant-man mm. and he it, looks Amazing. I mean, that's the you know, like. If we're talking about de aging, that was the best yeah. de aging ever looked. Was Michael yeah. Douglas? In and my opinion. and they and they didn't show that in the marketing. Like that was a surprise for audiences who saw that. We're like, holy crap, they did that. And yeah. then over time, we've seen it slowly evolve, and now we've gotten to the point now 
where they do deep faking. They literally deep fake Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett. True, but I mean, but do do we think that maybe that is it an actor that they put the face on, or is it actually Harrison Ford? It might be Harrison. I don't, I know yeah. for they hired a guy. Because obviously, when it came to Luke Skywalker, that was a whole different actor. Yeah. They put his they, face they, on. They hired a guy who did deep faking to, I guess, yeah. he, he improved the, the, the yeah, face of Luke yeah, at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, and yeah. they hired this guy at Lucasfilm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he worked on this, He used too. the same thing. Because I that's be what I saw some people talking about that, like, uh, and, and I saw some kind of debate. It's like, it's not technically de-aging, it's a deep fake because it's somebody yeah. else and they put their face on it. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, okay, let's not get so technical here, guys. I mean, come on. It's still a de-aged Indiana Jones that well, we're and, in you know, here. It's kind of like it, it, it's always the mouth and the eyes that are always going to be like the, the issue if you don't uh -huh. do it well. I remember I it got really close with the uh, young version of Sean Young in Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. It still the mouth was still a little, a, a and little they, and they and they make a point that deep fake isn't like an end all be all fix it, like Word. literally that was a really good one. Well, they also said yeah. too that that was also yeah. they also said that some of that was actually makeup help as yeah. well. Yeah. But, oh, no, no, and I think I think the the, the best stuff it's like it, or if you want to go in the reverse, think about what Chris Evans looks like at the end of Endgame. Yeah, because, aging him, aging yeah. him up. Because he's yeah, got yeah. he's got the wig, and then they have the dots on his face, and they did that. I think it's mostly deep fake with some help of CG to help it make it. More you need to have seamless. a good. You need to have a good blend. To be honest, yes. I think yes. what what the what the biggest issue you have is when you actually have the actor, and we saw this with um, uh, what was the Scorsese De Niro where he DH him to Irishman. The, uh, Irishman. A lot of people were like. Okay, but you could still see the you know the older man movements, and that's right. what kind of takes you out of it. It's like when you have De Niro still doing that, and he's supposed to be playing like a thirty-something year old, and but he's moving around as his age. It kind of go, you kind of go, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Valley kicks in. Yeah, you start to same thing happened with Sam Jackson in uh, Captain Marvel. Which, like, yeah, you're good on the face, and not to mention, I mean, let's face it, uh, Sam Jackson just has he aged since he became popular? He no. just looks the same when we first saw him in freaking Pulp Fiction. So, but um, except except now he's bald. But uh, you know, but so they did do that. But at the same time, you kind of you know he's still moving like you know as he is in his 60s or whatever you know. So you have that little bit. So that's why it's like. When it came to, I mean, obviously, when it came to de-aging Mark Hamill and having Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, and they improved on it, obviously, they had to get a new actor that looked relatively like him. That also helps, too, because you're putting the dots on the face, you probably can only, you know, you're only adjusting it just not as much, so then everything looks a little bit more flawless, which mm -hmm. I think that helps, too. So they, they probably got uh, Harrison Ford to do some of the minimal stuff, like sitting down. And then whenever Indy's jumping around in the de-aging, it's obviously another actor. But they probably used it as a reference point. That's why they brought Mark Hamill in, even though it's clearly Mark Hamill might have been some of those shots with Book of Boba Fett with Grogu. But you could tell it was mostly the, the other actor. But they brought him in as a reference point. So that's well, probably what – I mean, yeah. And one thing they might have done, because I know that Ridley Scott did this for the final cut of Blade Runner – 
was one of the shots that he fixed in Blade Runner was when Deckard is doing some uh, investigating. He goes into, I think it's like the replicant animal shop. And it's always been one of those glaring issues where he say they re they did ADR on the lines, but it but they recorded him saying something else, so the lips never matched what mm. he was saying. Yeah. So what really Scott did for the final cut is he got Harrison Ford's son to come in, and they filmed his mouth and digitally put his mouth on. 1982 Harrison Ford wow. so that now in the final cut his lips match the dialogue. That's mm. crazy. Jeez. How are you feeling about it, Casey? If you're there. I <laughs> haven't seen any indie movie yet. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another... Uh. I know we're trying. Yeah, Scott, I know. Oh, uh, no, you're, this, is, this is this is freaking all of it. Uh oh, there it is. Look at right there. Okay, four <laughs> movies plus there was the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which was a Sunday night TV show. Really enjoyed that one. John Patrick Flannery played like twenty yeah. something. Uh, Indie Jones, but, but you don't um, need to watch. That's not that's 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 like an alternative. Like if you need something more indie, more so. right. But it's kind yeah. of fun though because yeah. I remember watching actually. Well, like when Crystal Skull references the fact that he works for the OSS during World War II, mm. which obviously is what this flashback is going to be in Indy Five. That's cool because they established this canon in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles that he worked for Belgian intelligence during World War One. Mm, okay mm. because that tv show had him running off and joining uh fighting in world war one so it's uh it's 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 a fun it's a fun little history thing i i go i go deep into it. i i love i love indiana jones so yeah. i go i went so, deep. yeah casey just just you need to you need to see raiders you need at yeah. least the raiders you need to watch the original i mean like the, the the original trilogy is just so fantastic but i mean crystal skull you might have some, you know, <laughs> things in there that might be, I've, you know. Yeah, I've heard. Do you, do you yeah. think they're going to, I wouldn't say retcon, but do you think they're going to basically ignore that movie? Or do you think they're going to be referencing something? I don't know if they could. No, 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 but, but really, but okay, but here's the thing, though. Really, when you go back and you watch all the Indiana Jones movies, you, you for the most part, can watch all of them on it's their so own. Yeah, you can mm. still watch it. It's still Steven Spielberg. It's still gorgeous. There's some things that there's some shots that are, you know, but the Shia LaBeouf character you might not like. Um, and they were, it was almost like they were almost passing the torch to him. I mean, that scene at the end, you know, where the hat. I, like, I love it though. They take the hat back though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's almost like, no, nope, no, nope, sorry. That's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, Casey, at least watch the original trilogy. I mean, in my, I mean, yeah, Raiders, best one. Crusade, second best, close second best too. By well, the see, way, it's, that's one of those cases where Raiders is the best one, but Crusade is my favorite. See, I'm with you on that because if I were to choose one right now, I'd watch Crusade, right? Like because it's just there's just something about that movie with Sean Connery, and their back and forth, the way that their their chemistry is just so fucking good. Oh, their so chemistry good. is amazing yeah. in that movie. Father and son, it's just so. So great in the whole. I should have sent it to the Marx yeah. Brothers. <laughs> we named the dog Indy. Yeah, we named the uh, dog Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Indiana. The dog. You're named after the dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, Casey, you got to do yourself a favor and watch those movies and see. I mean, come on, that's where part of cinema, man. Cinema, actually, because Raiders was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. Nice, nice. It lost out. It's interesting of fire that Mangold is making go. Yeah, it is I'm interesting. Fan of his, so yeah. I mean, Spielberg's still producing. For sure. And, you know, it's like one of those things, too, or it's like when, I, well, the thing is, is like, I like Mangold as a director. I like, oh, his yes. Stuff. I mean, yes. he's a great director. So when I heard that, I went, okay, I'm fine with that because I like him as a director. And, you know, but it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, we had four movies that were, you know, it was Spielberg. And um, so it, it is going to be interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. If, so Indiana uh, Jones is going to die. No, <laughs> no, actually, yeah, uh, that's gonna be interesting because if if they continue to treat the young Indiana Jones Chronicles as canon, um, he can't die because he still has to grow up to be a uh, crotchety old man in modern day with an eye patch. That's that's what I want to see. When does Indy lose his eye? That's what Ooh, I want to see. Hopefully, a cat doesn't scratch in the eye. third act. <laughs> Jesus now Christ. we had heard that Going Disney, Captain Marvel, Ugh. we had heard that Disney's developing or something Indiana Jones related for Disney Plus. Yeah. I, now I I was mentioning this on my show earlier that I don't think this is this is not Indiana Jones. Like he's not going to be in it. No, it's going to be it's it's going to be Ravenwood. It's going to be his mentor. That's what they that it was a prequel series about Ravenwood. Because oh, yeah, it's supposed to be Mar- Marion's dad is who it was going to be about. Mm. Yeah, because I, I think whatever they do next with the, the franchise, like Indy's not going to be a part of it. Like, in terms of like Harrison Ford, like he's done, and then he's going to die. <laughs> no, I'm, I he's going to run for the Apparently, sense that PC wants him to die. No, I mean even even with James Bond that happened, and even with Logan that happened. So yeah, true. If if Mango wants to deliver that emotional, you know, well, ending I guess to him, I, I feel like he would Harrison, cry my Har- fucking eyes out. Harrison, Harrison Ford would still want. Yeah, that. Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to die. Does he want Indy? Exactly. Die? That's the question. Because he's like, I'll come back to do your Force Awakens, but I want to die. And so he wanted to die in Return okay. of the Jedi. Okay, we're well, uh, we gonna take bets that short round show, shows up in this. Oh, I, I, I don't. Do, do we think gonna... that? No, I don't. No, but I want you don't it. think that they could squeeze something in there, or like I, I, I don't know. Well, I wish, especially. Oh my God! After, uh, yes. Key, keys, keys. Uh, uh, speech at the Gotham Awards. Oh yeah, oh, I man. played that on Film Junkie Live on uh, on Wednesday. Cheers. Um, and I was like, yeah, I played the whole thing because you posted it, Scott, and you said hug yeah. him. I kept saying yes, I want to hug him. Oh, but man. yeah, his like yeah his story, you know, because as a child actor and being in some gigantic movies and then just kind of going walk away and then, you know, being behind the scenes, doing some snut work and everything like that. And then coming back in a movie, like everything everywhere all at once and everybody just going, Oh my God. I mean, I remember I didn't even know that it was him until you told me. I was like, what? And then you were like, you didn't know. I know you gave me shit. But I guess I gave you shit. Yeah, you I always give you shit. shit. It's what I do, which is fine. I like it. I like it when you give me shit. But because I, 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 I was like, damn it, how did I not know this? Damn it! And you know, and then the fact that he's getting all this praise, even like, I mean, we're, I mean, we're we're gonna be. I mean, every, it's just like it's like the movie of the year. I mean, it's still one of my favorite movies of the year. And it's the fact the, the, uh, it, 
it really for me it's still that and the Batman. Like, what's yeah. my mood? Because yeah. hey, those are that's those two. those two are it for twenty twenty two. And I don't see anything that's left in the year like approaching approaching yeah. those two. Um, I just everything everywhere all at once. Just one of those movies that goes. It is weird as fuck, and it's everything that I love. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I, but I was just, I was just wondering if like he if, would he show up? Would they do something like that? You know, I don't know. I mean, we saw, but at the same time, like when he posted that image of him and Harrison Ford at um, D23, and they were hugging and it would look great. And it was just like, and then he made it sound like, oh yeah, hey. And like Harrison Ford was like, short round. And then like, bam. And it's like, so it makes me think that maybe mm. he's not in it, but then are they kind of doing a thing? He might be. I mean, because during the yeah. Loki, because he's in Loki season two, when he was true, when when they went to him during that segment for uh, D23, he was like, wait, is this not the Indiana Jones panel? Like he made that joke. And it's like, I wouldn't I be surprised. That, I wouldn't I be surprised if do they it. do something. I just I, don't, don't, all I know is if he's in it. No fucker better ruin it for me because I want to have that moment in the theater going short round. Yes, yes. It yes, don't yes. show it in the trailer. No, don't no, show it in the trailer. No, 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 no. It. I just have a feeling that there's going to be some kind of scene. Maybe they shot something, you know, after the. Well, they brought. I mean, they brought Sala back. I mean, yeah. I just have a feeling that he's going to show up. It's going to be a nice little scene, or I mean, I hope it's a scene that's just going to fucking make me goddamn cry. I want to. I, I want to. Still have until like, my June of next year, June June thirtieth. Yeah. I think. So literally, oh, there, there's plenty of time. It's, there's plenty dude. of time. They it's, shot. Okay. They sh- like, even though no it, was, it was a even though it was it was a very short sequence. They shot the Hendrick Cavill Black Adam thing a month before it came out. There it so, is. And I'm not yeah. saying they're going to shoot a short round scene in May, but they could easily go shoot something, and no one would know because I mean, there's plenty of times where people don't know things when they go shoot I something. Mean, I mean, think about it. Think about it. It would hit so many people in the fields, mm-hmm. and he yeah, is people have actually not... seen the movie, Casey. Yeah, people yeah. Have actually yeah. seen maybe, the movie. Maybe not. We gotta, we gotta wait for Casey. He goes and sees. Goes who? Yeah, yeah. Well, who's this guy? Um, no, but I mean, it would hit people in the fields, and you know the fact that he's back and he's you know hot right now when it comes to you know uh, obviously like you said he's showing up in Loki season two and everything. It's like. It would just be, I mean, how do you not? How do you not have something like that? But I mean, but it's all about the execution. Don't just do it. Just be like, hey, there he is. Ha, you know, but make it something that has, you know. Make it meaningful. Meaningful. I want to get, I want to tear up when I see it, if it happens. And yeah, again, don't spoil it, people. If it, yeah, that's, don't put it in the trailer. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Oh, God. So good. And then it was funny, too, because obviously, you know, we're in 2022. So I, I he even defended. He's like, guys, it's not racist. Like, because obviously people are like, oh, yeah, the, the stereotypes and all this stuff like that. He's like, come on. Like, seriously, it's just the time and everything like that. Relax and everything. I love the fact that even though, like, he just came back, he wasn't being like, yes, you know, it was politically incorrect. I can't believe you know, I was like this generic, you know, stereotype. And, but no, no, he defended that movie. And, you know, I mean, let's face it. Temple of Doom is. It's, it's a weird people, one. It's, it's, it's a, a weird one. It's, it's a, a weird a, one. It's a weird one. Didn't they come up with a PG-13 rating because of it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it's the movie that famously they gave it a PG rating 
they wanted to give it an R. Yes. And after that movie came out, they were like, obviously, we need something in, the in between. Yes. We need something because, in the middle. Yeah, it gets graphic. It does. Like, when you watch it, you go, Kalima! 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 Holy crap. KZ, you're in for a you know, wild one. You're going to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and be like, wow, that was like fucking great. And then you're going to watch Temple of Doom and go, what the fuck? <laughs> what what is happening here like with certain things but it works it works because, it's still great you've also, you've also got to remember that both steven spielberg and george lucas are going through divorces at the time so it um did you not know that i didn't know that that's why it's so freaking dark both spielberg <laughs> and lucas were going through divorces okay it explains the heart part okay <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, it's it, they were they were in, they were both in very dark places in their lives, and it just translated into wow. a doom. Yes, did not know that. Wow, there you go. Wow, that is that's hilarious. That makes total sense now. But the thing, the, the fact of the matter is, it's still it's still enjoyable. Like it's still a good film to watch. It's you know the the, the ending scene with the fucking bridge. <laughs> Oh, the bridge. Oh, oh, I, the, oh, the bridge. I love that scene. Uh, we're not going to spoil it for you, Casey. Don't worry. But, uh, but yeah, there's a bridge scene at the end that is just – Indiana Jones goes, you want to see balls? I got balls. Let's do this. And it's just it's, – it's pretty great. It's pretty freaking fantastic. But So, no, yeah. I am, I'm very happy with what I saw yeah. in, the, in the trailer. And um, uh, who is it? Uh, Phoebe Walker. Is it Phoebe Walker? her name waller waller walker waller walker yeah i, I, yeah. I can't remember her name from yeah, from movie. a flea bag is yeah, the one that you did phoebe yeah. waller bridge thank you go. yes yeah uh i'm i know that she co-wrote the screenplay i think i believe and then she's in it and i that that seems like the, those two are gonna have some really fun chemistry in the in the movie it's funny because i didn't watch flea bag but i've seen clips and it seems like something that I want to watch because she breaks the fourth wall. Oh, she's yes. constantly, like, talking. And she's very likable. Like, she's very, like, anytime I've watched things, I mean, obviously, it's a, a highly sexual show and everything like that, which is why I'm like, why am I not watching it? But, uh, you know, but it's just saying, like, when she breaks the fourth wall and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, she seems very likable. You, you know? Dave, you need to watch Fleabag. Yeah. It's only two, it's it's on only two, se- it's only two seasons. Yeah. And they're British seasons, so they're, like, you know, six episodes like yeah, yeah they're short yeah they're short i need to, I need to watch uh, it and, and andrew scott's in it too so oh do you oh. know who the... <laughs> I, I i do know who he is he was Thank you. uh moriarty and he was sherlock. moriarty and sherlock yes yes <laughs> <laughs> i just like how kc went oh <laughs> <laughs> he got excited there for a little bit. Well, and and Showtime is going to be doing a new talented Mr. Ripley TV show, and Andrew Are Scott's they? playing, and, and uh, Andrew Scott's playing Ripley. Wow, God, that movie! Uh, I only watched it once. I need to watch it again. You know, you know what you needed? Oh, I'm going to say this again, and you know it's going to be. You need to read the book. Yeah, of course, the book, the book. <laughs> Everything okay, Jordan? You gotta take off, or you good? Uh, yeah, I was, I was yeah. I was about to say, I was like, I saw you typing, and then there yeah, was I was like, t- 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 I was trying to get, what, how am I gonna say? That timing was perfect. Yeah, that yeah, was, was really like, good. And your and your camera started shaking. I'm like, oh, like oh, oh, yeah, because like I have like this table, and I'm I was trying to. Yeah. Get... 
It's a whole mess. Sit down, you're rocking. Sit down, sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. Yeah, it's all good, man. Much. I appreciate you showing up. Like I said, I was like, ah, oh, we got to talk yeah. some. We got to talk this Metallica song. And, and you we'll, better believe when the album comes out, we're gonna be doing we'll, like a whole fucking stream. Yes, and when the second song drops. Oh yeah, that again. Too. Third yes. song, yeah. Yes, all right. We'll be doing a whole thing about yes. that. But uh, uh, subscribe to him, Chainsaw Reacts, guys. Yes. Please do so. Please, I need your support. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you for joining. No problem. Bye, everybody. See ya. All right. I get Jordan. Yeah. So, okay. So then what do we think about the Guardians trailer? Ooh. Well, I think it's going to be heavy. Anybody else get heavy, pretty heavy vibes yes. from some of the shots? Yes, I did. Yeah. I I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm very cautiously optimistic because, you know, I really enjoyed the first one. So did I. I despise the second one. I don't despise it, but Damn. I have my reservations about it. I like, it's I in my it's it, it it's it ranks at the of the MCU movies I've seen. It ranks at the bottom with Iron Man three and Ragnarok. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. you're not an Iron Man three fan. I'm not an Iron Man three oh, fan. Oh, see, I like it because I like Shane Black. Yeah, uh, and then like uh, but then the holiday special came, and I was like, okay, that was I, good. I, that was good. So I saw this trailer, and because it is going to be the last Guardians movie, it's like I, I I'm thinking this might. I have hopes. I I I have hopes for this movie. You're gonna cry. I'm I'm expecting <laughs> no. I'm expecting to cry. I I I, re, I really am actually. Oh yeah, there, not all of them are going to make it out of this one. No, sure. no. We, we could see that in the trailer. I mean, there's a shot of Peter like going now, nah, like kind of thing. There's a uh, Mantis also like crying. Uh, there's a shot of Drax. Looks like he almost has like a fucking hole in his chest. And I'm like, what the? And then there's a oh man, that's the thing. It's like anytime they have these goddamn cuddly, not well, not cuddly, but these these goddamn furry creatures. And I love Rocket. And when he's like sitting there, and there's like a shot of him up close and he's all we're gonna fly one more time and it was just like what's gonna don't kill rocket and then you saw him as a little baby rocket before he got all the the whatever cybernetics and uh, yeah yeah, we're gonna see baby rocket i'm like oh god what are you doing james gunn was like you know what if this is gonna be my last one i'm gonna rip your guys's fucking hearts out your guts out all this stuff this is how i'm gonna mic drop this it's like yeah you didn't like you know, he, he probably saw the reception of Guardians 2, you know, because people didn't take to it as much as the the, the first Guardians, you know, obviously, because it was fresh and new. And then, you know, and then, of course, wow, we need we need some good Guardian stuff after, you know, when they showed up in that in that Saturday Night Live sketch that was called Thor Love and Thunder, which they were yeah. the best part of that movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that movie yep. that I still have not seen. Yeah, so. you don't need to. You don't need good. To. You don't need to, Scott. Don't ever watch it. Don't just just pass. It's if the, you watch just... that and Guardians Two is still at the bottom, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh no no no! I truly expect that if I ever saw Love and Thunder, it would be a it would be uh, number whatever with a bullet. Like whatever, however many numbers of MCU movies I would put on that list, I could just see it like. Tie an anchor and drop it to the bottom. Well, there's a reason why Chris Hemsworth's like, hey, it needs a drastic tone yeah. change. He probably. Oh, realized- yeah, no. 
yeah, yeah. I saw you realize yeah, and i was yeah. like thank you thank you for saying that because yeah i mean it's like all right they 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 did a good job and, and i always commend them for like okay i get it because thor when it comes to uh the, the four of you know the four big heads of the uh the adventures it's like yeah thor's kind of like the weaker one because no but not not too many people i mean obviously he's a norse god and you know you got all that mythology that they had to put inject into here and you know i still like the first one kenneth Branagh oh, did a great oh, he did a great fantastic oh. job i mean i mean especially after watching you know ragnarok and thor love and thunder you go back to that one you go oh my god this is so good you love it more but um i get why they changed the tone because they're like yeah he's kind of lacking so they did and i understand it because it did work it was a good business decision but what even what chris hemsworth said was like hey you know like you got to keep it fresh you got to keep it fresh so there needs to be a drastic change and if he's going to do it like you know obviously there might be some crossovers that still might happen but if he's going to have one last movie it's like yeah get something in there that's going to in and really just you know do a good send-off when it comes to the character and i think hemsworth could pull it off and could do something he's not a bad actor He's definitely not a bad a actor, and like you know, I think he can do something. Uh, they could do something pretty well, and and again, I'm like, hey, you know, I made that 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 joke sketch. I'm like, Robert Eggers, can you imagine if he did a version of Thor after watching The Northman? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. God, do it, do yeah. it, make oh. it dark. God, but um, yeah, the Guardians trailer, like, yeah, it's got. I mean, it's it looks pretty. It's got the the needle drops um and but yeah it's just it's like oh man this movie is definitely i i just feel like it's gonna rip my guts out in a couple of times not just once so well, let's put it this way when it comes to mcu movies i'm going to go to the theaters to see this one like like it, it's it's earned oh, itself definitely. it's earned that slot like and, and lately like i've said on here before if you want to talk about MC, mcu movies i've seen the theaters the last two have been No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. Like, you have to, like, you yeah. have to earn, you really have to earn me wanting to, you know, go Don't to care the what theater. anybody says, Multiverse of Madness, best phase four. Uh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still giving that to No Way Home for me. Well, yeah, I mean, I always forget that No Way Home is, I always think that that wrapped up, like, Shang-Chi is also phase four. Yes. Uh, phase, oh, yeah, phase that's four. True. Phase four started. See, I'm confused on phase four. Yeah, that's right. Phase four started with Black Widow. Or, or I always forget Black Widow. Yeah, because <laughs> it was horrible. Um, cause it's, cause it's, well, no, because it's technically like the lost episode of Phase yeah. Four. <laughs> you yeah. You know. Um, I don't care to watch the, that movie again. If it no. wasn't for the end credit scene, it would mm. completely be. It would completely be phase three, See, except for it, having Julia, uh, Julia Dreyfus, Dreyfus, yeah. Julia Dreyfus from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because technically, if you want to get technical, phase four started with WandaVision. True. But theatrically, yeah, yeah. Uh, theatrically, Black Widow was the first yeah. phase four project. I know. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I always forget. I always I don't know why I always think that No Way Home was like wrapping up phase three. But, yeah, you're right. That's that is my favorite. But uh, Multiverse of Madness, I mean, it's just I you watch my first cool reaction. Movie, yeah. yeah, you watch my first reaction. I'm just like, 
it had Ramyisms all over it was Ramy it was Ramy all over the place and like yeah. like I said I have problems with I maybe have problems with the script itself but what saved the movie for me was the fact that it looks like a Ramy movie yeah. <laughs> oh dude I mean that the fight between the two Doctor Stranges and they are fighting with musical notes. music notes I love that oh fucking good I love that scene where it's just like and he's just like boom and he's just throwing the notes i'm like come on and i remember people like shitting on that like what is that oh yeah i said no shit i'm like you're talking about that's like my favorite movie this is about wizards fighting and they're using musical notes to throw as weapons come on that's fantastic the the last time i saw that was probably in a looney tunes fucking episode (laughs) where they did something like that my god i was so glad to see that it was kevin feige's idea and not um danny elfman's Mm, yeah mm-hmm. always good yeah freaking yeah. that guy no but uh um yeah when it comes to that i mean you know yeah phase i mean obviously people are talking about phase four being a little bit i mean it's just one of those things too where you kind of go like everybody talks about like oh, everything you know the marvel formula this then this with all the previous phases well not the previous phases obviously it's not, it's funny too because like yeah the marvel formula obviously got there at a certain point but you watch that phase one you go they were really trying to find their feet like they were trying to be like okay we're kind of trying to find like you know how we're going to do this and that's why phase one is my favorite because it was just they were trying to mm-hmm. build something and it was just exciting because you were like oh my god it, it was to the point where like oh we got a post credit scene can't wait till it is now you kind of go like I gotta pee. Yeah. What what is this post credit scene gonna be? And sometimes it's nothing. It's like it's uh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Those are the ones that really get you when you're like, I hate that shit when it's nothing. When it's nothing. Uh, It pisses you off because like I sat here for that. My God. Ugh. I still, I mean, I still remember the days. You know, sitting there for Samuel L. Jackson. You know, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, (sighs) or the end of the end of Iron Man Two, where I'm like. That's Thor's hammer. That's Thor's hammer. <laughs> you, know, it's just, you know, you miss those. Or you get to the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, and it's just the trailer for the Avengers. It's a full yeah, blown trailer. That was, that, was, yeah. Yeah, that was one of those things where, yeah. And then even like even the end of Incredible Hulk when like Tony Stark just shows up. To, well, that know, wasn't even up. an in-credit scene. That was actually part of the movie. Was it? That's right. No, it wasn't even an in-credit scene. It was in the in-credit yeah, it's it's wow. just it's the way the movie ends. Oh wow! All right, we got somebody else joining in right now. Hey, old The first time I the first time I saw fighting with notes, it was in Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're right. I was like, I know I've seen it before, and I, you yeah. know, I'm pretty sure it's been in Looney Tunes uh, cartoons as oh, well. Yeah. But yeah, I was trying to remember. Like, there was a live action version where I've seen something Kung like Fu that. Hustle. You were absolutely yeah, Kung Fu Hustle, fucking classic. I still need to see that movie. I've, oh, I've seen I, Shaolin I, I need Soccer. I that movie too. Yeah. Uh, you guys haven't seen it. With oh. you, Casey. You no. guys can watch it together. I've seen Shaolin Soccer, but I've always wanted to see that one. That's a classic. How could you call yourself a cinephile if you haven't seen that movie? <laughs> he hasn't seen Indiana Jones. Because I can, yet. Ben. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Are you, you going to recast me? He hasn't watched any of the Indiana Jones, right? <laughs> I'm not going to recast you, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
This is, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just waiting, I'm just waiting for Ben to just go, bitch, please. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't said that here, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. No, you haven't I said I have. it. No, I have. I have. You have. You have. Yeah, you have. yeah I yeah. think, yeah, you have. But um, I know, right? Uh, KC will get a lot of those, you know, with all the stuff you haven't seen. <laughs> um, now, we're just talking about the Guardians trailer. Um, well, first off, what did you think about the Indiana Jones trailer? Because we just talked about that, too. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I, I heard the whole debate whether it's deep fake or the agent, and uh, I was thinking about that movie on Netflix too. That that was one of the things that took me out of it. That you could tell, yeah, they were the age, but they were still move like old people. Even the their voices yeah. were raspy yeah. like old people. Yeah, you know, because like old people have a specific uh, note how they speak, and then you, you get a little them. growly sometimes. That growl, you, yes. Your so, s's start going shh, yeah, like that a little so, bit too. So. That's the thing. It's like when when they're doing something like that, it's like okay, we get it. You want to have the actual actor do that. You put dots on his face. Then it's like yeah, but then it could take away from it because then all of a sudden everybody's and maybe they've realized that now. Like especially when it came to the Irishman, where like that scene where uh, De Niro's character he's picking the guy. That's what always gets me. He's picking the guy, and it's just like. He's supposed to be thirty, but he looks like he's but in his like, yeah. He's, like he's putting his weight on it, like yeah. That. Yeah, and then I'm like going, you know, same thing that happened in Captain Marvel. It's like, okay, I get it, you know, that's Sam Jackson, but you know, if you look at him, even when he was, you know, in Pulp Fiction or even you know anything earlier, it's like he moved a little bit different. I mean, he always had that, you know, good, you know. That strut, that that Sam J- Jackson strut, which is always going to be there. But sometimes he, you know, even though he's de-aged and had the hair, but he was still moving like the Sam Jackson of present day. And I'm like, eh, it's just that one now. You know, let's just just cast somebody who looks younger, like we did in the old days. <laughs> nah, they. But overall, that. I think the trailer was good. Uh, yeah. One thing that came to mind was uh, James Cameron saying, "Nobody can." Uh, film my movies or direct my movies and like man shut the fuck up because i was looking at this and i was like yo mangold is doing a bang up job because like his entire thing feels like it was ripped out of the 80s yes he, he, okay he has that nostalgia feeling but yeah. with a modern look if, if if that makes any sense oh no because can... like 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 ford versus ferrari was like had, had yeah that. yeah oh, that's a very a good, good example yeah, i yeah. love that movie i yeah, love that, that awesome movie. movie god i don't no, know anything about the movie i cried again i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i know well it, it was funny because i actually watched the doc about all that so i knew yeah i didn't know anything about already because there was a doc i think adam carolla made a doc that was on netflix yeah he did he did but it was basically about all that so I watched that beforehand, and I looked through his podcast, so I already knew the story of all that. So, yeah, it was, but it was still sad, and it was still so fucking well done and everything mm. like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to Cameron, going back to Cameron, I think Cameron is just – when it comes to him, like, and I know a lot of people, I see people, like, either praise him or go, this fucking guy. Yeah. It's just – I think he's doing it because – you know, he understands what he needs to do, so he's trying to be controversial, I guess, to maybe add to like, well, oh yeah, this guy says he can't. Well, I'm gonna go see his movie then, and I'm gonna shit on it. But he's like, yeah, but I got your money. He's like, I think right. he's kind of looking at it like, if I can give you a little controversial with uh with all these interviews, that'll help. I think he's utilizing that because 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this this Avatar sequel because they 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 he's already what got the third one in the box like in, yeah. you know it's already done. He said he has one. up to the ninth movie already. Well, yeah, well he has ideas, ideas. for like more for more, but I mean right. essentially we're supposed to get at least two more after this. Right. So if this movie were to freaking just full on flop, it's like, well, what do you do? Do you continue or not? But I don't think it's going to full on flop, but it's right. like, is it going to make a billion? Is it going to still be able to do that? Is there something that's going to bring people? I, I think he's just maybe adding to the business side is like, well, if I act, you know, if I say certain things, you know, like, oh, yeah, there was one time I uh, told, you know, the, uh, to be Fox honest, when I fuck off for the runtime and blah, blah, blah. When I heard him saying all those things about nine movies, all I could think, uh, uh, what I was thinking is that he's trying to uh, appeal to the Marvel fan uh, fan base yeah. because they have this trajectory of 20,000 movies so that he feels like, okay, maybe I need to sell them on the, that idea that this is a connected movies and back to back and it's going to be different characters. So you're going to, so invest in these movies and you, it's going to pay off eventually. I think that's what I got it from. From all that, <clears throat> from all those, uh, I got ten movies lined up. But he's an arrogant prick. I think he. <laughs> no, no, I used to, I still enjoy a lot of his movies. He's an yeah, arrogant prick. But he's well, an arrogant right, prick. I, like the two, the two are mutually exclusive. Let's be honest. I'm still yeah. waiting on like my 4K release of True Lies. Like, why do I still that's have to have like, a yeah, DVD of True Lies? How many times has he changed cinema? I mean, like, yeah, that you is watch, true. I mean, you watch the Terminator, the first one. You watch that even now, yeah, sure, maybe like some of the, the effects don't hold up, but it's still a T2, good T two still holds up in my opinion. T two yes. is still like fantastic. Well, and then that wouldn't have been made possible if he didn't make the Abyss, which is fantastic, and probably yeah. Casey has not seen either. I have. You have. You have. Oh, seen it. No, no, we've, no, we've had this conversation. Yeah. He's seen, I was so proud of him when I was like, "You oh, see okay. the Abyss? This is fabulous." Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the abyss is like amazing because it took uh, that. The like, abyss still stands, you know, uh, today's okay. yeah modern yeah. technology and so VFX freaking. and everything, especially the last scene when the ship and comes I watched out of the director's cut. Yeah, yeah. that well, scene was unbelievable. Yes. See, that's the thing. It's like I know it's funny because, like, yeah. Anybody I don't even know how they made that, and I don't even want to know <laughs> because yeah. it's right. Just, you know, you don't want to strip away the magic. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch the director's cut if you haven't seen The Abyss because there's a whole part that's like cut out of the theatrical where, yeah, those underwater, you know, creatures go, we're going to fuck have up. You, did he have you guys seen the... Underwater? The oh, his uh, documentary with the Titanic? No, yeah, no, no. The Christian oh. Stewart movie. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? And? You haven't seen Underwater? Yeah, Underwater with Kristen Stewart when it when no, I don't like I don't like her as an actor. Underwater Most people movie. haven't seen that movie, but it was pretty good. I have, after seeing I, it at home, I, I like I, I want to see the Diana movie, I but I was like, Kristen Stewart. She's good. She's good. Not a fan. I'm not a fan. Because you watched Twilight and you said fuck this. No, because she cheated on her. Oh, no, I don't ben. care about that. No, I just didn't. I don't. I just don't like her. I, I don't yeah. like her performance. I don't like her acting. Newsflash, Ben. A sure. lot of actors have cheated on their spouses. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm joking. I'm being facetious. I, know, I, know, I, know. I, I don't think. Uh, I just don't like her as an actress. I don't think she's that great of an actress. 
I think post Twilight she's coming, just like Robert Pattinson. You know, I mean, she's I, not I, on I, his level, but she's great. No, she's not on his level. No sure. way, yeah. But, but then but again, was, they were on the same level when those movies came out. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then it was yeah. just weird, like, oh wow. Then he yeah, he she's definitely getting, worked on his craft. She got award attention for playing, um, what's her name? Diana. Diana Queen. Diana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Diana. Queen. No, no. I almost said queen. I almost said queen. I was like, nope, that's <laughs> you not. Right. Say, you didn't almost say queen. You I did know. say queen. I was like, <laughs> queen. Damn it. Shut up, Scott. I also yeah, saw her in uh, a movie with Jesse Eisenberg uh, called American. Good Ultra, movie, I think. Fun movie. Yeah, yes, that was fun. Yes, yeah. yes, I know. Um, have you seen to... this, Scott? Yes, I've seen that one. Yeah, that so. was fun. Now that was a good, yeah, because it had to do with the whole like you know, um, like MK Ultra like kind of thing, like you <laughs> yeah. know, where like where you know Jesse Eisenberg is actually like this badass spy and he doesn't even know it, and then yeah, the whole yeah, it was like one of the who who was the bad guy in that. Who's the villain in that? I can't remember. Somebody known, Me right? Either. I almost want to say Ray Liotta, but I don't think that's right. Now I'm thinking of something else. I don't think so. Yeah, it's not. Eh. Anyways. Talking about Ray Liotta. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> cocaine Bear. <laughs> that is what's up. Man, that Scott movie. Scott, did you know, freeze? That's good. No, he's, didn't. Looking. he's looking. He's listening. He's researching. He's researching. Okay. No, Cocaine Bear looks insane, and it's probably yeah, um, that too. Now, but I, I haven't even watched the trailer for that. I could, that's not a movie I'm going to go see, even though totally I'm ready to go see Violent Night tomorrow night. I'm, I'm ready uh, for that movie. I would have mm. saw it last night, but I was just like, eh. I was like wanting to stay home. So I know. But I'll, when is it coming on Netflix, Violent Night? Next week or two weeks? No, it's, it's theatrical. It's the theatrical. It's theatrical. Yeah. I thought it was Netflix also. No, it's theatrical. Mm-hmm. I could have swore. Okay, well, I was totally wrong on that. Holy I think you're mistaken it with. Uh, I know. I know one more. You're mistaken. This a this a Netflix. Onion, movie. I know that, but I thought it was also Netflix. Wow. Okay. I thought. Yeah. I don't know why I had it in my head that it was going to be on Netflix as well. Shit. Maybe yeah, because I'm actually I'm seeing it in IMAX tomorrow night. Actually. Wow. Damn. Why did I think it was Netflix? Interesting. Hmm. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll go see it this weekend and try to find something. Yeah, because I really want to see that too, and everybody's just like raving about it. And like, no, yeah. it's getting really great word of mouth, and so I'm I'm really excited, and I enjoy David Harbor, so it's like I'm I'm there for it. He's very likable. Yeah, very he likeable. is. It was the best thing about um, Hellboy script. It was the best thing about, Hellboy. and you know what? I will, and I enjoy his Hellboy movie, I, despite what people will say. I enjoy that movie. I, I always say like the, the, the that last scene that they do where they show up and they, the third like, act just killed that movie. Yeah, it was Justice League level fucking. <laughs> there's some. There's there's definitely some some shady shit. But his look was act. good. Yeah, his yeah. his design was a was perfect. Yeah, it was straight out of the books. They were like, yeah. oh, we got to give you, we got to give you. I mean, you know, nothing against Ron Perlman. Uh, those were great movies too. Um, but when it came to the look, I mean, they really like, all right, let's try to make it look like the animation style that they mm-hmm. actually, or not the animation, but the, uh, you know, the, the style that they did with the comic book. And you can actually see like, oh yeah, they took the time to try to make it look like how it looked in the comic book. Well, it's cause Mike, Mike Mignola was actually very actively involved in well, there you go. that, that no, film. So, and that's also why story-wise and mythology-wise, like, the that the David Harbor one just hits more like the comic 
And that's mm-hmm. one of those things, like, the, the Del Toro movies are just better made movies, and I'll yeah. admit that. But, but the but the David Harbour one is like, oh, but this one feels like the books. You know, it feels like a comic booky movie. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So what do you think about the Guardians trailer, Ben? I loved it. Uh, yeah. I'm... Like when it comes know, because to... you tweet at your buddy James Gunn every day, I guess. Yeah, I tweet, yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck about. It. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was, but then again, it's like the first trailer. First trailer, they usually don't give you a lot to go with. It was a teaser trailer, I think, right? It was, yeah, it was a teaser trailer because, like, I don't know what's going on. There's like a couple of pieces that people are trying to piece together regarding uh, Rocket Raccoon that he might be uh, dying in this movie. I think it's Drax, but I um, think multiple people are dying. I I don't think he's gonna kill off everybody. I don't think so. Not everyone. I think he's gonna maybe three. Three? Well, (laughs) good. Damn, man. Drax and Rocket are definitely going. Because, so? no, I don't think yeah, because so. like Batista is definitely off. And Rocket, I think to finish off his story in this movie, I feel like, you know, that ending is a must. Mm. Yeah. I think that because uh, I, I, when I watch when I watch the trailer, uh, this one scene where you, where you see a hand grabbing that little baby raccoon. Uh-huh. I think that's the end of the movie. I think she, he does die, and uh, I think there's something. Yeah, and think, also another reason why and, and him die. So I think that's at the end of the movie. Try to kind of cycle things through because I remember remember the same thing happened with Groot at the at the end of uh, Guardians, the first Guardian. Yep. So they like they tease uh, a new Groot, and I think that's what's going to happen here. Too. Another reason why I think that Rocket is also dying is because um, James Gunn has said that this character is his favorite, and he kind of resonates with rocket the most mm. and so that's will be. this is james gunn's last movie oh so look probably... at you all deep in shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking my ball and i'm going home <laughs> yeah exactly why would he look if it were me i would kill off the whole team like i don't trust anybody else <laughs> it's my yeah. team you know <laughs> so yeah i feel like he would do the same maybe he will just you know leave Peter Quill and one Mantis maybe. Um, I think you know, Peter alive, but... and Mantis and uh, Gamora are safe. Well, and then yes. a lot of people are like that shot of all them walking. You see Gamora. A lot of people are thinking they're pulling a, an Infinity War trailer shot with the Hulk mm. in there, which wasn't, you know, obviously they, they did it specifically for the trailer. Some people are, and same thing with the uh, No Way Home when it was just like, oh, look at you know, one Spider-Man going up against three <laughs> villains. That doesn't seem odd at all. You know, it's like one of those things where maybe they're... Oh, so you like, think Gamora is there too? No, no, that she's not there because she actually is in the shot. And right. they're like, no, maybe she's not because, I don't know, who knows? One thing that is good about this movie is that uh, apparently James Gunn filmed multiple alternate Ending. scenes of, uh, yeah. death, uh, you know, character deaths. Yeah. So... Nobody knows exactly what will end up in the final movie. How yeah, expensive? We get, how expensive we to pull that? It's like a cheer situation, though. Yeah, that's a good a good example. Because <laughs> not, not only did they shoot two endings, they also or brought Dallas. in two. Uh, right. Not only did they shoot two endings, they also uh, brought in two completely different live studio audiences. 
Wow. I didn't know yeah, that. That's, that's an expensive thing to do because to shoot a, and, yeah. uh, you know, a, <laughs> an entire scene and then you say, well, we're not going to use it. We're just going to use this as a decoy. Like, damn, that's an expensive thing to do. But I guess it, it's all part of the... Well, they have to do it nowadays. Mm, yeah. It's almost like it's probably, yeah, built, in, it's yeah, probably so. built into the... Uh, Any time that they do, like, these, these movies have gotten so just, you know, whatever. It's like they have to do that now. They have to actually, like, put that in the budget. Like, okay, we're going to... Sh- we have this much and then we have to you know for reshoots and then of course for like alternate scenes and whatnot so they're probably like that's probably like incorporated in the budget when they're trying to figure it out it's like yeah they have to though one of the things that i like the best i'm sorry that i got you off go ahead there you fucker no go ahead (laughs) (laughs) my show shit okay go ahead i was done I work uh, with children. Because before, before, <laughs> before I forget, because I know I forget, I'm old. Shit. <laughs> you're old as shit. You, there's a word you're <laughs> using there. Both things, yes. I'm old as shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> love you. The, the trailer, I love you guys, too. The trailer feels like a phase three uh, trailer. And I, mm. I think that's what I like about that too. That, that trailer and the Ant-Man trailer, both of them feel like a. a, a oh yeah, we haven't gotten to the Ant-Man. Yeah, both yeah. of them feel like a, a Ant-Man trailer. Now, going back to James Gunn, who do you think that he's gonna recruit to the DCU? DCU. Oh, like actor-wise? Yeah, uh, actor-wise. Well, I mean, everybody. You know, fuck. I mean, we already have like some of the people from the Guardians cast that are already part of the suicide squad um mantis the girl who plays mantis she was in the suicide squad who did she play yes she She was some dancer in a bar in the bar yeah but i mean mean that was like actually a character yeah i remember seeing okay but um you know obviously there's going to be some people i mean obviously his brother played yeah he's gonna take it everywhere calendar man and uh which was one of my yeah was one of my trivia questions for travis's thing um, I was like, "Hey, how many? Which characters?" Uh, yeah, of course he's gonna have some of those people come over. Obviously, I mean, he's one of those directors where it's like you know you you build a friendship with these actors. So, I mean, Zach's done it, obviously. Yeah. Um, no Tarantino it. does it. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, you know. I mean, so many directors do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually like that when when they they do stuff like that because it's like you know, having a troop. It, yeah, it, like you just yeah. It, yeah, I like it. It's it's like summer stock where you just have the same actors like just rotating in and out with different yeah, yeah. different roles so there'll definitely be some of those guys uh showing up so i don't know i don't know which ones and who they're gonna play but uh yeah i mean i i mean i know people are like you know i've, I've even had people send me like you know because there's been talk about booster gold what about chris pratt i'm like okay Chris no, Pratt has enough right now. I like Chris Pratt, but can we pump the brakes on casting him in so many freaking things? Obviously, we had the Mario trailer, the new Mario trailer that came out, and I know people, yeah, people have <laughs> problems with it. And I'll be honest, I'm like, yeah, why? You know, and I have my whole spiel about why. You know, the whole like stop casting celebrities, get voice actors, stop it with this whole thing. I really wish that they would actually do that, but I get it. It's like a selling point and blah, 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 even though, mm-hmm. you know, hello, DC super pets. Uh, it doesn't always work. 
Um, but trailer looked right. I mean, come on. Oh, it's just, yeah, it did. My 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 kids yes, are yes, so. I mean, literally. Yeah, you know, the the two year old, the two year old watched it was going more, more, <laughs> more. And by the way, if you don't know, this is American Sign Language for <laughs> more. Yeah. yeah. So he was saying it and signing it at the same time. And and I'm gonna be honest, when I saw Rainbow Road, and he was in a freaking go kart, yeah. I was just like, there it okay, is. Okay, <laughs> Daddy's really excited about the fact that they're doing Mario Kart. This movie. Oh, they're doing all of it, man. I mean, like him against Donkey Kong and all that stuff, and just and even like the little levels with all the stuff that he was going through. And I mean, they're just it just seems like they're pulling from yeah. all of it. They're pulling from all of it. Any by any, the way, any Ben. Total respect for you whipping out that Nintendo Power Super Mario Brothers comic. That was I was like, Damn. dude, yeah, because you're, you're dropping you're dropping some knowledge there. Yeah, because there were uh, well, was it Geeks and Gamers that there were Geeks and, ga- Geeks and Gamers? Yeah, yeah, they uh, calling it um, uh, Princess Toad woke. <laughs> it's like what are you talking about? She's been doing this since that's, day one that's her whole spiel though that's her whole fucking thing. yeah the only the only thing which i said yeah and, and uh the real anarchy live cheers uh which i said she she always did this she just did it with a dress <laughs> Not with a, you know that's the only difference <laughs> they also she was even, like, she was, how dare they have the rainbow row that's like the uh you know the lgbtq no flag. that's Fucking uh, Mario Kart. That's Mario Kart. I, know, I, know, I mean, I know, I know. That's. I'm just saying. It's like, yeah, I know. You point that out too, or I mean, like, just. I mean, I mean, it's just, uh, that's what. That's what I, you know, hate about that side of the whole thing is like you have to point out everything is. And I'm so sick of that fucking word woke, 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 woke. <laughs> yeah. Everything's all woke. I know. I, I, and I'm sorry. All the little toadstools. It's like, but what are we gonna do? We're adorable. <laughs> We're adorable. <laughs> I know that was. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> I, oh, I don't I, I I'm I will be honest that I'm tired of people complaining about specifically everyone complaining about Chris Pratt's voice. It's like I don't care. I am going to I'm en- over it. I'm yeah. going to enjoy that movie and my kids are over like this is gonna be one of those movies that my kids are going to be bugging me about, but it's not gonna be bugging because I'm gonna be like I wanna go see it too. Well, I wanna go see it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got somebody else joining right now. Throw a knife at Steven. Hey! Hey, Steven. Okay, do we have hey. our mic set up correctly? Oh, yeah. Testing, testing. Ooh, yes. Yes. Hey. It all sounds great still. <laughs> yeah, he fixed it, a, what, about a month ago? It was great. We're like, hey. No, I love how unique he, New he York. <laughs> unique, unique. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Anchor, that's Anchorman, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. The f- yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. Yes. So, Stephen, I was seeing I was seeing your tweet exchange with with Dice. So, you've never seen the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie? No, not the not the. Oh, you're not the law. I'm the law. I'm the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the Carl Urban one. So which you is don't know what awesome. a three seashells are. Yeah, I know. You're no, gonna... that's not that's not dread. That's no, that's fucking, the, that's a uh, uh, demolition man. Demolition man. Yes. Uh, demolition which no, I haven't seen that either. Well, no, I've no, seen I'm, demolition. You haven't seen that either. <laughs> no, no, I've dread. seen demolition man. I was... <laughs> demolition man is just that. That is awesome. Dread. I, is the, demolition dread man is like one of the first movies I remember watching with my dad. Oh, um, so good. Demolition man, Total Recall, Predator. 
Oh, <laughs> yes. Puerto Rico. Dude, yes. Demolition Man, like, sort of, you know, they kind of predicted some things. Yeah, you know? yeah they did. I mean, like the seashells. Yeah. Um, How do those things work? I still want to know. You don't. You you use seashells in your home, right? We use seashells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, Amanda got you some at what IKEA or fucking Bed Bath Beyond. It's expensive. Yeah, I know, right? You sit on them and what? A crab cleans your butthole. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, remove your crab. <laughs> no, but yeah, I always loved uh, you know when he's like cussing out and all that stuff when he's like getting all the fucking violations and he's all so much for the seashells. It's like he's uh he's got a he's got his toilet paper there now. Mm-hmm. So. God damn, great movie. But um, thank you for joining, Stephen. Uh, what were yeah. we talking about? We're going through trailers right now. We're talking Chris about the Pratt, Mario. Mario. Yeah. yeah, how yeah. dare they? Right. Oh, I'm so offended. Livid. Yeah. My favorite was the uh, someone tweeted uh, um, uh, fucking uh, um, Jared Leto from uh. Thank you, thank you yeah. for can't remember the name, can't remember the movie. Yeah, Leto from House of yeah, Gucci. And, my like, heart. and they're like, this is what everyone wants Mario to be. <laughs> like, I, I will be honest, my favorite part is when it's on that Mario Kart sequence where he goes, is that how the movie is how the trailer ends when he goes, Wahoo! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's straight out of playing. That's straight, that's straight out, of out of the game. Yeah. Yes. Well, as with most like properties like this. It's it's the same thing as like with Han Solo. When everyone remembers, and now oh, I'm probably sh- I'm sure everyone's gonna be like, no, that is he would have been so much better. But like all that guy, <laughs> um, uh, shoot, what was I know you're talking about who looked um, like a the, the, the guy that did the impersonation of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, where everyone was like someone Anthony Anthony Gruber. Uh, Gruber? No, um, not, um, in Gruber, Anthony in Gruber, 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 in Gruber, no, yeah. in, in Gruber, Hans Gruber, yes. Um, and he, and he did. He did like a kind of cowboy. He did a good. Um, he did a good Harrison Ford impersonation of the like, the the cantina scene where he where he first meets. He's like, I'm Han Solo, Captain of the Millennium Falcon. But like, people can't. I don't know they're so incapable of, of extending that path. Like you, do, you don't want to see an entire movie of someone doing a Harrison Ford impersonation. Like that no. gets. I don't. People have no idea how quickly that gets old. Like, okay, sure, that's great for an impersonation clip on 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 twitter like for a 30 second scene but like i don't know and I, I don't maybe i i'm probably wrong about this because the way everyone freaks out over cgi luke in mando and and boba <laughs> fett i'm sure i'm sure you know doing a deep fake doing a deep fake han solo impersonation for all of solo everyone would have been like oh it's cinema it's my childhood yeah. come to life and so maybe i'm just like the he odd did one this thing just life. like him yeah in star wars yeah he said, I care about just one person, me, just like Han said it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, yeah, oh, man, that would have been so bad. Well, but, it's, like, it, I think it's just one of those things because, like, Chris Pratt gets cast in a lot of things. And a lot of people are like, what the hell, you know? And nowadays, everything, everything's always, there's always an issue with every little thing nowadays. Yeah, and, and, and it's just, like, one of those things where it's like, uh, I mean, I, I'm like one of I, you know, and I've ranted about it. The fact that it's like, why, why do you always have to like cast these superstar, you know, actors who don't really need it? Let's get some, you know, just, just let the movie drive itself. Because like back in, you know, when we were kids, 
did we know who these voice actors were? We didn't know anything when we watched Land Before Time or fucking Fantasia. I mean, anything, yeah. any anything animated. It was like not until Robin Williams and yeah, yeah, Robin Williams. And I think he even said that he didn't want he didn't want his name on the poster or anything like that because he didn't want to take away the fact that oh, it's Robin Williams. He's like, no, no, I just wanted to be yeah. part of this. And now it's just like a common thing. You get a movie like this, you're gonna have, you're gonna see in the trailer that boom, 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 and you're gonna recognize at least like you know five out of the seven names. You know, there might be one where like, who the fuck's that guy? And then you look him up. Oh yeah, he was in that episode of Friends at one time. Yeah. So I don't know. Anybody else? <laughs> Go ahead, Stephen. You were saying something. <laughs> no, it's just, I like it's weird because like I'm hard. I'm not. I Pratt's cool i mean he's a, he's a funny guy i don't really care about him one way or another in this role it's not like i'm like oh he's my dream casting for mario it's just that the it was leto we get it we get it the backlash <laughs> against it is just it, it it it's one of those things where like you feel like people were angry about it before the announcement was even made yeah where which obviously that's not the case because that how is that even possible but like they had barely even finished saying Chris Pratt. Like they, like it might have been like if it, let's say it had been Chris Pine, there already would have been a million tweets like, "How dare it be Chris?" Pratt? Oh, never mind. Like that would be <laughs> that, even more uh, interesting because no, but I mean, but it's that level of like people like there's so, I don't know. It's just people are so ready to like, how dare they? It's like I don't even know what they what they want. Like people like let's say they cast a voice actor who just did a perfect impersonation of Mario from the video game. Like nobody would, nobody would care that way either. It's it's Pratt just carries this weird like I don't want to say stigma, but like I don't know. It's one of those like rehearsed. Oh, they they try to cancel that... him any all the time because <laughs> of certain things, because his religious beliefs and all this stuff. So well, they're it's, always it's, trying to go after him. It's one of those Twitter things too, where like I can guarantee you, people aren't going to be walking out of the theater like oh, I'm so angry, Chris Pratt. Like they're not even going to know. Yeah. They're not going to be like. Oh, the like general the credit, audience is not even gonna. The care. credits are gonna come up at the end, and like, like I'm gonna see a dad lean over to his son in front of me and go, like, "Isn't that the Guardians of the Galaxy guy?" Like, that's the extent that people are gonna care about this, like in the theater. And the kid's gonna be like, "No, it's a Jurassic Park guy." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things where like nobody's Mark's gonna care. Rip. I, it, I mean, no, it's, it's not just like Twitter bother. outrage encapsulated. Yeah, it, like, it always is. That's what it is. Twitter outrage, you know, but. Yeah, but the trailer was all right. It was great. I mean, it was better than the first. The first one was a good tease to like where yeah. this whole thing was going. And I thought it was a great tease. This one was just like, hey, remember all the things that you played in a video game? Yeah, exactly. I love. I, I like both of them. The new one, especially though, really like the first one. Kind of sold the like the look and feel and like some of the voices and stuff. The second one to the point where like I don't want to be that guy, so I'm not using this as a criticism. But the more I watched it go on, the more I'm like, oh, man, all of these things I'd love to see a movie. Like, I would love to see a Super Mario Bros. movie and then a Super Smash Bros. movie. And then, a, and maybe they can still do that. It's not like Rainbow Road means they can't do a Mario Kart-focused movie. But imagine Super Mario Bros. 2 is a is an exclusively Mario Kart-centric, like, like Talladega Nights <laughs> like, yes. in Mario, yes. right? And then, like, Super Smash Bros. is like a... Like uh, uh, Enter the Dragon, you know, like some sort of a, a tournament kung fu movie setup, and like that's just like the whole, you know, Mortal Kombat or whatever, where it's like <laughs> that's the whole. Where's the whole that movie? Sequel? Is that? 
Um, so like no, that would be cool. With, I was talking about I was talking about this with Pud three 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 and Sam Parker. I know. First, they have to do a Legends of Zelda movie so we get Link, oh, and then we need to get Link. Oh, yeah. Pika- then we need to bring in Link, Pikachu, Sonic, and Mario into the Super Smash Brothers because it's going to be the massive crossover. Which yeah, they, I know. Which they already established both of those. So they, yeah, I know. I think Zelda's got to be the next one that they're going to be doing, right? But I, but I'm going to be honest with you. I have been waiting for a Zelda movie forever because well, i loved the zelda games and the stuff that I, they're doing with with animation now though that's like that's the question for me with zelda is now like do you want are you like man do an animated zelda like this or because like, i've always thought live action for zelda but you see this so movie, like you know what Ma- like ocarina of time imagine in this like animation style or something similar to it like that might be I don't know. It's, Zelda, see, it's always been live talks, action has been the dream, but... See, for me, it's always been I wanted 2D anime. Like, I wanted, like, traditional Japanese yeah. anime style, especially yeah. for me because I never played Ocarina of Time. Everyone raves about it, but it was after my... It was, it was after my time. I never beat time. it. <laughs> um, for me, my big game was always A Link to the Past. I loved mm-hmm. that game. And with the whole idea of, like, the light world and the dark world, you know, I... Mm-hmm. I, and the jumping between the two, I really, but I would love that because I want to be like epic, serious fantasy. So you want to be a downer? That comic, that comic, you know, in Nintendo Power, it was a downer at the end. I'll say it. I'll say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, like. I, it's funny because I, I I was never into Zelda much. I mean, I played the first one. I loved that. I actually played Link, the second one, first on Nintendo before I played the first one, just because I liked the fact that it was the uh, you know side scroller. Yeah, and it was you know it was different. I liked those games better as opposed to like you know the, the above whatever what are they called the dungeon crawlers. Dungeon crawlers. <laughs> I think. And that, you know, it was just way different. I just I liked it better, but I just never could. My brother was into Zelda like crazy. Yeah, I was more Mario than. I Zelda. think the one that I put the most time into was um, the was the Game Boy Color one, Link's Link's Awakening. Was that well? Link's Awakening was on the original Game Boy, and right, but then I they did they a did color a, color, a Game Boy version. Color version where they had different colored suits. I think that was the one where. It was the same game, except you could get different colored suits that would have different powers, like the blue one um, and the red one, and was there a green one? I think the green one was one you had by default. I don't, I can't remember, but that was uh, someone's gonna have to correct me on that probably in the in the chat. But I'm like not super deep into Zelda, but I played the ones for the NES, and. And then Link's Awakening, I think, were the only ones I finished like all the way through. Oh no, there, there was one for uh, for Game Boy Advance that I played all the way through. Also, I just remember seasons. the cartoon that came out for Zelda, like back in oh, the day. God. Excuse oh. me, princess. princess. Oh yeah. god, yeah. For, for every Friday on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Friday was always a Zelda episode. Yep. Yep. I also remember. I also remember <laughs> when they Is, did. Did we notice that Casey's of, frozen yet? No, he's he's no he, his camera. I, he doesn't have a camera. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I thought you froze. Yeah, I know. So he that's chose a great that shot. One yeah, I know it's a, a good shot. So they, you know, it's like he's very much just like listening to us, but he's really, really not. That's a know. sharp haircut, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, he's you. He's always got great hair. I mean, seriously. Yeah. 
Exactly. Why, it's, I'm not it's, jealous why of your hair. I know. I was about to say, I like going out with this group, of course. Yeah. Hey, no. Ben's got a great lineup there, though. <laughs> Here? Well, yeah, no. That's, that's great. I envy that. Yeah. I, I used to. Your game I, is strong. No, yeah. my, my lineup game is strong. Yeah. You got a, I, you got a guy? No. I, <laughs> no? <laughs> no. I had a guy. What are we talking about now? You have a guy for your beard. I used to have a guy. Oh, for no, 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 no. I have a single blade beard. Uh, a razor and I do my own thing. You do it yourself? Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You gotta yeah. get a guy though. Having a guy do that's great. <laughs> you have a guy, you have a guy, Steven? Yeah, I don't it. Well, does it look like I have a guy? I know. I was about to um, say, I was like, do you have a guy? This guy is fucking up. No, I used to, I used to have, when, when I kept it short of man, I had him. a guy. <laughs> I'd do, uh, no, I left him. I had moved away, but I, and then I, and then I couldn't, and then everyone else would hack my face up when they, whenever they touched me. I was like, you know what? I'm done trying to find a new guy. Mm. Um, but no, they do the hot towel and the straight razor. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. awesome, man. That's yeah. so great. And then, uh, and then I moved, and I couldn't find a, I couldn't find a, a new guy. Find a guy. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I used to like the hot towel towel until one time I started thinking, wait, they put the same fucking towel on all the guys' faces. They wash it. They well, wash that's why, it. That's why yeah, but the see, only like, place I'm... where the guy throws it in a like under the sink when he's done and pulls out a fresh a fresh one. Like if he goes yeah, in the back room, I'm... brings out a towel. No, you don't see, want that. See, I'm the I'm the <laughs> I'm the guy that brings a pillowcase to the hotel. Oh, and, my and, God. And, and, oh, yeah. really? Really? Yeah. yeah you, bring, I'm, you don't bring I'm sheets, though, right? You don't bring sheets? I bring, I bring pillowcase, sheet, and a towel. Oh my I got Lord. news for you, man. Oh You're lying God. to yourself. What's that? I guess I got news for you. You're lying to yourself. You are. Uh, wh why is that? Do you, I mean, I no, do don't, don't, me don't, 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 don't. It works for me? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> So they did it they did a study where they would introduce people oh my god uh, everyone would, do it anyway, everyone would shake hands and instinctually after people shake each of other's course. hands they immediately touch their eyes because you're rubbing the their their skin oils and, and bacteria onto a onto a mucous membrane so that your body can absorb and like detect their uh throw a knife um, at steven is that gonna be yeah, playing throw now at steven. <laughs> throw a knife at steven that's what uh, Ben wants right now. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I mean that's just like you know we've been doing that like that's that that is instinctually our first response whenever we meet a new a new human and it has been for you know that's why we exist today. It's just a social signal. You're just exchanging bacteria with people. To so you're sniff exchanging fluids with bacteria right away. Hey, what? How you doing? By the so, way, you know you can bring yeah. I mean you can bring your own you can bring your own pillowcase and stuff. It doesn't change the fact that someone's you know touching their dick, then touching the doorknob, and then you're touching the doorknob, and then you're touching your face and like. You're 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 not you're you're always like less than three degrees oh. of separation from. Ben's from gonna have a heart attack. Ruined hotel stay from. Don't do this to me. God. No man, it's not just hotels. It's the grocery store. <laughs> it's it's fucking. What are you doing? It's your mail. You know your doing, phone. Bro. You know your phone is like you touch things and you touch your phone and then you rub your phone up all on your face. Like quit lying to yourself, man. <laughs> Who are you? What the fuck? What did I do to you? What? You're oh, fine. You're fine. Right? fine. You do this every day. This you do this fun. every day and you're fine. Right? Did your phone kill you yet? No. You, you shake people's yeah. hands, you touch your eyes, you survive. You're cool. You're fine. Okay. Oh. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna omit this from the record. <laughs> he's like, but he's I gotta drink more. I'm gonna strike this. this. Yeah. I'm gonna Forget drink this, this one off. Oh, I'm just saying don't worry about it. Like Hotels no. are gross. Yeah, I like, still gonna bring my fucking pillow like, to the fine. hotel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, that's yes. fine. I'm just like, do whatever you need to feel comfortable. If it makes just me, acknowledge, yeah. just acknowledge yeah. that you're lying. To Let me leave with a lie. So, so, so when we <laughs> have a when we have like an actual live vodka stream, Ben's gonna show up with like 
rubber gloves. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> not to that fucking degree. hazmat suit. Fuck you, Not to that degree, but I will bring my pillowcase and my own sheets and my... His blankie. In my, yeah, my protection blanket, yes. Yeah, we, we call we call his whoopee. Yes. Aww, it's adorable. Absolutely. No, there's a little pillowcase that I keep by the bed. Well, my, never mind. That's not, that's not <laughs> that could go. That, oh, my God. It, it's not, it's not nothing. Go. It's not nasty. It's not anything nasty. I don't believe you. I it's don't, not. I don't believe it's you. not. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody it has that. Cannot one be anyway. nastier than what Steven said, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, what? I, I am just. Steven is like I, I haven't even started. No, I'm just describing reality. I'm not even right describing now? gross behavior. I'm not saying like I wash my hands and stuff. Like, I'm a sanitary person. I'm just honest about the bacteria that I come in contact to on a daily basis. Uh, get more insights like this at SnyderMinute.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I listened to your I listened to your latest BVS by the minute. I think yesterday. So. Awesome. Yeah, that is that's out. Gotta catch up. Um, yeah. So we're, okay. So we were talking about the Mario trailer. Uh, what other? Okay. Yeah. So we had the Guardians. Uh, Guardians. Well, well, well. Since Stephen just showed up, like, how how did you feel about the Indiana Jones Five trailer? I. Um, I don't know. I don't want to talk bad about it because I love James Mangold and Indiana Jones is pretty cool. I watched it once on my phone and haven't had a huge, like, drive to to watch it on a bigger screen yet. And that's not. Mm. I don't think that like I, I am way less into trailers than I used to be. Anyway, I try to be pretty trailer light. So that's I don't mean for that to be a condemnation on it so much <laughs> as it's not like there's some stuff I watched on. My you got to pay him three ninety nine for the pro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I just, it, it didn't, it didn't, wasn't huge for me. I'm not super, super excited about it just because, um, I was, wasn't a huge fan of the last one. Harrison Ford. I don't is, think anybody really I start, I'm starting to feel was. bad for, even if he's into the movie, I'm starting to feel bad for them, like bringing him out in front of every, everything. I'm kind of over de-aging technology. Like there's just not a lot in there that's like pushing my buttons, but it's, I don't know. I, it's James Mangold, and you, I don't want to bet against James Mangold. It's just I. There's nothing about it that I've heard or seen yet that makes me be like, oh, I'm so excited for this. Um, so, okay. but that's not really. That's just me. I'm sure that I have full confidence that it'll come out. And I'll be excited about it. I'm just. There's nothing. Just like, I was the same with Top Gun, where I like, I was. I was really not super stoked about it, but it looked okay, and then I saw it, and it was. Fucking amazing! amazing. You know what? Amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah. I had the same you know reaction. That's, that's, that's a good comparison to be. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very good comparison because um, I was yeah. the exact same way about the trailers for Top Gun. Like the fucking movie from the eighties. Who gives a shit about this? And then I was like, oh, this movie is fucking no, great. No, I was. I see that's yeah, I'm with. Me, so I, I was all in like the whole fucking time. I was yeah, like, yeah. Bring it on. I wasn't different. I wasn't different. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. an article in Vox. Good about that shit. Um, I saw it today. I don't know if it went up today or not, but about basically just saying stop watching trailers and the whole kind of point of the article was i think it was about the fableman specifically which i haven't seen trailers for or seen the movie itself but the premise was they were seeing all these negative reviews for the for the movie but they had seen it already before any trailers were even out and they were like that the trailers sold it as this like see steven spielberg discover himself as a filmmaker and so people are reviewing it in that context and so that's where you're getting all of these like oh, it's cliched and it's kind of cheesy and it's whatever. And they're like, but it's not even about that. Those reviews were all coming from the fact that the trailers um, 
pitched it that way. So Whereas the trailers are predisposing these reviewers to yeah, so feel the, certain the ways about the movie. The trailers are saying, watch this movie about Steven Spielberg becoming yeah. a filmmaker. But if you went, out, went into it with no context, you would be like, oh, the film, him becoming a filmmaker is the way that he's dealing with family drama. Um, and that's the story. That's where the drama comes from. The filmmaking stuff is just like a kind of background part. But if you treat that as the A plot, you're like, oh, this is kind of thin and the rest of it's melodramatic. And I can't speak to the movie itself because I haven't seen it. But I feel like that's that's really, really common in these movies, especially stuff that's like good <laughs> um, because they have to sell they have to sell the audience. Like Even Top Gun was like that to an extent where you're watching the trailers and it's like, um, you know, trying to sell you on. Uh, you know the movie itself really delivered on all on a, a lot of this stuff, but like there's this how do you like, get people? Look at Tom Cruise's eyes are bulging out of his head as they launch. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and it goes back to you know you want to look at any comic book movie, whatever. BVS was huge with that. Who will win? And revealing Doomsday and all that stuff. And it's like yeah. and like go going through it minute by minute on BVS by the minute. <laughs> it's <laughs> oops, it's uh, it's do? all about you, Dave. It's all about hey, Dave. you, hey, Dave. Oh, hey, <laughs> but you, you, I, you, I'm watching all the and you see stuff like, like, um, like Gal Gadot comes in, and you're like, man, how cool would this be if you didn't know she was Wonder Woman already? Gesundheit. And all the trying to hit my my my, bu- my mic button, and I was like, <laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Um, but you oh, know the, the doomsday. Is, that's different. Nice. <laughs> that was a there choice. Yeah. That was interesting. You have like, you had four by three all this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> KC's like I can look so much better. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. oh. That's not so Even, bad. Not That's so not so bad. bad, yeah. It's interesting. I like I like I I kinda I kinda like, you know, cutting off the, the you know the blanks the I've got some space. black bars on the side like the I didn't know yeah. I didn't know StreamYard mm-hmm. had it where you could do it like this. Should we keep I it? Like it. I like well, it. I like let's it. Keep yeah. it. Let's right. try it. We're a bunch there of squares, go. right? Yes. <laughs> But okay. as Huey Lewis taught me, it's hip to be square. Yeah, true. It feels more intimate. That was the closer. most hip thing you've ever said, Scott. Hey, okay. Also, yeah. the most square thing. <laughs> Simultaneously. <laughs> Don't worry, we've we've already had a Back to the Future conversation earlier tonight. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Power of love. Yeah, it wasn't that. <laughs> well, we just gotta go back in time. Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a Johnny Be Good reference. Apparently, his kid was like, "Hey, let's let's listen to Johnny Be Good because he watched Back to the Future." Uh, Scott's a good father. Nice. That's what it is. Teaching the kids right. But yeah, this is uh, interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> Casey's like, "Damn it!" And I can't have my. I don't have my camera. <laughs> I just yeah. feel. I just feel closer to you, Dave. I know, right? It feels, yeah, it feels I'm scratching, I'm scratching, I'm scratching your back right now. There oh, you go. I, I gotta go this way. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Roll my head, roll my head, roll my head. Oh, okay, hold on. There, there you are. There you are. Oh, good boy. Oh, good boy. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was a good night, guys. Good talking to you guys. This is what a slow news week does to the vodka stream. Like, kind of does. I mean, yeah, it was pretty slow, but I mean, what, what's the next trailer? Uh, Ant Man, that legacy trailer. What did you guys think about that? <laughs> Don't all speak I, at once my, I was watching Steven it and it was like first. I didn't know what it. I didn't. I knew it was an Ant Man trailer. I didn't realize it was, it was a legacy trailer. And so it was a while into it. Where I was like, wow, they're really like. I think it was like three quarters of the way into it. And it was still doing like end game stuff. And yeah. I was like, wow, they're really. 
this is the third Ant-Man movie, and at this point, they're like, guys, yeah. please be interested in Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Look well, at how important notice, we made him. Did you, did you notice the trailer? Like, they used very little from the sequel, Ant-Man was, and the Yeah, Lock. there was a yeah. lot of Captain America. Avengers. A lot of Avengers. Well, because well, he The whole thing was like, oh, you know all these characters you love? Well, Ant-Man saved them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, so this is a trailer I haven't seen. So I've no, I haven't seen this trailer. It's, well, it's not even really a trailer. It's just like yeah, it, it just goes through like all the end game stuff and yeah. and um it basically Scott like it breaks it down reel. to where like you see Scott, Scott, you know, Lang get out Scott, of prison. Scott, 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 yeah. Scott, you know, and Scott everywhere. No, it's just basically like you everything know, everywhere all at once. There yeah, there you go. But it's just showing like a legacy of like of of him and and it really emphasizes the fact that yes, that he helps create the time travel stuff with of course the uh the quantum realm and everything like that. So and I was just watching, I'm like, man, they are showing a lot from the first Ant Man, they're showing Civil War, mm-hmm. him talking to of course a lot Steve Rogers. of endgame. I mean, like the climax of, of the trailer was Steve Rogers saying Avengers Assemble. I was like, that line didn't even need to be in there. Yeah. For an Ant Man so, trailer. They was they had no business being in there. It was just in yeah. there because like they were trying to position how important because the editor was. liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so it well, because you can't edit that, together. But it does show a little bit more new yeah. footage, but it's nothing like if you watch the original trailer, I guess that came out teaser or whatever that came I out. I think it was the same, much. right? It was it the same clip from the from yeah. the, from the there, wasn't any, there wasn't that much new footage. No, there was basically. nothing. That was the funny part though? Because at the end, Kang, what is it that he says? He basically says something along the lines of like, um, it like You're contextualizes. Yeah, but he contextualizes his importance in the MCU. So I thought it was really funny for them to be like, the whole trailer to focus so much on like, especially focusing on Captain America. Um, and kind of his impact and like Ant-Man's impact on Civil War and Endgame. And then he goes up against Kang. It's like, you're out of your league. And I was like, that's kind of what I got from the rest of this is like they're very much like bringing in the legacy trailer. They're focusing on these other characters more than Ant-Man, <laughs> which I think maybe maybe that <laughs> – I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but it's really funny for the Kang to come in at the end and be like, oh, yeah, there's a reason that they focus so much on other characters in this trailer. Yeah, it felt felt like like, uh, this is Ringo. I play for the Beatles too. It feels that like that. Like I'm part of the I'm part of the Avengers too, guys. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. I don't know. I I haven't. I don't think I've watched any any Ant Man movie in in movie theaters. I don't think this is gonna be the first. Really? The first one was was yeah, no. fine. I enjoyed it was, the first. It was better. One. I really liked the first one. Yeah. It was not what it could have been. I didn't say I didn't enjoy. I said I didn't see it in movie theaters. No, that's what you said, Ben. Don't <laughs> no, you said you hated it. You hated no, it. You hate. No. You hate Paul Rudd. No, so I, lo- I love Paul, Paul. I know. Rudd. I know. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I. You know. That's the thing. Yeah, the first one was great, but the second one, they just were like, it was like they were trying yeah. to do too much with the wasp, and they're making Scott Lang look like a dumb dumb. And I'm like, come on, guys, you don't need to, yeah. you don't need to like dumb him down to make her look better. And then I get it. We're like, like how everything. Not is only that, but the story itself was just not as good. Not good. No, it no. wasn't. Like, do it you wasn't. even really remember? What the story was? No, like? no I mean it was like the, the most forgettable thing in the MCU. Jacket, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh no, no, it was a ghost. No, yellow jacket. No, yellow jacket. Well, the first, first one. one. First one. Ghost. The second one was it ghost. Was, it was ghost in the yeah, second correct. one. Yeah, yeah, remember Lawrence Fishburne was in the sequel. Yeah. People might <gasps> oh, be like, about that. Think, this is one of those weird things where the MCU, like, if this was the DCEU, people wouldn't, or the DCU, people like would never forgive okay. this because <laughs> the, like, I, I, I think, um. 
I think that uh, um, hey guys, who plays Ant Man? Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd is great as as Scott Lang, <laughs> but um, um, hey guys, what's the original Ant Man's name? <laughs> Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Thank you. I'm like I don't. I'm not that drunk. It's just been a long day. Played by um, Michael Douglas. <laughs> but like, look at what they like. They they took like Hank Pym is so if you look at the stories that he has with like the origin of the Avengers and Ultron and all of that, and you take all of that out and then you replace it with, with Scott Lang and like Scott Lang is cool also like for different reasons, but it's like, I don't know. This is one of those things where, where like, like I said, if it was the DCU, people would be so mad about, look at all these comics stories they wasted and can't do now. And it's like, that's, it's weird because they did the same thing with Iron Man too. Every character gets this treatment in the shared universe, but like, I feel like Ant-Man especially, where it's like they also ran – it's like they know nobody knows Ant-Man comics or cares about Ant-Man comics, so they're just kind of doing whatever they want with it. But all of the cool stuff about Ant-Man is just never going to happen on screen because they, like, they already did uh, – he's never going to be as important to the Avengers. He's not going to be behind the creation of Ultron. I guess he discovered time travel, but then also Tony Stark figured it out overnight in his house <laughs> after – He made it better. Yeah, so <laughs> after he put it, so bed. like, so like even the big thing that he has to contribute there is like, oh, that's where that's where you can make him matter is to be like, oh, I figured out time travel, um, and then they even kind of take that away from like, so it's it's like, so why I don't know, it's just so hard for me to like, Ant Man and the Wasp, I feel like like where they had the opportunity to be like, here's like here's why this version, you know, after the origin story to be like, here's why this version matters, and instead it's it's like. I don't know. They don't. The feel... only thing that mattered was the post-credit scene where they poofed away, like when that whole the which that yeah. didn't even matter because like how they undid that with the rat, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it, it it's so none of the way those move. Like, it's just Deus Ex Machina is like all of all of the Ant Man stuff, and so it, it feels you know you could have done anything with that because at the end of the day the rat brings him back, and then he's like, hey guys, I figured out time travel because the rat brought me back, like the. I don't know. It's 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 frustrating because they because Paul Rudd can do so much more. The Ant Man lore and the character can do so much more, and it just feels like an MC. Like even you know it's a plot. The the, the quantum realm is a plot device for end game time travel, and now the quantum realm again is a plot device for what's going to end up yeah. in uh, Avengers. Yeah, like for Kang and all that. And it's like so where where in this do I do I care about Scott Lang and and uh, um and and like the Ant Man stuff outside of how it services the multiverse and. And it's I don't know, and I'm not a huge Ant Man fan, but like I watched I loved the uh, the Avengers animated series and and Hank Pym. Oh, was a big that one. Yeah, yeah, that animated series is pretty good. Is amazing. Um, and that they went through all really the Ultron good. stuff and that, and and his yep. dynamic with like Tony Stark, like the fact that you're never gonna get like the Tony Stark, and obviously you're not gonna get a lot of that now because Tony Stark is like gone. But the but is like, he? You don't get the the <laughs> Hank Pym Tony Stark headbutting. It's like just or... never never a thing yep. in the MCU. Like there's all this stuff. That like that's the nature of a shared universe, and it is what it is. You know, that's the same thing with like BBS. Oh, you did the re death and return of Superman and and uh, Darknet Returns and and all of that stuff all rolled into BBS. Like that's just how this happens. But you know, you got forty movies in the MCU, and that's the the most you can do with Ant Man. Just feels a little bit. The wacky. first yeah. movie also had some really cool scenes, like you know. Um, the bathtub scene and all that, yeah. the yeah. party scene. Essentially, honey, I shrunk and the kids. Yeah, that was the other thing. Especially I, the... I still love the fight with Thomas. Like, 
on the Thomas the Train yeah. set. Exactly, yeah, especially yeah. that train scene. It was so good. And a lot of that shrinking stuff they did, which was, you know, a, a lot of, I don't know how much they took from what Paul, um, from what Edgar Wright had kind of worked mm. on ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. But that, I remember they, they, they were doing all sorts of really cool sound design stuff um, when they did that, about getting mics under, like, you know, uh, objects around the, uh, like, under a table and, and, like, inside of coffee mugs and, like, all this, like, kind of sound design stuff. And then they still had shrinking in, in Ant-Man 2, but it wasn't, you didn't get that, it was just that so small bad. perspective as much, which was really the cool thing about the first one was yep. that, um, not just the fact that he shrunk, you know, and, and there was cool action that they incorporated with that, but when you were actually with him and he's going it down in the carpet yeah. and in the tub and in the drain yeah. and, like, that that's all really cool and that you know how does that have anything to do with what he's doing now you replace it with any other power and it's still you know he can also have to be shrinking he can also grow and i think they did growing more th- uh, in the mcu for him than shrinking but i don't uh, i don't know why they think that one is cooler for him <laughs> he's ant-man yeah and especially because the first movie had so many cool shots with that and the, the growing thing just did not you know, excite me well, as much in the yeah, second movie. It's, it's just very yeah. MCU of like what, like what does this bring to what, what novel look or feel or concept does this bring? That's like, oh, that's that's cool to see here. Like, like for example, even in, in Internals, you've got like a speedster where you've got like some some yes. sort of interesting, innovative speedster design there. Um, and it feels like every time you get this a character like that, where it's like, oh, there's JC, something. When you say that and your camera's not on, I just kind of wonder if your pants are on. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Well, no, it's like you see, it's, it's like this, like whenever there's some sort of interesting, cool, innovative power, it it ends up being like the least interesting version at the end of the day. Like even Iron Man, like like look at what they did with the suit, like in the beginning and how they did a lot of that stuff. They shot some of that practically and the way his suits would come on and they and they did different modular suit designs. And by the end, like notice how it is the same thing like the Transformers movies. By the end, you get that like modular suit design where it's like the yeah. nanobots or whatever. The nanobots. Like, and look at like oh. every movie. You get that in, in Black Adam. You get that in whatever where it's like all, you know, Guardians of the, the first Guardians of the Galaxy had that with the mask. But it's like now like, oh, it's just CGI helmets. And it just like and it's just on and off. And it's like nothing. Kind of, See, kind of for me, my favorite, and, one of my favorite Iron Man suits is still the suitcase from Iron Man 2. Yeah, I, love, I was just thinking about the, that right the, now. The, the, the mask dropping the... down and that like steel vault door clang sound effect it makes yeah. is yes. like just is such a classic thing. I kind of missed that. Yeah. It feels so weightless and pointless. And I understand why they do it from a VFX perspective because it's just e- like the, easy. But like, like I said, it reminds me of in Transformers where it's like you're not even transforming now. You've just got these like nanobot like what was it? Was it um, oh, Age of cool. Extinction where they brought that in where it was just like the like swarm of digital whatever that would like take the form of a transformer i, no like, I never it... i never watched that one i was glad they went back to being more anal- with bumblebee because bumblebee yeah. it went back to you know yeah because being... the bay movies like the transformations got less and less like in the first ones you could see the stuff mechanical happening. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and yeah. as the movies went on you're like i don't know where these like parts like, are moving into this is not a logical it's just yeah. like a jumble of motion and then it comes out the other end like, good segue to uh to that rise of the beasts yeah. yeah how are we feeling about that uh i'll start by saying what i like is when i saw prime and bumblebee's design it's still coming off of bumblebee where we've yeah. got that more g1 design so that gives me that gives me hope i mean it looks like jazz is back because he's the porsche 
again. So it's like, because, I mean, they killed Jazz in the first movie, and that made me sad. I like Jazz. <laughs> um, and that Porsche is gorgeous looking. So I, I like the idea of, I'll go into this. I never watched Beast Wars. Like, that was after my, that was after my time. Yeah. As, a, as, a, as a Transformers fan, I need to go back and watch Beast Wars. So I don't have that connection. So I'm just looking at this movie going, I'll keep it, you know, a little less Bay. It's somewhere between what Bumblebee was and maybe Bay movies. Oh, boy. Casey wants to say some things, I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Casey. Go. <laughs> Look at his picture. He's like, re- he's, he's yeah, just he's ready. Good. Yeah, he's livid. He's giving you the stink eye. How can you say less Bay when he was the one making the wounds work? Like I, I just, don't know. I just because I'm. Go ahead. I saw the trailer and uh, look. I'm not a big Transformers fan. I just sounds like you are though. And, that, and that's the and there's the problem right there. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but I liked all the, uh, you know, I liked the all, uh, all Bay movies uh, except the last one. Oh, um, what? That last felt night, a little bit too. Yeah, the last night. Last okay. night was last the last night. one. The one, yeah, the one where they did whatever they did with Unicron. The Dinobots. Yeah. yeah. No, Dinobots was Age of Extinction. Is it? That was four. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't fucking. It's all a big blur. The last night was the one where you know the Civil War thing was trending, so everyone had to fight each other. What? Who's the star in the last night? I'm trying to like totally drawing a blank. Who was like the it's main Wahlberg actor? again? Was it Wahlberg? Wahlberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap! I that I movie was the Bumblebee to watch versus that movie Optimus movie like seven times, and I think I've made it all the way through like five times. And then every time I, I I'm like I haven't seen this, have I? And then and then I get all the way through it again, and I'm like, no, I think I saw that. And <laughs> so Wahlberg was in two of them, right? Or one? Yeah, he was in two of them. He, was in he, two. Started, okay. he started in Age oh. of Extinction, which I never finished, and I never even watched last I night. I think we found a tree. Age of Extinction. Fi- I don't actually think it's that bad. I need um, to finish the it. Last they, one? Brought in, they brought no the the fourth one. Yeah, because the fourth one was fine. Uh, because they brought in Galvatron, and they actually brought Frank Welker just, back as the voice. And, and they yeah. take out T.J. Miller, like, so <laughs> unmercifully. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like, they, they're yeah. just, like, fucking just But also, Bumblebee was really good. Night, to be honest. Um, T.J. Miller was in that movie? I don't even know. Huh? Who? T.J. Miller. In, yeah. in, in Extinction? Yeah. Was he? He was in there. Yeah, yeah. he was in oh, it. And he, was, he, was, he was his, he was, uh, uh, Katie Yeager's like uh like shop helper who's like oh yes and then he's like running across the field and just gets like obliterated like out of nowhere nowhere yeah i remember like turns into stone or something and that was the time the controversy was going on right i think i don't know if that was out yet but i remember re-watching it after the controversy Uh, was out i think that's why they killed him no the controversy happened uh during uh what's the name of that tv show um Uh, Silicon silicon valley yeah yeah which he was, so he was, was funny in that too. It's it, it, yeah. it, it it's too it's funny because it's a type of controversy that like what what happened? He he called a bomb threat into a train when he was on a different train, <laughs> like going like it was it was some really like one of those yeah. things where you're like, dude, at least like I don't know like do, do like drunk driving and like I don't know do something stupid that's like all right man you messed up but it was like embarrassingly stupid like yeah, I can't was, even look at you not. anymore like <laughs> yeah he's he's an interesting character I don't know yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I'm but, not uh, saying that I would be like, I don't know. I, I forget what I said about it. I'm not like, drunk driving is better than calling in bomb threats. Like, let's not equivocate. <laughs> Somebody uh, mark that, 228. Um, no, but I mean, the trailer was just kind of like, I was, I mean, see, I'm one of those people, like, a lot of people are like, oh my God, Bumblebee was so great. And I kind of, I walked out of Bumblebee going, eh. Bumblebee was great. Oh, God. It wasn't. Especially for a Bayless movie, it was great. Bayless? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I was. I, it was kind I, of a safe like movie, cliche, but it was. It was like that yeah. cliche of like, oh, the alien comes down yeah. and yes. the young kid. A lot of scenes, alien. I felt like it was just copying Man of Steel. It was copying especially e. opening, e. especially e. opening e. with that yes. Krypton, Krypton scene e. type. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I mean, I'm like, hey, we found out. Let's face it. But I mean, but it, but it's just there's a lot of things where it's like, all right, and then you got John Cena. John Cena, which I mean, you know, practicing for Peacemaker, pretty much. Um, so it, it was just, I don't know, it was just a little forgettable for me. I'm not saying it was terrible, but I was just kind of like, why is yeah. everybody, everybody was like praising it, and critics yeah. were like going crazy with that, it. I'm like, because it was oh, just it. a feel good type of well, of, and uh, and because I missed that Michael Bay like that. It had that, that post Snyder DCEU effect on critics where it's like, look, it's good enough and it doesn't have Bay in it, so we're going to we need to make yeah. a big deal about I think it. That's what it was. In order to encourage the studio to make Bay. them this way instead of making yeah. them the Bay way. And yeah, like sounds, I understand sounds... like like I, I got frustrated with a lot of the Bayisms too. Like, but if those movies weren't like Transformers movies, people wouldn't have cared as much about what Bay did because like Bay's sense of like his action sensibilities and his cinematography is like it's it's not, very few people do it like him, and so you lo lose all of that with Bumblebee. But like the Transformer stuff is cooler in Bumblebee, so so like there's a lot of improvements there. But like you you lose so much of like the the music and the action and the like the iconography. It um, was metal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, and so it doesn't have that same like. Like, I don't know, it, it relies on, like, what's good about Bumblebee is stuff that existed before Bumblebee, like the music, you know. It, it just took stuff that you already liked and incorporated it into the movie. And, like, if you're going to, and, and so that was, like, I don't know, there's good parts. I don't have anything, like, bad to say about it. It's just, like like Dave said, it's kind of like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's a, it was fine. It's a pretty but I safe wasn't going reboot. gaga goo goo like, like everybody else was. And I was like, eh, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. You were probably was... not paying attention to the movie, Dave. Oh, I was looking at Haley Steinfeld. I know that's why you're, you know. Don't oh, worry. that's yeah. why you love this so much. Yeah. Makes sense. No, but the movie itself is like, it's it's not that great, but it's just, you know, a safe, feel-good type of movie. And I was not expecting that from the reboot because um, everyone was kind of, you know, <laughs> afraid that it would suck. But Travis Knight delivered. That's right. It was Travis Knight. I was wondering who, like, I was trying to remember who directed that. But, yeah. The, uh. Going back to the um, the Transformers movies, right after because I, that's when uh, 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 like uh, Optimus Prime uh, dies, right? And that, mm -hmm. uh, they re they re they changed the, the the designs after that movie, correct? On the Transformers, what are you like I mean, the last the Transformers, night, they, kept... they they had a specific design, all the Transformers, and then the movie mm -hmm. came out. And then uh, Optimus uh, Prime died, and then they uh, they didn't reboot, but they continued the the the, the cartoons. But when oh. they came back, they had a 
some of them had a diff, uh, some some changes in the design. I think he's That'll talking about Scott's the Jeevan. You're talking about the cartoon Jeevan. commercial when they. Isn't there like two different versions, like a Jeevan reboot or something, for the Transformers That's a cartoons? Scott question. Yeah, Scott's like yeah, even. I think I stopped a Scott on this one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm even. I'm sitting here going, "What the?" I will hell say this though, like the Cybertron opening in Bumblebee. Yes. Was oh, yeah. It was like the Krypton opening. Yeah, that was like watching the old cartoons. Well, and like it's that. one of those frustrating things where, like, and you can even see this in the Beast Wars, um, the Beast Wars trailer, but like that Cybertron opening is like. It feels like every single movie just wants to find a way to get there somehow, and then never like goes the, there. It, it can never <laughs> well, quite. Gives you get, a little bit. They of can't a... figure out how to do it, and then Bumblebee is like, "Oh, I guess we can just open there, and then leave." And then everyone is like, "Well, we can go back." So, <laughs> you like... need you need uh you know Kaczynski movie for that. Just well, that's like why, Tron like... Legacy. Have you guys seen the Netflix, um, <laughs> the animated series where they used like the G one designs um, as like they used like the actual like toy like like um, um, CAD file designs or whatever it is for like the the animation, <laughs> um, and uh, and it was cool. I mean, it it was it was like not the greatest thing ever, but it, but it's very much like why can't they just do that for a movie? I think that they need they feel like they need to get the humans in there. They're yeah. not confident enough I to do never... it. Same as Godzilla things. God, yeah. stop it with the humans. It's but not it's... why I'm going to see these movies. It's kind mm -hmm. of weird with Transformers because they can talk. For Godzilla, at least you can, you know, make the argument that they don't talk, so you probably need humans. But for Transformers, they all talk. So well, you can in have, the Godzilla like... movie they do make where, like, I know people complain about the humans in the, um, in the uh, Gareth Edwards Edwards. Um, Edwards. See, see, it's not easy. Um, I have the same struggle too. The the Gareth Edwards Godzilla, um, yeah. but like I think that that is the still like the best movie of that of that whole franchise. Even though yes, people don't love um, the the, the, like the character the, the characters in that. The the way it handles Godzilla is better. Despite Perfect. the lack of character development, and then the focus on like I I liked the uh, the King of the Monsters, but it's like the more that they focus on the on the humans, I don't know, like they they lose that that balance. Like maybe that first one could have been better written or acted or whatever, but the no. the impact of Godzilla on the world felt so much more pertinent in that one because of that slow reveal and the yeah. and the way it focused on the humans primarily. God, the way that the, the, the way that he kept revealing and like yeah. I remember being in the, the movie tail movie whipping through like, the smoke the and then yes. so much things where they were like going, "Hey, imagine like you are on the ground and you're seeing this." It was stuff. like the BVS Bruce Wayne thing. Yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah. But I mean like I mean it's just and even like uh, finally when when you when you get to that that the final battle and then goddamn even like when you like oh yeah remember the fire that he breathes well we're gonna do this one thing where you see his tail and it goes and like you see the light just go up his tail through the spikes and then he just goes and you're just like oh my god the color in that movie is so good it's almost muted and then that the halo jump scene in that the halo jump that was in that was in like the trailers and the posters and everything but like there is that 
because once again, because the way they use the smoke, like yep. they, they, and the drop and the lightning, and the lightning reveals. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that is like so perfect. Yeah, God, it it, it is really yeah. too bad that whatever they were gonna, like they they lost that, and it feels like they just moved further and further away with that with every oh, they single totally installment. Now it's like oh, they couldn't have done that kids. for the sequels though, because now the world has seen Godzilla, and you need to bring in more monsters. Yeah, it's not that they need to do the exact same thing, but the the approach is still is still relevant though. It feels like they were intent, like they were trying to intentionally move away from that. As yeah, opposed because to people like, complain. I think yeah. they feel to keep to keep the same tone. It's like Batman. Batman is just gonna be in the shadows anywhere, every movie that he do, that he does. So you cannot just because everybody is aware there's a Batman, he's not gonna be in the open. Yeah. So I think well, they they a lot with the because that's the that's the same thing that like people, um, I don't think fully appreciate about Rogue One is that obviously Gilroy had a big hand in that too. So I don't know. Rogue One is hard because you know we're we're all we all hate studio intervention and reshoots and all of that but like i think gilroy has done some some awesome stuff for star wars but with rogue one what edwards did in that was awesome with the scale the way like there are very few times in in star wars where like that replicate some of the moments in rogue one like when they're on the beach and you've got the like the walkers um or Um, or like the or like the Death Star coming over the horizon. Like there's moments that his sense of scale that he used with Godzilla, that he he kind of employed a lot in, um, in Rogue One, the Star Destroyer coming over the city. You don't have these so many huge sweeping moments that really capture the scale in that way. Um, and it's very clear that that was Edward's contribution to Rogue One too, because that's what he does. That's why he, you know, in his movie Monsters, he did that, and Godzilla, he did that, and Rogue One. Yeah, he does people that. have not. Yeah, um, Monsters, great fucking movie. Yeah, well, he did that all like in his bedroom. Yes, like, on his own, on his it personal was like, computer. He barely had like a fucking budget, pretty much for that, right? Yeah. How much was the budget for that? It was like it was very low. I remember watching um, that movie and being very impressed. I'm like, all right. And when I found out he was doing Godzilla, five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand wow. dollars. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you guys haven't seen that movie, do yourself a favor. Watch that movie. It's a small movie, but it was what's the name? Pretty damn fantastic. Monsters. It's, it's 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 amazing because it it's so smart the way that he shot it and did the and did the VFX that it gets the sense of scale and it gets these huge monsters in there, but in such a way that like in Godzilla where it's hidden in smoke or it's whatever, and and like they like you would normally get in like a horror movie where you're kind of hiding the villain, but it's but it's with a sense of scale. And so it's kind of unbelievable that it's, I mean, for half a million dollars, it's absolutely insane that, that it costs that much. But um, very It's not, not exactly the same because it's a, a different vibe, but um, Madsen Tomlinson did um, mother Android. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen that one. I'm I haven't seen it. It's on my, it's on my watch list. That was Highly, on my list. Yeah. That reminds me of monsters that same way you watch it. And you're like, this is smart. Like you watch it. And then there's stuff where you notice where you think after the fact, you're like, wow, that was a, there are, it's it's sci-fi where there are like story decisions that are made and the way stuff is presented on a screen where it it might like it doesn't ever feel cheap but it's it's very obviously hiding a a and when I say obvious I don't mean like obvious like failing to hide it but it, it's hiding a, a small budget really 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 smart and you can catch it sometimes when you notice the you know shallow depth of field and drone shots and 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 like low tech costumes and stuff. Um, and um, 
you know, hiding the hiding the monsters and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really um, it it gives this sci-fi world and kind of story this grand sense without. I have no idea what the budget was, but it's it's very clearly you know done on a shoestring. And smart filmmaking can can give a sense of scale, you know, even if you don't have the dollars. But um, uh, um, anyway, the, the, it's, it reminds me of that because it's very similar to what um, Gareth Edwards movie. did with uh, yeah. with it's a good movie. Uh, Scott, you got to take off. Yeah, Daddy's got to take boys to their sports in the morning. You know? Just when we we're gonna start talking about Kingdom Come and stuff. Like I that. know, <laughs> but I, I have a basketball game that he has to be at at eight forty in the morning. So yeah. I'm, I need your wake. He can for go this. by himself. Yes, <laughs> yes. The six-year-old can go across town by himself. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Get him an Uber. He'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, thank you for joining, of course. And uh, thank you very much. And, uh, go ahead and promote yourself. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast at DC Squawkist, where podcasts can be found. We're on Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squawkistmedia.com, which does include our The Batman Scene by Scene, and at patreon.com slash squawkistmedia, you can listen to our discussion of 300. And then, of course, every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Central, join us here at the Film Junkie channel, where we are going through every episode of Batman the Animated Series. This Sunday night will be House and Garden. There it is. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank Take you. Bye, Scott. Bye. I'm curious what it's going to look like now. Oh, uh, oh it went normal. back. <laughs> it went back. It went back. Right. Yeah, but it still mm-hmm. fills, you know, yeah. it fills more of the screen still. It does. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess we can start jumping into the whole, I mean, kingdom come. I mean, I was like trying to like, what am I going to title this vodka stream? And I was like, ah, it's a kingdom come because you know, that's always a phrase like, Hey, it's got blown to kingdom come. And essentially the DC is, uh, now going to be, it's, there's a new, there's a new, uh, world that's going to be doing all this stuff. Are you okay, Ben? <laughs> The baby woke up. <laughs> that was funny. You were like, "What the hell?" I was like, Whoa. "No, I hear my, I hear her crying." Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's her room right there. Uh oh. She cries. <laughs> yeah. No, she. I think she has a bad dream. Hold on, I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no problem. But uh, you know, obviously James Gunn doing it. I mean, it's funny because there's so many meanings that that him posting that right. <laughs> And that's the thing is like, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, even like when I did on Film Junkie Live, uh, when I was like talking about it, I'm like, it could just be him just planning. It's a good shot of him, you know, of planning. But then, you know, you kind of like type in what does kingdom come mean when you actually look at the meaning of it. And it means like new world or like, you know, just and then, of course, the phrase of like blown to kingdom come and blah, blah, blah. There's so many meanings that it could take place. And then, oh, look at that shot. Uh, you know, but it's are we going to get an actual movie of Kingdom Come? Glorious. I don't know. It would. It would be my dream come true. Like, well, anybody who's for a, this to know, be the ten-year plan. But it would have to be something. I don't know. It's just so weird because it's like, what, do we? Is that going to be at year ten? <laughs> I mean, like, is that is that possible with the current? I think and the storyline we have. I think that if they if they want to, um, I don't think you can like for example. I don't think Affleck will make it ten years. 
No. I don't like. I don't think he's going to be invested in this for ten years. Um, Cavill can probably do that, but you know yeah. he he's not too old now, but he'll be old then. Um, and you know there there's so many different issues they've got with like they don't need to reboot, but they kind of need to re- like they don't like there's there's a lot of kind of continuity stuff they they've they've sort of got to figure out, and I think there's a version of this story they can do that that it's not going to be straight up kingdom come, but I think that makes a lot more sense that a lot more sense than like crisis on infinite earths, for example, crisis on infinite earths feels like a good 10 year plan, but kingdom come feels like a good three, four year reboot plan. You can set this up pretty quickly um, because it's all about this introduction to, to new heroes are coming into the world. And in the book, they're all like these random, you know, nobody's like, invented for this, for the story that are like, you know, not iconic DC characters, but you could easily make those, you know, the the new characters that are being introduced, and then and then use Shazam, um, or and or Flash or whatever to to do some kind of a multiversal reset at the end. Um, but you can get that, you know, Affleck would be a great version of Batman in this, and you can do some similar stuff with, um, you know, Cavill would be so good at the, as the like the like this art is just. Put those streaks the, in and, and and the old like if you're going to do this style of story like Snyder's cast are all like they were chiseled <laughs> by God as if they were meant to be drawn in this in this style. This <laughs> right? canvas, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like you look at this whole thing and like all of the Alex Ross stuff is like this is just all you know this is the way Snyder not just like shoots stuff and I'm not saying this because like Snyder needs to direct it or whatever which would be awesome if he did. But you yeah. look at the you look at these versions of the characters, and they're all just like chiseled from stone, like sharp regal. jaws and Super and regal. like yeah. And who is the antagonist? Magar. Magar is not the main antagonist. Is is Lex and uh, is sort of uh, she's there's always yeah. There's always who like, is the Justice League fighter? Yeah, uh, right. They're not fighting anyone. Well, th- there's a big fight at the end. Um, it's like the new and the old. Colliding. It's like it's like the new and the old. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, new and the, the old colliding essentially. Yeah, correct. Because it's like a, a sprout of new oh. meta humans, but they are kind of feral. They have no Justice League to to lead them, you know, in the right direction, in the right path. This is what a superhero is supposed to be. They're not. They're not around for that's that. That's why, like, so maybe reflection on the table. It's like it's Shazam. Yeah. That's the reflection. So it's like right. you. So it's you, you got the older Superman, but then you got the young Shazam. So it's yeah. like that's. But kinda but even Shazam, Shazam though, he's, not, he's not a kid anymore though. I mean, no, he's an adult. Is correct. Like, but it, but yeah. the thing is, this this has spin to it because Shazam, um, uh, uh, he's been manipulated by Lex since he was young. And he made him like this neurotic, crazy uh, individual, and uh, and that's why he he uses to he's the person that he uses to fight Superman. Yeah, and, and see, uh, Chino, Chino even said right there, Kingdom Come is basically DC Civil War. I mean, it is, yeah. it, it is, it it, well, it, so, it it is the the old versus the new. Yeah. So maybe it's not the ten year plan, like like Steven said, it could be the five year plan, and then they could get to Dark Side, right? Cool. Correct. I think like I feel like it's gonna be this is gonna be the reset button to whatever's coming next. Yeah, but what comes next I feel like would be way 
like if it is a reset button, it, it would be a reset button to bridge the serious old DCEU to a lighter new DCEU, which I know is going to make a lot of people like <laughs> a lot of like the Snyder die to be mad about it. But it's a way that gives you a serious level of closure to that old DCU. Correct. Without, um, it's it's a different version, but it it respects that like you know what? Let's give these serious characters a serious ending as a way of bringing in these less serious replacements as opposed to saying like, Oh, let's turn Affleck into a less serious Batman. Like, no, 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 let's give him a serious conclusion right. and then continue from there. I think that this kingdom come is a route that allows them to do that. Well, well, um, like to respect that, that, that serious, uh, more epic take and then, and then pivot into something more, I don't know, I, I, I cringe to say like the MCU, but I mean something more like See, the MCU the can follow this. See, um, but and I don't like the things. I don't like the after plan. But in terms of if think... that's if that's gonna happen, if I can't stop them from getting there, this is the way that I would like them to do that because at least it gives me something that I'm like okay, that gives me closure on something that I enjoyed in a way that I enjoyed it, and then I can be detached from the rest of it instead of being like oh look what they did to look what they did to Cavill and look what they did to Affleck. Am I like how do I I like there's no, I can't. But is there a path them. after five years from Kingdom Come that the well, that's, entire Justice League comes together against Darkseid? See, that's exactly that that's exactly what I said on the real emotion well, last year. The, the, um, no, it, I mean not the real why, emotion. That's why I said but the, the, listen, the, the Christ Christ is, on Infinite <laughs> Earth would be a better ten. Real emotion is dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> stop it. The what I was what I was gonna say is. Uh, that you're right. That like for for this story, like we have uh, all those uh, all those superheroes, and they don't have to um, set up everything towards a dark side battle, because the thing about the Marvel movies is that they kind of blew the load once the, uh, uh, Thanos was uh, defeated. I feel like they they're trying to find their way again, and I think um, uh, DC can do something better. They can introduce Vandal Savage, which which is in this uh, comic book. Uh, they can introduce a bunch of other superheroes and even go against each other if they have to, and sort of reset or reboot, like uh, Steven said, and then go and fight the dark side or even another threat. But I think the whole idea of going against the biggest guy in five in a five year, ten year plan is is not a good um, it's not a good idea. But Unless what if? Planning- Unless they're planning to what do you mean by the reset or reboot, though? Because like, wouldn't the same JL roster be the one fighting Darkseid? No. Oh. Correct. That, that's that's if what they, I'm saying. If like, they went this route, if they did Kingdom Come in like five years or so, then they would they would be a basically a soft. They would bring in a bunch of new characters and then maybe do some multiverse stuff to recast some, like maybe bring a different version of Batman in or something like that. Right. And then in 10 years, you would do a Crisis on Infinite Earths. There you go. Um, and, and then, yeah, and then maybe after that then is when you get into like the dark side stuff. But I don't Because that's think... what happened with the New 52, right? This came, this came right before the New 52, and then that's where they came, like, which makes sense what you said, that they would introduce a lighter tone uh, um, uh, DCU or DCU. Yeah. See, I've always thought like, like, what if they just, just did the movies based on these stories and not had really any connectivity? But I know that's a little. That's. Oh yeah. If they were, if they were to do a Watchmen esque like stand, like, 
it's yeah. one of those that deserves it. You know, like Snyder always says he wants to do Dark Knight Returns as its own standalone thing. This is one of those that deserves, you know, if they yeah. could if oh, they yeah. could do a Crisis on Infinite Earths and be like, you know what, we're casting an entirely new Justice League. This is disconnected from everything you know. This is just a this See? is an Elseworlds. This is a, a DC Black Label, whatever Kingdom Come. That would be absolutely fantastic. You bring yeah. in a. You know, but then I was always thinking, like, well, maybe they could still use the actors, but then I think that would probably confuse. But then at yeah. the same, same time, I'm As like, if it's not already confusing. Yeah, it is. See, that's the thing. It's like, I remember I even said that, I said that a while ago, where I was like, what if they just, like, took some of this, just the same actors, but they did the stories from the book? Here's the, here's the conceit of, of Kingdom Come, though, that makes it, you could almost do that, because the opening to this here is you've got all of this, like, like I don't know, it's it's like a it's like a disembodied voice like speaking into like the heavens and um and you've got like a there's like a, a a narrator character and and you've got all this stuff going on that if you wanted to like do a really similar adaptation you just set it up as a you know you actually have a narrator oh, you know sure. do it like a uh, like a um like ben a Ghost of Christmas Past kind of situation. Narrated um, by James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's very the much what character... this is. is there, there's, a, there's an observer. There's a character in this that is like, um, who is it? It's um, Dream. It's Dream. It's actually Dream from um, it is. Sandman. Man, it's yeah, been Sandman. a while since I yeah. read it. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah and Sandman. so they're going through the through the whole thing, and so they so a lot of this is like they're observing these characters, and 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 it's very much like a like a Christmas Carol kind of setup where there's yes, someone correct. going through and they're watching all of these characters interact and they're having but conversations he's supposed to judge. about them. Yeah, go, go on, dude. I'm like, no, no, you know what? Way better than I do. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it here, but I haven't <laughs> read it in forever. Go on, yeah. Well, William Sands, Dead Man, not Dream. They no. could do Dream. That would be cool. <laughs> no, Dead Dead Man appears there in the con. Yeah, Dead Man makes an appearance. I think I think who he talks to. Uh, he talks to um. I don't remember. Oh, shit. Now I'm fucking out, drawing a blank. There but Dead Man does does show up. But he it, it is Dream. And he's talking to the spect the specter yeah, shows up. Because the Spectre's like the hand of God in, D- in DC, and he's there. He's there just to pass judgment. But um, he using he's using um, what's his name? Uh, the main character is uh, is 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 actually essentially his dream, who's kind of uh, retelling all the, the entire story. And so he's going. It is like a Christmas Carol where where he's like uh, going through everything that's happening, what's happening to Superman. Superman becomes a recluse. He doesn't even go by his name, by his earthly name, because something happened to him that make him renounce humanity uh, or the human side that he was so attached to. Because what attached him to being a human was Lois, and Lois died. So, in there's a lot of religious undertone in in, in this writing too. Well, who puts well all of this is... undertones in these superhero movies. Exactly. Nobody... Yes. So Nobody... Zach would have been all of this is being this. written on the Bible, so it has uh, to. It it is. It is. It is. I, know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the opening pages are literally like references to it's Revelation. It's like God and speaking and... into yeah existence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like I mean that's the thing is like when it comes to these, you, you can't adapt one hundred percent. You can't. You just got to take elements of it i mean that's what zach did with bvs it was like all right well dark knight returns my favorite comic book so i'm going to take elements from that and he did it and he did a great i mean he pulled it off i mean that yeah. I, god damn i still remember you oh, know it sandman. That. it's not the same it's it's the wesley dodds sandman um so it's wesley not dodds, yeah, a, correct. 
Um, yeah, so it's not the the dream. It would be cool the, if it's, it's not a, it's not a dream Sandman. You're right. Yeah. But now that you say that, it would be cool if he is. Yeah, he does fucking Sandman. Especially with narration. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. like the kind of thing they could do with this, though. Is that what, that's what I'm saying? Is like I think there's some some major over, like like for example, you bring in the JSA. Like if you if you like stick with Snyder's Justice League and you make like the JSA be the or like from Black Adam be the new characters coming in. So you're I think there's a lot of modification about that you're going to do in that way. You know, bring in Booster Gold, bring in Blue Beetle, bring in you oh, know those are all the new crop of heroes up against. Final. I'm all cool with that, but yeah. the only thing that I have a hard time buying is Shazam. Like, how could he oh, no, be the leader of the, especially this version of Shazam? He's he's not a leader of anything. No, he's he's he's, he's a he's, he's been used. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's a MacGuffin. He's, it's yeah. it's like a it's almost like a doctor. How Manhattan. can he do the serious scenes? Because he's not. Well, he's old. Even Zach because Billy Billy Batson is an adult. Billy Batson is an adult. Yeah, it's a, oh. yeah. Because, like, remember that Billy Baxton, the adult version that we see, is him projecting. Him. This yes. is what he thinks he look, he's gonna look like when he's an adult. Yes. Essentially, you know what I mean. So when you so see in him, the story, he is already grown up. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, because we have the older Superman. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, but he's a little bit neurotic because he's Lex is fucking ways ways at. I feel like Gunn would be more interested in siding kind of with the new team because he is the you know that guy who like to side with the lesser mainstream oh, well ones. The, the justice league is hardly painted as like like they screwed up yeah, <laughs> yeah. like they're not they're hardly the, the the like the new characters like don't know how to be heroes but also like like it this would is be not so... a idealistic version of the justice league either yeah like it would Green be Lantern so is, so like, cool and like made a castle It'd be better as a series wouldn't it like Wonder it would Woman be so like cool if Wonder Woman. it would be so cool if a uh, if Gunn actually brings in Zach and they actually handle it like that. Like the I old, mean, if there know, was a book, if there was a book made for Snyder to do, yeah. like which I'm sure he's yeah. Like it would be shot. awesome to have that Zack versus Gun thing. I mean, like you guys even seen, in Kingdom Come, like, <laughs> yeah, like there's some this shots. One. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, there's some amazing cool. shots. Yeah, I wild. know he said, you know what? No, I need to shoot this shit here. <laughs> and there's some beautiful shots there in that, in that book. Stephen, who directed um, the that Life movie? Life, Life. I mean, the one called Life. Are you talking about the one with Ryan Reynolds and Jake Jones? Sorry, the Tree of Life. The Tree of Life. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Was Terrence uh, Malick. The one with, uh, he should do the Jay. Dude, dude, this Terrence Malick would do a fucking amazing <laughs> job at this, but everybody would hate it. It would be yes. so good. Terrence Malick, Kingdom Come. Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> it would do because the whole B. thing. Because the whole thing would be through the perspective of the Wesley Dodds. Like, it, yeah. like he would really stick to that. It wouldn't be. Like it wouldn't be POV like Superman and Batman. They'd all be background characters to yeah. this. Um, oh man, no, that would Superman. never fly. That would never fly. Yeah. But it would yeah. be an amazing movie. But it should. It should. That's the thing. If you want to get something fresh in here and not just copy what they're doing on the. Do you other see side. this this oh. dead man shot there? Yeah, like yes. dead man as a skeleton. Like, yeah. Oh, so and that's what so dead man plays that a big part. Gun these uh, uh, dead yes, man the other that's day what I was on yes. Twitter. Huh. He did tease them. He teased. Uh, uh, what was the other thing that he teased? 
Deadman and Deadman, uh, also um, um, see, Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific. See, this is Shazam. Right. So, Shazam. The, so the text on here Shazam is, and he, cried, like... and he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Like, Shazam. Yeah. It was, Imagine very... having like that 300 style narrator. Very oh, yeah. Ooh. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, if you really want to make something unique, I mean, I know like Gunn comes from the Marvel world and he saw how that was made, but then he might be like, well, okay, I saw how that was made and I'm going to use elements of that, but maybe I got to like, we got to do something different here. And if we want to really be different, you know, we can be with like this. I don't know. I think he also is someone who, you know, uh, believes that you need to be different and unique and make something that's different. Um, I was watching this interview of his uh, from a while ago, and he said that in there as well. But also, he expressed his uh, interest in Shazam. He, he said that that would have been one of the characters he would have liked to make if you know he got the call earlier. So that's interesting because Shazam is also a big part of you know this mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah. Shazam actually fucks up Superman. Like, he really gives it to him at the end. Nobody can fuck up Henry Cavill Superman. No, he's not don't, allowed. I don't know, I don't know about that. Because he's like, a, it's a different it's Superman. You're pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's but pretty. no, no, he didn't. He doesn't defeat him, but he's just like giving him a good, a, a, a good hard time. And Superman is not affected by. Is Christian Black Knight, Adam I in this story? I yeah, I was. I knew you were gonna like go to Black. I know. What is that? Is Black Adam in this story? He could be. Shut up, bro. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Like, I'm not saying that I want him in there. Oh, no, I'm no, he's saying not. For some reason, no. I even thought about that too, Casey. Like, I don't I'm we... like, oh man, what if they try to incorporate Black Adam into it? Yeah, that's, so that's what I'm saying. Is like there, there are they, so many ways could. to. Yeah, they could in the JSA. Yeah, they could. Like, it depends on how much of a purist anyone's going to be about this. But I like, oh, the way what that are you like, about? there's no purists out there. I don't there. think, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you because look at some of these, like, some these... these pages are just full of characters where it's like yeah. it could be any fucking buddies. Like, yeah, but the things like well, if you think just... about this, like every like, this comic is just book all movie, comic book characters, just like <laughs> every that's comic the thing book... is like, and then you have to figure that out for a movie. It's hard. yeah, yeah. That's no way they're gonna fit all those characters. No, you can't unless you. Just I think Harley. Harley would be inserted in the storyline for sure. Probably somebody, yeah. See, that's the thing. It's just like, all right. So, is he actually teasing Kingdom Come, or is he just trying to build up hype? And is he just going like, hey, uh, look at the uh, layers of all this stuff like that, where it's just like, hey, uh, Kingdom Come, you know, new world. Would probably Kingdom Come is a weird one. That, like, you don't tease Kingdom Come unless like. There's, I don't want to say it's a full blown like adaptation because a straight up adaptation is just there's so much unless you're gonna do it like the Watchmen style where you just do it as like a standalone. Yeah, but and even that got changed at the end. There's so much, but there's so much <laughs> about well, it's it's so it's very similar. I mean, if you think That's about the way it operates but... with Doctor Manhattan, is kind of similar to Shazam. Yeah, so the bomb but, instead of the squid. Yeah, but um, it's so. Like when you read the story, you're like, yeah, this is not something you like casually tease. There's no like, for example, Crisis on Infinite Earth. That means nothing. Crisis on Infinite Earth just means a plot device so that we can reset continuity. Reset you know, that whole thing even up, yeah. even Flashpoint to an extent Correct. is like, what does that really mean? Kingdom Come is not like is not like a buzzword. Like, oh, you just kind of like no. Kingdom Come is like 
is, you know, Alex Ross style art and biblical mythic storytelling. And mm -hmm. like, there's, it's not like a halfway kind of thing. Like it means, so I don't know what it means, but it means something like it's not, he's not, it's not <laughs> something you pull out of your pocket. Dark. Like, Oh, I'll just this... casually tease this. This kind of looks more mythic than what Zach was doing, though, like with the text. Oh, it totally you know? is. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of art, I don't like there's there's like you you read this thing and it's it's because it's, it's all Alex Ross. It's like I've, you only see this kind of stuff as like they'll do a, a one off cover on another. Like this entire thing is like like Damn. page after page after page after page. I'm yeah. Like, wow. They did an entire book in this style. It's like, you know, Libra Mayo does some some similar Ugh. But like yeah, that's the closest dark. you know anyone else that really gets into to like what Kingdom Come does. It's absolutely insane. And that was a leftover for the marbles. I believe they has something similar to the for the marbles. And then they did uh, Alex Ross and um uh oh, I'm in a mental block the writer. Uh, and then they went went on and did this. Uh, but I think. Uh, I don't think they would do a beat by beat. I don't think that that would even be yeah. possible. I think they're gonna take inspiration, like like uh, Steven said, they will take inspiration from this from this run and do whatever it is that he that he's trying to craft. Another thing that I was thinking also is that he's just being facetious about this whole subject, and he just like playing himself. He put himself in the center as Superman. Look all the look all the toys that I have to play with. <laughs> I got the entire DCU DCU. At my disposal, and they're all behind me, <laughs> and you, I'm, and you're not even ready to what I'm about to give you. It could be just something as simple as that. Yeah. But if so, you're if you're given the DCU as it stands, and you're told make a ten year story out of this, and you've got okay, figure out what to do with Affleck, figure out what to do with, um, with Cavill, figure out what to do with Godot, like you're unless you're going to 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 like finish. Like, cause even if you finish the Snyderverse, like, then what? Then you, like, the whole point with that, you know, yeah, you can reboot at the end of that. Great. But then you're starting from scratch. Like, that's not a 10-year plan. That's, like, two five-year plans, right? Right. Right. Um, and you and you can't, like, this, you can't keep, you can't give Affleck a 10-year arc, right, where he just kind of, like, he's not, he's he's going to. Maybe he'll show up for a few cameos, but he's not going to do ten years worth of Batman movies. No. And but then Godot is Godot around for ten more years? Cavill, it, Superman is different, but but even them, it's like how you're not going to get ten years of like active involvement out of them, but you could get five years leading up to a Kingdom Come, setting up to to usher in a new team of lesser known, <laughs> you know, at, for a, for a phase two, and that's where you bring in, you know. And you can rep and you can keep you know keep Cavill as a as a, a higher up figure you know Godot even can stay in the background legacy character yeah you, yeah <laughs> leg legacy characters you kill off or or replace uh, Batman um, and and but then also then you've got this just let this opportunity in the margins to just pack in every single other little minor character you want to bring into the universe and then at the end you blow it all up. And then, and then what's left is what you know you the building blocks that you use to build to um, to whatever the the actual ten year pinnacle is. Like you said, it's it's like the like functionally it's like Civil War, what Marvel did, but like Civil War if they do it right, like on steroids because it actually has consequences. Yeah, you're actually replacing characters, you're actually shuffling the team around, you're killing people off, you're elevating people, you're like you're really explo exploding the universe out. And like I said, it gives a sense of like. Instead of saying like, 
instead of converting the characters that we already have into the new DCU, it, it gives a respectable send off to like the Afflecks and the Godots and the Cavs. Yeah. Like, and it will what if they just retire? It will give more importance to the characters instead of retire. focusing on who's gonna be the next villain. Because I think that that that's another thing that that is important that you make the characters that you have in front of you uh, important because that way, because I, I, I don't, I, sorry that I have to make this comparison all the time, but with Marvel, we always, because I'm a Marvel fan, we always look at who's going to be the next baddie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not thinking, oh, well, I cannot wait to see the next uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, I cannot wait to see Adam Warlock. You know, you know what? It, it, I cannot hand? wait to see N- N- Kang. I cannot I wait to it. see what Kang is gonna do with, with in in um in uh on the well, next yeah, movie. I mean, so you, you see what I'm saying? Like if you make the characters be about the characters, Superman, Batman, or whoever it is that they're gonna introduce, or, or for those for them to take the place of those legacy players, then it, I think it, that will be will service this universe even better than. Rely on heavy on who's gonna be the big baddie. I think that's I think that's a that will be a bad a big mistake. Well, oh, and you yeah. look at like look at any of the crossovers they're gonna do. I mean, let's say they do Dark Side down the road. They've done the world building they need for that, right? He's out right. there and he can come whenever. Or you look at yeah. like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like you look at Crisis on Infinite Earths and you've got oh that's like the Anti Monitor is like Anti Monitor. You, you don't like how do you set up the Anti Monitor? Like the like the yeah. whole point is that the Anti Monitor is like comes out of fucking nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, you know this could even this is another a good a good example of how they could like close off Lex's character. I mean, um, arguably it would be a bit of a repeat from what he did in BVS. Very um, reminiscent, yeah, because um, he's manipulating the government and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but still, it would be it would be a way to to you know there, there's a lot of old DCEU stuff it could, it could close out in a respectful Snyder-esque way, um, and um, in a way that I would appreciate to see them attempt if we're not going to get the you know which I don't think we're going to get like the you know full on nightmare closure and all that. Um, and, Sadly, um, god damn, that was so unique. Yeah, we might still get that, but not now. <laughs> like <laughs> they have to do dark side at some point and with that oh. the nightmare stuff like comes will. yeah but it probably wouldn't be exactly like how it was i don't know it's it's rough because like I, I i i agree with you but also there's so much like he's in a tough spot because like nobody's gonna be happy <laughs> right nobody. Like right. and 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 it's it's frustrating because like you'd you'd like well, for him to be like oh hey look I'm gonna bring back Ray Porter as Darkseid in a Final Crisis but I'm gonna do it different and then well then the anti Snyder people are mad that you're like looks, clinging to too much Snyder stuff the Snyder plan. fans are mad because it it's not like exactly the, the plan that's not and, what Snyder would have done and and, yep. and 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 all and, and so everybody's mad at James Gunn and he's not even making his own story everybody's mad at James Gunn for trying to repair and like make the most out of you know the story he was handed and that's just like that's just the worst of every single world possible but um, maybe he you know uh maybe he will just do his own thing and the people who are mad are just you know reducing in numbers and the box office just grows so that wouldn't matter right if some yeah. people are just mad at it hmm. yeah because I, right I now agree, the box but... office trends are very low so they need to get that back up yeah 
I know. It's all, it, I mean, yeah, God, it's going to be interesting because no matter what we say, I mean, we're not going to nail down what the fuck James going to say. Unless he wants to show up on the vodka stream no. and reveal well, his uh, and that's And that's the other thing about, like, well, I say that Kingdom Come is a really specific thing. Like, you don't yeah. really tease it. It's also a, a high concept enough thing that, like, it, it could There's be... A plan. But like, for example, it's, it's, it's epic. Like a lot of the art that he's using, for example, is just some of the most epic pictures there are. Of... He's using Alex Ross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like, for example, like the, the, the Justice League, some of those images are, are inspired by the, by the Kingdom Come stuff. Like some of this, yeah. some of the art from, from Zach's Justice League. So it's, um, I don't know. There's only so much you can say about it. That, like, I'm not going to. It's one of the one I'm of the things. Not, but it is one of the routes that I would be very curious about seeing. One of the things I was wondering is when he's writing, for example, Batman's character's art. Right? Would he have to then talk to Affleck and ask, you know, how long are you willing to commit? Can I write this oh, yeah. long arc? Or yes. he has to write. Yes. And yeah. it's, it's I would love to see all. Affleck in the DCU. Yeah, I mean, later. I think we all would, but I mean, look what Affleck's doing right now too with his new yeah. uh, Artisee Equity uh, production company. He wants to make things that you know, and that's the thing is like, you know, when it comes to all this stuff, when we when we constantly see on Twitter and whatnot, when it when when obviously we all would love the Snyderverse to be restored, but then you you see Zach and you hear that there's a possibility of six Rebel Moon movies. Which all of us were like, well, yeah, but then it's like, that doesn't make any room for him to come back. He even says he's not gotten a phone call. Ben Affleck started a new production company with his good buddy, which he's trying to like do something different over here and calling Netflix an assembly line and all this stuff. It's just, there's so many damn things where it's like, all right, so, you know, they could salvage some, they could salvage what they got. And it was funny yeah. too, because when Jordan showed up, you know, at the beginning, he said he got sent something that Jason Momoa was being dropped as Aquaman. That was weird. I was like, where did that come from? It had to be from like Giant Robot or uh, <coughs> Kigasi. Uh, who knows? I mean, uh, could have been them too. God knows. But um, yeah, but it's just like stuff's always going to be flying around. But I was like, wow, that's weird. Why would they even like announce that they would replace Jason Momoa when the movie's not going to be coming up for another year? That he's in that, that movie and the Flash movie both have to do well, <laughs> like really well. <laughs> it's it's like um, the Aquaman movie, obviously the sequel to the first one that was you know super successful, dollars. and yeah. the Flash basically has everything they've got, <laughs> so it needs to be good and successful. Dude, that's the thing too is like they you have James Gunn and Peter Safran coming in, and they're basically building after 2023 right. you know they're they, they have to the four i mean look at you know what's crazy though like even talking about the trailers that we talked about and everything man there's a lot of shit that's coming out in 2023 we're gonna have a lot to be watching and you know whatever and discussing we and had just cool. one dcu movie in this year that's it yep right yeah yeah just one what do we have for 24 though nothing superman <laughs> oh, sure it's I, th and I think that's the hardest thing about like just when we're talking about like the future. Like, like, how do you how do you bridge from the current DCEU into whatever whatever Gun is going to do? 
the the part that is that, that stands out the most to me, like if I were handed that job, is just look at all the loose threads. Yeah. Like nobody nobody signs up for this job to like be a cleanup guy, right? Like no, like nobody's like, yeah. oh, I I'm gonna just mop up everything. Like nobody's gonna come in. Like he doesn't want to come in and execute on the plan that Snyder did, right? He's he's not gonna come in and just be like, we're just gonna do that. Like that's you don't take that job for that reason. You also mm-hmm. don't come into like to soft reboot and then have all of these like loose threads like they're like they're James Gunn is going to do a this is going to be James Gunn's universe so yeah. how do you get from A to B as fast as possible without just like nuking everything like and so that's there's going to be a lot of and I think that Kingdom Come offers a lot of plot devices that can kind of allow them to do that not that it's necessarily how it's going to be but but I think that's, that's the biggest thing because we need it, whatever it is needs to be at the point where like in two years people need to not be saying like well what about the nightmare but what about the what about this what about dark side like the the quicker those questions are put out of people's mind um the better for who for him and I'm not saying like that you know I want to see all that stuff resolved but I'm just thinking about whoever has this job whoever wants to be known for leading this universe doesn't want to be known for doing someone else's ideas and doesn't want to be plagued by these lingering what about the Snyderverse stuff and so it's like how do you how do you quickly and satisfactorily and with finality <laughs> impossible wrap this stuff up and incorporate it into a 10 year plan that is decisively your creative stamp is on it it's um, just, it's, I think that J- James Gunn is someone who would respect the canon and not completely you know change stuff around completely but he would obviously want to do his own thing and one way to start after 2023 is from a superman movie just you know make the superman movie add supergirl in that and it would probably be like a soft reboot but you know it would chart the course into the next storyline that's going forward right and then we'll definitely have the um, justice league movie they can have a you know new story in that, and maybe as a post credit scene, just have a small two minute nightmare scene. You know that could just this nightmare scene could keep on going for like three J movies. You know before any of the dark side stuff can happen, so they don't even need to do that. Hmm. Uh, you know what's gonna happen? Elon Musk is gonna buy the whole fucking thing, <laughs> and he's gonna do it the way he wants to do it. He's gonna release the. He's going to release the, files, the WB <laughs> files and see all the fucking crazy shit that happened behind the all scenes. The that was, yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy tonight too, that I don't mean to like, you know, change the subject, but I mean, I mean, that was uh, because, I mean, it was I just, know, it, feels because, it feels weirdly fitting. It does because that guy came into a shit storm of like, Hey, you know, I bought Twitter and now I'm like, to clean it up and try to write the ship and a lot of people are of course are like going hey you can't do this look at it you're doing a terrible job I and mean, we see all the slam pieces at one point you know elon musk was like the champion of everyone essentially because it's like hey you know he's making the cars he's doing all this it's all great and then all of a sudden he starts kind of going hey wait a minute uh i wish i could do a good elon musk impression uh <laughs> Who does it? Kyle, Kyle, Dun- uh, Kyle, Dun- uh, Kyle, what the hell's his name? Kyle Dunahan. Uh, he does great, Elon Musk. But, you know, 
he come comes in and just like try to clean, and then all of a sudden it's just like you know he wants to just reveal all this stuff, and that happened tonight too, which was pretty crazy. Where it's like, hey, this is what was happening, you know? It's like, hey, James Gunn, do the same thing. <laughs> One thing I remember just now about the you know James Gunn thing is that recently someone asked him. Um, why can't you just make, you know, why can't you just tell us which one is canon, right? ZSJL or JL, which I think still is just a stupid question. But still, someone asked him and some other person replied saying, you'll know soon enough. And James Gunn liked his reply. Yeah, so, but what does right. that even mean? But yeah. that means that he, kn- that's the he, first... he, he he'll set his foot in the, in the sand with a specific one. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying now, though, is is like, that's, James Gunn knows what's going on online and he yeah. knows that <laughs> he knows better. The worst thing he can do in terms of building this universe forward is allow this the questions that people have about the Snyderverse and the yeah. like those need to not be the questions people are asking yeah. next yeah. year. Like, that like those anyway. need to stop right away. And I don't mean like like silence, whatever he, he, whatever story he tells needs to needs to, a, give a decisive answer and b get people excited about something different. Those are the two things that that previous WB um, administrations have failed to do. Both of those, they would come out and they'd say, "No, we're not doing that anymore," but they would never give anything. They they they'd be like, "Stop talking about the Snyder stuff." And it's like, "Cool, so give us something else to talk about." Yeah, yes. like and that was where that always failed. Is like just they came out and they're like, "No, none of that." It's like, "Okay." So what? Like, oh, we've got a plan. It's like, okay. And then we never got it. And then Walter Hamada gets fired. And he was like, oh, I was going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. And it's like, no. like, And so, and so Gunn knows that the, the, trick is not, the trick is not a matter of coming out and saying, Snyder is done. The trick is coming out and saying, here is something else to be excited for. Yeah, and I keep for. us in the dark about everything. And well, I mean, unless, the whole Anne Sarnoff yeah. thing where it's like, in, you know, after Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, she just goes, yeah, we have no intention to continue. Yeah, this. that was a bad. All she had to do is be like, hey. Um, she goes, yeah, it, it, it's it's good. I'm glad we did that. And, uh, you know, hey, guess what? Those Some of the characters that Zach has created, guess what? We have movies coming out next year like The Flash and Aquaman, yep. Lost Kingdom. All she had to do was just be like, hey. You know, we're continuing, you know, with these characters. Yeah, we're glad we're, fans are excited. we got more Gal Gadot and Jason she, Momoa yeah. and Ezra we, Miller we, coming out. Like, a mouthpiece for some of Yeah, they wanted, wanted to put the kibosh on it. And like, yeah. They wanted not, to forcefully just end it without yeah. having a plan of their own. Correct. Yeah, and the problem – and the, the whole reason the Snyder Cut happened in the first place was because of the failure to give people something different to do. Anything there was else? nothing – there was no all of the enthusiasm over what was coming next was all just manufactured like oh birds of prey is like the future and it's like well no, I'm, like I love birds of prey but like you're not gonna tell me that's like like Let's that's not out from there it's not the future of the franchise no. yeah. you know, Shazam isn't the future of the franchise like even Aquaman the billion dollar movie is great it's not the future of the franchise you got to give me a, a Justice League or a or something to to you know. To get people all excited about and and you know Suicide Squad, you know none of those none, none of none of what they put forward was like something that was going to get get the the audience or the fan base, general audience, anybody all riled up for what was coming next. And so so all of their like 
no Snyderverse isn't happening stuff just looks so stupid because there there was nothing there was nothing else. So the difference with Gunn is is like he he knows that he he can't just say no Snyderverse. He needs to say here's what the alternative is and have people like enthusiastic yeah. for that. One thing I was wondering about the new DCU is that it's not the current DCU is not ending in 2023. There's still another project that's you know the script is already done apparently for Wonder Woman three. <laughs> What's gonna happen to that? Yeah. You got the Bible. It's be interesting. You got a copy of the Bible? What part of the Bible? Yeah, I think. I mean, I they didn't start shooting. The script is done, so James Gunn can cannot be like, you know, completely well, change the movie. Didn't he say that nothing has been greenlit and whatever is green, it has to be approved by me and Peter Safran? So yeah, yeah but this was already about, no. But remember, whenever people talk about scripts being done, yeah. like. That's, Especially Patty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that so much of that is always um like like Wonder Woman gre- being greenlit was was a PR announcement. Yes. Not correct. you know, they did that they did that to try to, you know, get people excited for what was next. Um and then um and yeah, so so and so you say you see that like with Ava DuVernay or whatever teasing new gods, that's all just smoke to kind of get people excited for stuff that doesn't necessarily have development on it even if they have a completed script you you know it's it's wonder woman like how are you you can incorporate that into whatever i don't there's way more flexibility in that than like just because there's a script doesn't mean that like oh james checkmate james gunn there's a wonder woman script (laughs) like now you have to do whatever patty said no that's not how it works no what could happen is that you know james reads the script or whatever and sees if that fits within the story he's telling and if that doesn't work out then creative differences will happen (laughs) talking about the plans that he has because uh, one of the things that came out was the connection of uh, animated video games oh yeah and uh, I I have a theory about that this is something that I said on my live stream real anarchy live (laughs) and I made a trailer about it and you made a trailer about it. That's true. Made a trailer about it on what? On the Nightmare game. Okay, but like, did you have anything? Oh, what? Like, what you posted on? I'm trying to get you to plug. On my YouTube channel. There you, you can go. go watch it there. Called? Called? Krypton Case. There you there go. You go. <laughs> Come on. You Come on, Casey. I don't think that video games and animated is going to be intrinsically in line with the story that they're, try- they're going to try to tell with the DCU. No. I think that be... they're just going to use the same player. So if there's going to be an animated series, whatever contract that they're going to give to Henry or they're going to give to Gal, it's going to be, hey, you're going to get this contract for Exactly. You're there's gonna also a random video voice game. The animated, you're going to voice the video games also. And it's all gonna, so that way people understand that this is all part of the same universe. I think that's that's what uh, what he's. And you know what's funny is like that would be like a good little you know package of like uh, part of the contract yeah. is the fact Correct. that it's like there hey you go. guess what you're gonna get this much money we're gonna place you here and you, and then when it comes to the video game you're gonna spend like three days in a booth saying line and you get a million dollars animation video game yeah yeah animation you're gonna be you know in in the, the different booth for a couple of days too. 
and then you get you know i mean it's just like it's going to be like a package deal it's like hey here it is this yeah. is what it is this is you know and that's why like when it came to the whole henry cavill did he get his full-on contract it's like no because i think james gunn and peter saffron still need to figure out where exactly he's going to be placed peter saffron's going to figure out what they're going to be offering him and then james gunn's figuring out where he's going they're going to place him that's why there hasn't been a full-on i mean there was a deal made obviously when it came to black adam and right. you know and flash mm -hmm. you know and whatever cameos that he was going to end up doing but they were like but we have to figure out first and they probably he probably signed something where like hey are you game because we're gonna get you that deal maybe you know i mean god knows you know hollywood's a fucking weird yeah. place yeah, I, so, think, I think not only the voices because i remember uh there was a, an avengers game that came out one time and none of the characters of course they didn't they use different designs and they Even were ragging them. They were ragging on these characters really bad. Yes. So I think using the like, also being part of the package. Hey, we're gonna use your likeness for yeah. video games, also oh. animated and what is etc. The et Unreal oh. Engine stuff is so <laughs> good. Right when, now, you go, should... when you go, oh, and I can't see your mouth move. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear him coming over his voice. <laughs> no, because it's it's just so different and unique kind yeah, of exactly. you know, exactly. i know star wars is kind of also doing that but it's not to this level yeah exactly. where your main jail members could have voices you know if somebody comes up with this stupid shit as a scoop make sure they source <laughs> me first <laughs> you heard it here first guys you heard you exclusive heard. you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> I know. But seriously, like they could totally do stuff that they don't want to do in the movies, but it's a cool concept. Yeah. Example, Nightmare or a Ben Affleck project that he, you know, they would probably never make a Ben Affleck solo movie now well, they because can make of an Pattinson. But yeah. he would be cameoing in these other projects and hey, they could totally do an animated movie. Imagine doing like animated shorts too. Remember when uh, the Marvel oh, Cinematic yeah. Universe were doing like oh, little shorts, shorts with yeah. Uh, yeah. Agent, uh, yeah, with Coulson? Like yes. they were they were doing things in between the movies. Imagine yeah. doing something like that with like animated shorts they could put on YouTube, HBO Max, anything like that where they could actually like, hey, you know, here, like part of the package that you have to do is you got to come in for an hour oh, and voice. Call Jay Oliver. I yeah. was really oh. into that when Star Wars first got purchased by Disney and all the books and all the animation and everything was all in the same universe. Yeah. And let me tell you, it gets so tedious so quickly. <laughs> and then, and part of the burnout with like the last. That's Jedi, not even true, right? What? They retconned a lot of stuff. Um. Well, we retconned what? I mean, the, the, the continuity is, is not quite as tight as they would say, but also, like, like my big thing with um, a little bit The Last Jedi, but especially The Rise of Skywalker, is that, like, they'd set up all this stuff in the books that could have explained Palpatine's return, and, um, and uh, you know, there's, like, there's all sorts of stuff in there that they could have utilized, and they made a big deal about making sure it was all canon, and then just kind of threw it all out the window at the end. Um, and then it got to the point where it was like so much work to keep up with all of the different changes to canon all across the board. And then it ultimately doesn't really matter all that much. Like reading the comic doesn't really improve the, you know, like you'll be watching. And that's that's part of why I like the Andor is because like you watch, you know, 
something like Book of Boba Fett or or The Mandalorian. And so many of the Easter eggs in that are like, oh, that comic that came out three months ago had this character in the background, and now they're in Mandalorian. And it's like that was all – it's like, okay, that's not doing it for me. Um, and, and Andor came at the right time for me. It was really refreshing to be like, you know what, just – and like, and it reminds me of why, like, what was so refreshing about like Zach's DCEU is like, just tell a story that's that's on its own. And I believe that Gunn can do a, a good job of charting that out. But the idea of like, like I, an animated series, like, like I don't want a Superman, like I don't want a Cavill Superman animated movie, um, it, because it the 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 impact on canon is not what people think it's going to be. Um, I would love if his design is used though. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, but no, but but I don't I don't just mean Cavill like even using a Cavill lookalike voice or whatever. The second you start having, oh, Superman showed up in the last scene of this animated show, and that explains this thing that you need to know for the Justice League yeah. movie. Like that's not right, but as that, cool as people think. If it's you establish be in five ten years, if you uh, if you establish it from the beginning that their likeness are going to be used in the comic books or in the animated series or the voice they're going to use in video games, then then yeah, you will have those problems. But if you establish that from the beginning, I don't think people will make those. No, but also the, pro the problem the... is though, if 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 let like let like let's say you've got Gal Gadot, what, the Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is in a animated show, and sure. then that like mm -hmm. so what do you do with that? Does that impact her character? Is, is no, something going to happen? Is some, like is it's either totally disconnected from canon and it just looks and sounds like her? Yes. Um, and then is that character development going to translate over? Is it going to establish anything into the shared universe that needs to be no, seen? No, that's, and that's what, that's the issue that Marvel has because everything that they have well, Marvel, the, like with Star, the shows. Like Star Wars, like even worse. In, with Star yeah. Wars, exactly. The shows, they have to adhere to this incredible large story that you don't, you cannot be untrue, uh, untrue to it. So if you say, no, we're going to use these characters, they're going to have their own uh, shows, animated, video games, whatever it is, but they, they do not adhere to this larger story that we try to tell in, tell in cinemas, then people are going to, okay, I'm just going to watch it because they know, I know they are part of the DCU, but they're not intrinsically part of the DCU storyline that's being told in cinemas. I feel like if they're connected, they won't be uh, es essential watching. They would just be... If you are a fan of the DCU, you will enjoy the animated right. movie more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. About if, yeah, even true, like for example, Agents to... of Shield was like where that where that promise. Right. It's the best. The first couple seasons of Agents of Shield were the best execution of that concept I've seen. Right. It was all new characters. Right. They had some really small characters that would show up, and then like if you see the Winter Soldier crossover, you have Agent Sitwell show up in the one, and then in the other. Yeah. And there's a direct crossover. Literally, he's like kidnapped in the, or he like disappears in the show, and then you watch the movie, and he shows up in the movie, and then you watch the show again the next week, and it picks up from where that left off. Right. That was all like really cool and really well. But you done. didn't need to watch Agents of Shield to understand exactly. the rest but, of the DCU. But also, the, the MCU, Iron Man yeah. is not showing up in Agents of Shield. Right. Right. Know? And and the problem is like this, and and. You know, and they had like um, like Nick Fury showed up a little bit, and like that was cool. Yeah. Like the second you start having like, oh, Superman showed up at the end of you know, or like Iron Man shows up at the end of that episode of Agents of Shield, creates so there's a there is a like so Peacemaker many people, did so many, that so many YouTube and they did that with Peacemaker. That. Did you say that, Casey? Just now? Yeah, but Peacemaker yeah. is a good example though of like that was that was a. 
um, you can do it like, in a limited but like Superman type didn't say anything, right? Yeah. Like that didn't have to, like that. That wasn't a that was a, that's an example of like how Aquaman had a line, right? Flash had a line, but if you missed that and then you watch Aquaman, you're not gonna like he's not gonna be like right. him you're interacting right. with Peacemaker is not Aquaman. gonna be you relevant to the plot of Aquaman too, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm talking about like Star Wars. Like the, the problem you run into with Star Wars is like you would have something like Peacemaker. Like for example, like lo- let's look at like um, like Book of Boba Fett and um, Mandalorian. Even already have this problem. This is yes. two different shows. But like you see, see episode season two of of Mandalorian is coming out, and the end of season right. or season three is coming out. End of season two has him giving Grogu to yeah. to Luke. Beginning yeah. of season one or season three, he's got a new ship, and Luke is like he's already got Grogu back. And sure, it's reasonable to expect everyone to watch, um, to watch um, Book of Boba Fett and Mando because they're both live action shows. They've got similar characters. We're set around the same time on Disney Plus. But then, um, but then when you're talking about like, oh, let's say that happened in animation instead of in live action, or you know, when you start to introduce the, when you start to dilute it like that, it it falls apart. Like, I don't know, I because I because for a while I was following all the Star Wars comics. I still watch all the Star Wars animation. I was following all the comics, reading all the books, and I was enjoying it until it, like, once once the movies made it clear, like, oh, no, this stuff is, you're just Easter egg hunting is, yeah. is all. And, and, right. and that makes it, and that doesn't only make it, like, less rewarding. It actually makes it irritatingly frustrating because you'll read a book that's, like, Han Solo is the main character of the book, and it suddenly becomes clear, like, oh, this book about Han Solo doesn't fucking matter to any fucking shit. <laughs> Like even but again, the main, like it's one thing for it to be like, oh, this is a story about a character who's not in the movies. Like that's cool because you're it's just Star Wars stuff, and Han Solo is referenced and whatever. That's fine. But then all of a sudden, it's a story about Han Solo, and it's like, oh no, this is a story about Han Solo engineered in such a way that it doesn't matter to the movies. And if it does, it's going to be violated anyway. And it's like that's so it, it it makes it not only disposable, but like I it makes me less interested in reading other. But do you think that, I feel uh, like one of the, the important things is... you think the normies is, are going to make that kind of analysis? Exactly. Like, people, most people won't be watching the animated movies or playing like, the games. We will make those, connect those dots. Like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Why is this here? Why is that character... Like, we're going to make those No, but that's dots. my point. Because the selling, the selling point is of, like, the, when you incorporate animation and other stuff into a shared universe like that, the selling point is, oh, hey... Hypothetically, you could have Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill's Superman in this animated show, yeah. but they they that will not be essential viewing. Which means yes. either it's not going to be stuck stuck to as canon, or the appearances are going to be frustratingly pointless because they're going to be avoiding doing See, anything that makes it essential viewing. But that's where you lose me because I'm thinking, okay, because all right, one of the things I hate that I had to. Like I had this uh, uh, promo, fear of missing out, and I had to watch every fucking thing. But I don't want to feel that. that way when, yeah, no, it's true, it's a real thing. <laughs> I don't want to feel like that whenever, whenever something comes out. Like, okay, if I don't watch this, I'm well. The next movie makes sense. I don't want to feel that fucking way every single with every little piece of, of content that comes out. So, but if right, you but- say. If you put it if you put it out there that there are not, even though those are the same characters that are being used, 
then I don't think we're gonna ha we're gonna run into this. In the, he already into said the, that. Well, but what's the selling point that. then? So the selling point the is the characters themselves. It's just that okay, it's gonna be him replaying right. Superman. It's just a side story because it's like if you go back, like you. But, so, so you're telling story. a side story of Superman, do, but it's not connected. But it, okay, let's, so, so so is it? Is let, it let's let's is go it back a little bit. Because so you're telling a story about, that's not necessary by definition. I'm sorry. Or are you telling a story that's not necessary by definition, or is a story that's not connected? This like, are you gonna tell a are you gonna tell a Brainiac story with Henry Cavill Superman that is not related to the Brainiac or or to the Henry Cavill Superman okay. from BBS? No. Or are you gonna tell a super story? Or, or, or are you gonna tell a story about Superman you saving can, a cat from right, a tree so because you can't introduce Brainiac because it's too big? Yeah, because if it's too big, I don't think you're gonna do, make those kind of. No, so uh, so so why calls. watch a Superman story? So you're gonna tell stories that inherently are too small to register on the scale of the other. You're putting a cap on what what can happen there. The stories are required yeah. See, to be less interesting. Right, so, okay, okay. I okay, feel that, that would happen. We're going, hey, we're going, we're going over the place. Like, if you don't Hannah, have a plan, all... let's, say, okay. let's say that you don't have a plan for, uh, for for a specific character to be in the cinemas, then fuck yes. it, you sit in the, and, you know. You yes. sit yeah, yeah, I'm all hey, about let's that. Take, let's yeah. take that comic book logic. How many times have you read in comic books when they refer to something and there's a little box that says action comics number Yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. They should they should incorporate that. Just have a little. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the screen should pause for yeah. just five seconds. It's not gonna happen, but you have like you have like a Superman movie, and, and then all of a sudden it pops up like uh, like there's a reference, and then he goes, "Yeah, if you played the video game." Yeah. And like, yeah, and yeah, it's weird for me because like I have done a full 180 on this because I I used to be fully in the camp of like this is so cool. Like in Star Wars Rebels, um, you've got Kanan is taken to Mustafar. And and then and it's like why are they why is and then and then in, in Rogue One all of a sudden you realize like oh wait Vader is that moose like and and there's the and you and Vader's castle is revealed and and all of this stuff happens and and initially at least it was a really cool level of like oh wow that's really rewarding because they didn't spell that out on screen it's like why was Vader there then and here then and all of a sudden it's like oh wow that makes sense but then eventually it got to the point where I was like oh wow no now I'm like inherently uninterested when these characters show up. Because I know, oh, Vader is showing up here. They're not going to do anything there because it's going to upset canon. This is literally just an Easter egg, and like, and that's what you get when you start including. And so it's like Star Wars Rebels. It's awesome because it's all these characters that don't ultimately, you know, you're not dealing with with characters that have, you know, you're not dealing with a Luke Skywalker story where you can't upset the canon of the original trilogy. You know, you incorporate once you bring in Luke Skywalker and it's set during the original movies. You, he's not going to die. He's not going to go through any character arc that contradicts his other stuff. But, you know, you can do all of this stuff with these characters you've never heard of before. And that's the problem where, like, yeah. okay, let's say you're going to say, oh, let's do a young Henry Cavill Superman show. And we'll do, like, a Smallville-style, okay, well, what happens to him before Man of Steel that you can make a, t a show about that's going to be worthy? Like, you're not going to bring in any villains. You're not going to – he's not going to wear the suit. He's not going to – it's like you put, like – like Smallville managed to do all the Superman stuff, even with that, like the no tights, no flights rule. <laughs> but you, but imagine doing that. But like, like I said, like, like let's, let's do or between BVS and Man of Steel. Oh, that's a great, yeah. Like that, that, that'd be an awesome. But no, you can't do anything with them. You, because you, you can look. No, wait, what, what villain are you going to use? Wait, oh, you're going to bring Brainiac wait, in between BVS and Man of Steel? Like, what you. fucking villain are you going to use there? You can't do anything you. with him. That's interesting. Well, that's all conjecture. He's, he's going to be saving cats the... from trees and stopping robbers from robbing banks. Like, no one gives a shit about that. For an animated <laughs> no, show? But, but it won't be for Superman. It won't be for Superman. Well, that's, that's one my of the point. stories. One of the stories that got left out from BVS was the Robin thing. 
and they never will make that into live action and we don't need that in live action maybe they could make a standalone story for that you know Ben Affleck could voice. There could be a Robin cast, whatever. They could oh, make but, an animated but, movie. Yeah, but that's but what happens. You don't have to make that's, 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 that's unique. Story. That's unique. You can do that a little bit with Wonder Woman, but it's, but especially with Batman. But because Batman and DCU is designed yeah. to have an untold to, backstory, but Superman, exactly. there's you can't. There's yeah. no gap. I don't think Superman there. they can do anything with that. Wonder yeah, Woman I think is hard. Focusing too much on Superman. <laughs> I know, but but but, but that's, that's that's my point though. Is that like. Because we were talking about the, the how exciting it would be for for an animated Henry Cavill Superman, well, but you know what they can actually do. Okay. You can't tell anything so, between the movies. You know what All actually right. they so can let, do let, with let, Superman. Let, though? Let's play this hypothetical because one of the things that is been said that is that a lot of the stuff from DC is going to be shopped around to Amazon. I believe that's what it was. Yes. Uh, right. So uh, DC has this plethora of characters and they, they are just sitting on the sidelines and they are just a comic book form right now they're not on yeah. animated form they're not on on tv shows Adam strange <laughs> he keeps teasing that yeah I, I keep saying that's gonna be a thing i'm telling you adam strange is gonna be a thing heard it here first you hear yeah. it here first. I, I will <laughs> specify while i'm criticizing the shared universe stuff i think what peacemaker did is a brilliant example of how that works but it only works because it does nothing to the main characters that impacts yes. them or is relevant. Well, it doesn't add to those. those and the only thing that connects to it, and uh, Peacemaker, and Peacemaker is a is a character, is a small is a small character. And like like Amanda Waller is the biggest is the biggest through line, right? But she works as yeah. a through line. But you can't do that with, you know, you can't you can't do that with Aquaman. You can't. But we do assume that with, that's you know, what I'm saying. The whole okay, so uh, so 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 you are you are agreeing with me? Right. We uh, we assuming you are assuming that they're gonna use the big guns. I don't think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So well, the the thing that I was gonna say is that, for instance, the, 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 this this big this smaller characters that less lesser known characters, those are the ones that are gonna be developed. Okay, we could use these characters later further down the line, and they're gonna be part of the DCU. These these are the stories that are gonna be told either via um. Uh, animated video game or show and and anything that we don't show that we're not going to show on hbo max or are going to not going to be part of the dceu we can shop around because they're just sitting there collecting dust because they're only showing up on on, on comic book form so we could shop those out to uh whatever it is uh, amazon netflix whoever wants to pay for it uh for it and we distribute it so i think that's what's going to happen yeah, I'm all about that. I'm just saying, if there's a Superman animated movie, I want it to I be. I don't think that's gonna happen. If, there, but yeah, if there's a Superman animated happen. movie, I want it to be a fucking, you know, direct connected. Like, yeah, I want it to have nothing to do with with anything because then you can you can tell a proper Superman story and you're not constrained when, yes. by like, oh, we can't have him fight anybody of note because, because then we they have already because yeah. because comics. we have those we have those already in the dceu and what are those yeah. those are the movie tie-in comics you want those movie tie-in comics yes. to be turned into animated like no that's yeah. not at all I, think like, that, I don't think that's main... essentially what it would be though the dr pepper would... tie-in comic yeah. as, a, as an animated <laughs> yes. movie no like, <laughs> i mean not like but that, i don't think tie-in won't be a thing i think it's just like side characters i don't think like the main characters are going to be used for animated or Maybe video games, but not for animated form or even TV shows. Well, even video game. I mean, you can't have a Superman video game that's set in the DCEU. Like that's gonna Why be the not? worst video game ever made. <laughs> Why? Unless it's unless it's like a Man of Steel adaptation. Well, because what are you gonna? Who is he gonna fight? Like, let's make a Superman video game set between Man of Steel and BVS. Like that's gonna. <laughs> like like what's the what's the who. 
like what kind of video game experience is that if it's if it's if it can be held to the to if it's gonna have to stick to the canon of the DCEU. Yeah. See like, the thing like when it comes to James Gunn like posting things on 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 social media i mean it almost seems like hey like is he trying to win it over like is it like oh whoa mr terrific let's see if i post this right now what is it gonna get whoa what happened here? Oh. now we're back to uh now this is even no 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 we'll do it like that, that oh, was, oh yeah that's better yes yeah yeah Jeez. yeah i i think like like when it comes to like when it was all scrunched if there's five or more that's the only time that it's oh, okay yeah but um no i'm just saying like i think i mean how, how do we know that the, that he's just not testing things and Gaijin, he's going yeah. to be testing things until until they actually finalize what this whole thing's going to be like oh, let me post this let me post that I mean, I like the fact that he's using Alex Ross because Alex Ross illustrates very realistic, you know, when it comes to all this stuff. So, um, but hey, Casey's back. So <laughs> there we go. See how it slightly moved? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like when it comes to all this it's like how do you do something different than the marvel factory that's the thing that's the hardest yeah. part the marvel factory very much tries to connect and keep it connected and now their struggle right now is to reinvent themselves after the infinity saga which we talked about but then at the same time it's like you have the multiverse and now you have other characters that are coming in i mean one of the things marvel always had to do was like all right uh we didn't have spider-man at first now we have him how do you inject him and they did like civil war cool and to be honest that wasn't even that consistent either because if you watch civil war you see peter parker in there you see the apartment not the same as it is in homecoming yeah his style yeah. is not even you the same. That. Even his clothes are the same because in civil war he was more he was very modern even the apartment was modern you watch homecoming he's wearing fucking thrift store shit and like new balance shoes <laughs> it's weird like i in his room is different. It's like things change, and I'm like, but they got away with it. They got away with it. Okay. Um, so that's that's going to happen. And then when it comes to now trying to incorporate Daredevil, is it the same Daredevil? You know, we went from Daredevil, like, you know, having this ha this hallway sequence, and he's beating the shit out of people, bloody knuckles and everything, to literally doing the fucking uh, the shame walk home barefoot after fucking She-Hulk. <laughs> you know, it's like... You have, I mean, it's, it's such a, uh, it's such a weird thing because, but even in comic books, the the stories will change and the, and, and the, the illustrations change. It's, it's just such a hard. It, it, it also depends on who is directing. So they, exactly. they can They're also bring their own style. Yeah. So we can't just like, as much as we would like to have like a consistent, like, okay, we could do this, do that. But I mean, you're going to have all these different artists approach all this so there's just going to be inconsistencies they could do as much as they can and i do like the the idea of you know animation that could be you know part of, and i was even thinking while you guys were talking it's like well what if like they did something in an animated movie or a short or something like that that had an appearance you have an animated movie that's i don't know green arrow batman shows up something significant happens in there what if they you know, and, and then all of a sudden when it comes to a movie where Batman's in live action, they actually did a flashback showing that, but it was in live action form. 
they were like, oh, it's going to be significant. But that would be is that, that that's probably something that's going to be a little too much. I feel too. I don't know. I feel we'll get a sense of what uh, Gunn would do in Guardians Three because he said that for making this holiday special, he had some things that he wanted to do in Volume Three but couldn't, which yeah. is why he made the holiday special. And obviously, for those who have watched it, there's a big reveal at the end. Yeah. Um, and that. I feel like if you don't watch this special either, that reveal will definitely get mentioned in the next movie, uh, you know, uh, anyway. So anything you don't have to watch this. Anything significant. Right. Like, like it's not like you have to, if there's an appearance in, in the game. I mean, same thing like when, when you talk about the Animatrix. You talk about, you know, remember yes. like... The, I've never Matrix. watched the Animatrix. You should. And I, I love the three movies. You and should. I had no difficulty in understanding anything. Exactly. But when you you hear them refer to the Flight of the Osiris, which is the one of the main episodes in Animatrix, is like when they when they got um, when they got the, uh, the the certain information from um, from the uh, the Oracle, you heard about that. They referred to it, and it, and it was enough to be like it kept the story going going forward. But when you I know it's just us now. Uh, but when you um, but when you actually watch that, the flight of the Osiris, you go, oh my god! It, it was almost like it was essentially Rogue One to New Hope. It really right. was. Like if you watch Flight of the Osiris, you see how they got that that specific information, the struggles it took to get the information to set the story for the Matrix Reloaded. So I, I would, yeah, pretty much it's like a comparison to Rogue One, like actually showing Rogue One and how they got the, the you know, the schematics to, to the Death Star right. and New Hope. You actually saw that happen. So I don't know. It's just there's so Stuff many like things. that is... Yeah, stuff yeah. like that is exactly uh, like you said. You can expand on stuff in the movies using the animated thing, but those aren't essential viewing because even by nature, not everyone watches you know animated stuff. It's just a reality. Like as many people uh, watch the movies, those people ex- um, the same number of people don't go watch the animated movie, and no matter came- how connected it is. And when it came to the video game Enter the Matrix, it was central. It was centered around Jada Pinkett's character um, uh, Niobe. Right. And when we saw her in the Matrix Reloaded, we kind of just saw her pop in. Right. In, cer- in certain spaces, the video game covered how she got to them, but it didn't affect the story in the re- in Reloaded. Like when Morpheus was on top of the um, the big rig and. Uh, facing off against that that agent and then he falls back and she catches him on the car it's like when you play the game you got to that point which i thought that was cool and then when it came to her like taking help and take down that power plant at the end in the in the final act of reloaded you were doing all that in the game yeah yeah in the game so you're doing all that so it didn't affect the movie it's not like you were like what what the hell like it's you know it was okay like you understood her what she was doing in the movie but it's like hey let's expand it you play the character to get to these different parts of the movie and i think that's a good selling point if they can work out the story like that when it comes to video games it's like okay if they make a a game on a you know again green arrow or something like that 
when he pops up in one of the movies, you can like play the backstory that point or something. Yep. Like yeah. That. Like, yeah, no, that you makes know, sense. it's the reality of this thing is that the animation and the game will always be viewed and treated as unfortunately lesser than yes. the movies of course because most people just go watch the movie they don't play the games they don't watch the animated movie so the smarter thing to do and i fe- i feel like the only thing to do is not have any of the significant or main storyline stuff in the animated movies yep. but they can expand on those things in the exactly. animated movies which you don't need to see in live action there you exactly go. Yeah. exactly expand on it so then the video game nerds can be like, yes. when, oh, when they, they, they're, they're totally going to be doing a Leonardo DiCaprio when they go like, dude, I played it to right yeah. to that point. I'm like, yep. hey, you know, I got to this point in the video game yep. and, you know, they could do something like that. There can that. be a whole JSA game. They don't mm. need to have a movie. Mm. Yeah, there you go. We, we solved it. Him. Even you were gone. We solved the whole, you know. No, you didn't. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. We just looked at the animators. We looked at the Wachowskis. They did it right. Just yeah. Saying. That's a good example of doing it right. <laughs> I'm just saying. You've seen the Anim- animatrix, right? Animatrix um, yeah. and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Are okay. The, uh, yeah. Some of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It, it, because there's it, even. It, and Peacemaker. Back and forth. But, yeah, because okay, it will be like, like Spice Stories. In, even in the Animatrix, remember there's like uh, in Matrix Reloaded, there's that kid that shows up. Yo, ah. you know he's always like he's like his biggest <laughs> like, man. Where he come so from? Like who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. You see his backstory in one mm-hmm. of the Animatrix episodes. Yeah. So it's just kind of stuff like that. It's like you didn't need to watch it, but if you wanted to get the backstory, you could watch it really cool. And it's like I love the animated style because it's very like that that really weird like. Uh, drawing style where like every frame, name. every frame oh. looks like kind of different you yeah. know and it's all like it's like a certain animation style but yeah but I was just saying like well, Steve, and they like, did multiple different animation styles over animation. yeah they did yeah. the same yeah. thing for a Batman um oh shit I forgot that um there's a Batman um animated um movies that they show different styles of animation and that was one of them I forgot the name of it did you guys see that Wonder Woman and um, JSA animated movie that came yeah, out? Yeah, like yeah, Actually, That was so close to being almost canon to the DCU. It looked yeah, very it similar to that, right? So yeah, they could they could do stuff like that, you know, set in the past where it doesn't have to be in the current yeah. storyline and just yeah, make as it. As long as you're not depending on it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, you don't depend on the stuff then it's like, okay, and the story can still move along. But if you can have the story where people that do want to go deeper and they go, oh, my God, look at that. Look at that. Like I said, with the, the flight of the Osiris, it's like you hear about the Osiris. You hear about that, that they needed to get this, this data to everybody. And it was just like reference. But then you can go, go back and see them struggle to get there where you see them dying it, again it's just like rogue one to new hope you can actually see the story yeah. that's the way to do it i think you know so but don't hark on like oh yeah you need superman right here and blah 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 like you guys like we were yeah. saying it's like don't don't really just like depend yeah. on that but depend on it where well, you don't need to see it but you know reference no, that's the point and, 
and that's where Gunn can do a really good job with this because yeah. he loves these side characters, and this yeah. is a good way to incorporate all those all those side characters. Mm-hmm. The problem is once yeah. you want to use it to start incorporating, like you want to talk about, like oh, Batfleck can do animated stuff, and Cavill and Godot and Momoa can do animated stuff. It that goes off the rails real quick, um, far quicker than I think people realize. Even though it be the idea is cool, but it's not going to be. It's just, it's just a part of what's broken. Like it would be way, way, way cooler just to see an original Superman animated story than it yeah. would be to see Henry Cavill Superman in canon show up in animation, because you're going to tell a story that either is big enough to merit to to take away from a potential live action story and be something that live action has <laughs> to like reference, like like fighting Brainiac or something like that, or it has to be small enough to not impact the movies, which is just a That's terrible Superman story. It yeah. would probably um, but, be the latter. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, it's, it's, it would be like turning any of the, the movie tie-in comics into a yes. into a into yeah. an animated show. movie, and that's just not, like, the, the those tie-in comics are exclusively interesting for, like, Easter egg purposes. And, I don't um, know. Yeah, like I, I feel like, yeah, we're, we're gonna I feel get like seeing Batfleck, and yeah, the Flash one is also a really good example. The Batfleck and Flash would have been cool. The Batfleck and Firefly, you know, the thing, that comic would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, they need to, it's like, yeah, you can expand, but don't make it where it depends yes. on the audience to actually have to do it. You you give the option. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Remember those yeah, no books? No homework. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, Casey is not going to remember those books, but Ben, you remember the choose-your-own-adventure books? Yeah. It's like... If you want to choose to go this way or that way or something like that, <laughs> but when it comes to just the spinoff stories, it's like, hey, you can like, hey, guess what? You can choose to go, and they, you know, and they could utilize, you know, HBO Max and any kind of thing to be like, hey, you know, if you wanted to uh, know what was hap- what what you know, when Batman was referring to this, it's because of this little animated yeah. short or this little you know this prequel comic or this kind of this something you know they're already doing that with live action stuff like the suicide yeah. squad has peacemaker and there will probably be more dcu shows you know even live action but they can just be animation they don't have to be live action but they're also doing that with the batman you know the penguin show is coming out and stuff like that those don't need to be in the movies but they have their own shows <laughs> the hardcore animated series <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hardcourt and Harley Quinn yeah. teaming up. Dude, that's the thing. It's like her, like her little I'd watch cameo that. was just like, all right, there she is. She's wearing a spiffy new jacket. Is that ironically? I mean, that would be the closest you could get to like Agents of Shield. Yeah, <laughs> it was. MCU is do uh, do a Hardcourt show <laughs> where uh, um, where she's just leading like a team of Argus agents or something like that, mm. and that's. Which, you but know what, he might be doing because, well, let's face it, 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 it is his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, she's not really, she's not like, she can't really be in Peacemaker at. season two. Why not? Right. Well, because they, they, they set her up to be separate. Like, she's off running this, this like, facility now. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's That's not, gonna be like, his handler anymore. So uh, You mean the way uh, Peacemaker the ended facility was from Black Adam? Yeah. Unless Black Adam is not canon and they just re- removed from his <laughs> What are you talking about? I want them, I want them to add like a scene. Bucks. 
That is an I interesting aspect that. that people don't talk about when they talk about, like, oh, James Gunn and, and The Rock won't reference each other. It's like, actually, that's fascinating because both Suicide Squad even, didn't even suic- know. <laughs> well, not only that, but the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker both do some heavy lifting for that Black Adam crossover with, with, yeah. uh, with Waller and stuff. So, which is, mm-hmm. those are both James Gunn stuff that was setting True. up. True, I didn't think so, about that. But did he know that? <laughs> but still, it's like, dude, but I, I it's, it's was... just weird to me that he has not. You would think that the biggest yeah. hype man in the world would be like, hey, James Gunn, Peter Saffron, yeah. Yeah, about to change the game. Yeah, but he just he's just kind of like going, eh. He's probably waiting for James to give him a call about what his I'm role sure. is in the story. Because he doesn't want to be like, oh, you know, congrats, James Gunn. You're so cool and all that, and then James doesn't <laughs> have a food? part for him. Write <laughs> yeah, a phone call. Hey, imagine, by the way, your imagine? your movie only made like three hundred dollars. So just yeah, one month ago, he was like, "We have all these plans for expanding the JSA and all that," and yeah. then James Gunn has none of that, and he will look like a fool. So he's probably True. just playing it, you know, on the down low. I don't believe. I don't believe there is a, a level. There's yeah. a level of, hey, uh, you have to be grateful for what I did because I was the one who brought back Ben Affleck. I mean, um, Henry Cavill. Yeah, I was about to say, which one? <laughs> yeah, no, Henry but Cavill. But then that's one thing. That's one How thing are we assuming that, you know, that's convenient still... for Gunn? Yeah. What's that? Why are we assuming that's convenient for Gunn? <laughs> maybe that's oh, more of it. Maybe, maybe it would be easier a, for him to not have to, to deal with Superman. Not to deal with any of them. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, one thing, The Rock can do. You, are you again, trying to say reboot everything, recast everyone? I'm no just bad. saying it's a problem. <laughs> it is. It is. One thing that Rock can do is still hold Henry Cavill hostage. So we have want. Henry Cavill. If you want so Henry Cavill, want. this is the thing that I want. You know, Black Adam so Two, what? JSA. People will get over it. People will get over it sooner than you think. It, yeah. it, like we have this little group, this this bubble of fans that are in, yeah. just holding on to this little thing that we love for dear life. If, if Henry Cavill doesn't show up as Superman again, who looks dumber, James Gunn or Henry Cavill? Oh, <laughs> Henry, big Henry. time Henry, right? Because he was the one promoting. Yeah, I'm back. Like, yeah, bitch, nobody told you back yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's the thing. In like, so that small group that loves to hate everything, uh, oh, that, it, it, it's gonna be a fucking meltdown completely. And, and we're not saying that we don't want them to come back. By the way, gotta put a fucking disclaimer. Fucking no, I'm just that. saying that's when push comes to shove, who has the most to lose? <clears throat> like if, if James Gunn yeah, brings Cavill a new and the Rock, yeah. Cavill and the Rock look real yep. dumb. If, oh, yeah. if 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 James Gunn doesn't, and he'll look like James Gunn takes a hit on that too for sure. Yeah, but yeah, well, he it'll pay off eventually for him. But, but now, that's it, that's another reason why cool. Kingdom Come is good for the DCU though, because it has Shazam, and you know they can easily bring in Black Adam as well. Hmm. I think that was a misstep. The whole thing about him just uh, wanting to be um, uh, Superman's fall. I'm like, dude, that's not even a thing in the comics. Why are you forcing this thing? Like, he, sh- he should have played the card of I'm part of this build-up process of, of of introducing Black Adam, who's uh, uh, Shazam's enemy. I'm going to fight him, and then eventually 
we, uh, at that time he didn't know up. that though <laughs> he didn't uh, know yeah, that James but... Gunn would be hired and well no no I I regardless of what strategically think like I don't entirely disagree with you I think that that would be like a better version of the universe but yeah. pragmatically speaking um making playing heel to superman is way smarter than playing heel to sh- like what he's supposed to be like oh zachary yeah, levi yeah. i'm coming for you nobody's nobody gives a shit about I'm that telling you, nobody i like cares. shazam like i'm not that's not a knock right. on zachary levi or shazam i'm just saying like the rock <laughs> playing heel to zachary levi like nobody right. would give a fuck about that yeah mm. like if I guess they didn't do, they didn't do any. Can you imagine the Twitter beef? They didn't, that they didn't do Black Adam. Zachary and, Levi, and Zachary Levi is going to be like, namaste, the rock. And he's going to be like, I'm going to tear you up. And he's going to be like, uh, good the one, rock man. rock is fighting yeah. kids. But they didn't do Black Adam any favors by not setting him up as a, the next villain. Like, if they would have set him up for the next villain and then have him do a standalone movie. Does he even want to be a villain, though? I don't know. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a villain. He yeah. doesn't. Well, I think he does. Be. I think he does. I mean, they could easily do something where it's like, yeah, it's like, well, Black Adam leads like a Legion of Doom or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that, and I remember there was Legion that Legion of Doom should totally be the sequel. I mean, like there was like that whole thing about Justice League versus Suicide Squad versus Black Adam thing, and I was like, well, that'd be kind of cool because if like he builds a team you have three teams going again. I mean, that would be a batshit crazy movie. But at the same time, it's like, well, that's <laughs> not what Marvel's doing. So, right. you know, you have this Suicide Squad who could be well, tasked by the, Amanda Waller to what, be. The Gavin O'Connor Suicide Squad script had Black was Adam. The, the Suicide Squad, yeah. Black Adam was the MacGuffin. So right. It was basically like Starro. Yeah. Instead of Starro, it was Black Adam. I don't know if he got out at the end or not, but I mean, he like Waller had him in stasis. I mean, you can see all those ideas are oh, still in play. So, in I mean, it sounds place. ridiculous, but I mean, like the Suicide Squad rebirth, the first story was them going after Zod, which I thought was, I was like, really? The Suicide Squad's going to go after Zod? And it worked. It worked. Yeah. It really did. So it's like, you know, I know people give shit to the Suicide Squad. It's like, what the fuck are they going to get Zod or Black Adam? Was Harley Quinn going to hit him with a bat? You know, it's like, <laughs> But there's other boomerang yeah, that's yeah, way that's, around that's, that's a there's logical way, progression for the dceu waller though yeah she wants a superman contingency and so she thinks she's got black adam under her thumb that would have been like a really interesting i don't know if that True. like i don't know how far along that got and how influenced that was by snyder's dc because that you know that happened after snyder was already gone so okay you bring know, up but, a good point well i mean yeah. obviously gun is very keen on Amanda Waller, obviously. He's mm-hmm. utilized her. And I mean, is she, I mean, she's like, uh, a, I mean, obviously Nick Fury was the one that was the connective tissue when it comes to the MCU. Amanda Waller could be essentially the connective tissue to all this, but of course, mm-hmm. in a villain sense, different. I don't think different. she's even well, a, a villain, villain sense, but less, less moral. Yeah. Less of a moral compass. Well, I don't know. I mean, Fury wasn't necessarily like yes. Fury was true. Very, but, he was, maybe not he's a liar. Here, quite, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was that? Those were great scenes. I like those scenes when, like, yeah. when Tony Stark's like, you know, oh, you know, what's what's phase? I mean, I love how they literally said what's phase two or what phase one or phase two. <laughs> We're talking about utilizing the the tesseract for 
weapons and then just basically going like hey what the fuck nick fury i mean yeah you know and then and, you know that that's what one of you know when you watch that first avengers movie and when you see the tension between the group those were some of the best scenes i thought i mean yeah you could say obviously the action was great but some of it was a little now you watch it again and it's like ah, it's not as great as it that was. movie hasn't but aged well at all it hasn't yeah. there's some it of looks the like a tv don't... show now yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel cinematic i mean no. it handles the characters well but it's just not yeah. like we didn't can't shoot for shit but shit yeah exactly yeah. but the script was strong enough when it came to those tensions i thought that was yeah. working and you know so it did it did work when it come when it came to that so i mean i guess that's something they have to find james gonna have to find when it comes to that, and I think Amanda Waller, if you know, a, a Viola Davis is down for the ten-year plan, which she might probably will be. She's game. Yeah. If, if Gunn is involved, I, I feel like she would definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. she's pro- she's getting more role now than she would have probably gotten before. True. Well, and like, yeah, I mean, look at look at her. Like she can do all of her like peacemaker From a screen, and yeah. <laughs> she, like yeah peacemaker black adam and suicide squad combined is like she shot it in her house. shooting right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. the zoom call zoom call you know? uh, one thing that ukc mentioned was uh legion of doom and i was thinking i remember uh going back to this kingdom come idea uh the the the, the last battle when they fight they fight they create this prison to keep the meta humans that they put in prison and that prison itself turns into the legion of doom which is actually essentially it is the legion of doom headquarters so they can even use that to jump off into the next phase oh legion of doom is already established and this is where they're gonna reside you already have lex uh, you know meeting with deathstroke at the end of justice league that's so you too. that's the starting point and <laughs> i know that it was something being set up in the other movie but yeah that was doesn't doesn't mean you can not use that you know it's just mm-hmm. a cool concept well and it was What's... i mean it was Zack snyder was setting that up too i mean that's what happened in yes. between in between justice league that's one true. and two was yeah. just was lex builds legion of doom like literally yeah yeah, yeah he's putting that up his own Batman movie for ben and yeah i mean there's so many i don't know it's just going to be weird. It's just going to be interesting because, uh, I mean, what was, I mean, Gunn has what? A contract for what? what how, how many years? Four years. Four years. He has a contract for four years. I mean, obviously, when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery, they really need to have some things work here, you know, and I mean, they have four movies coming out next year. How many does Marvel have? I mean, Ant-Man, um, the Marvels and then Guardians and the Marvels. The Marvels. So three. three. Yes. They have three. Yes. Wow. So three. Plus wow. the TV shows. Yeah. But what are the TV shows? I don't know. The only ones that I know is uh, I got the heart. Agatha. Oh yeah, that, yeah, but mm, nobody yeah. cares. Wait, wait, and uh, uh I like Captain Secret Hall, so. Secret Wars. When is when is uh or Secret Captain Invasion? America? Oh, Secret Invasion. That's right. That uh, that that's probably what I'm most looking forward to, to be honest. People are people who saw that are saying that it's it has the same tone as Andor. Really? What? Yeah. Well, but who's what? no? Hold on though. Who's people? Because like people yeah. said that like 
<laughs> fucking Civil War was inspired by Godfather. Like, <laughs> so, uh, I love how Steve was like, no. oh, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> No. We are no. gatekeeping Andor now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best one. Oh, no, it's not gatekeeping. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I, I long I know, ago I lost my faith. People, in people exaggerate. Saying, yeah. Like, I know. That was especially tough, if right? it's coming from. Soups. That was a Russo brother saying that shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like, Godfather. You know? And I, you know what's funny? I was like, when people got upset about that, I went, are you really taking them seriously? Like, I, to me, I, I thought they were just like, yeah. And they were just being, after like, they after seeing comedy. they come from comedy. After they seeing so many of their interviews now, I know now that they joke a lot in their interviews just for those quotes. Dice, send me a copy of that. Sorry, because I sent him all for it. All of a sudden, came into the chat and he's like, "Hey, bro, what are you talking about?" You know, I'm like, "Okay, he has a copy of that." How have I not seen that? Yeah, send uh, that yeah, to me. I was about to say, he has Stephen, a copy of that? I want to see that. Look at talk to your boy, man. He's keeping shit from me. Did I get? Did I? <laughs> I might. Have, did I give that to you? No, I'm. I'm trying to remember. Oh, there I, he is. Did I? I have, Steven is his source. I've, no, no. I. I'm trying to remember now because I. I know someone who had that. So you got it. He says. Yeah. Sorry, Steven. No, I've got the um the Del Toro. Uh, dark, justly dark. dark. What? He paid, yeah, oh. he one to Warner Brothers. That <laughs> one I know. About. What the fuck? Okay, so we have like scripts here. And we okay. Wow. So we got a Justice League Dark Del Toro, and we have a Gavin O'Connor. I wonder squad. what's gonna happen with the Justice League Dark characters in the DCU. Oh, that's that's. You think they will J- include JJ Abrams? Is <laughs> no, that's, <he> ain't <laughs> going uh, that's not happening. That's not happening. But it's like, like we have Keanu Constantine now. Yeah, is it Constantine? Are you really gonna say that Constantine? Because you saw it the other day on Netflix. <laughs> now you're gonna say Constantine? Seriously, it's Constantine. Scott, Scott, Scott clarified this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. It's hard the for creator, me. Also, but like the creator wants to say it that way. So. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> but Scott did clarify it. He's all because. Oh, okay. The, it's Keanu Reeves is American. It's Constantine. Okay. But so, but if the British version is Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. Got it. Uh, oh. That's pretty much the clarification. There goes that. This goes. There goes dice. Correct. Oh yeah, us. dice is here. He's, he's probably gonna. Yeah. He's gonna be it is that. Constantine. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like the 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 you know. Yeah, it depends. The Americanized version is Constantine. Okay. Keanu Reeves is Constantine. Okay. But yeah. But like you you gotta have him in the mix, right? Yes. That character as well as the actor is like too big and too much of pipe. Well he's the central of the fucking dark universe, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm of the mind. Like, every time about I, that every movie. new project in my mind is like just make it standalone. Everything. Just make everything <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm so over shared universes. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm still I'm worried about that movie. Yeah, until this Yeah, that rolling. movie was greenlit by WB. Yeah, until <laughs> no, it start ro- until cameras start rolling, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know it could be in development hell, but yeah. I mean, you got Keanu Reeves. That's the thing. It's like you can't. That can't. would be so awesome to have him and you know Batfleck share screen. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be. It would be. But that's the thing. It's just like Keanu's lines just as you know. Well, you gotta fight what? dark side. 
You dress like a bat. How bad does your how bad does your suit smell at the end of the night? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like, dude, I watch. You take it off, it just smells like fucking sweaty balls and bo. I I rewatched Speed for the first time in fuck such years on Thanksgiving. I was like, it felt like a Thanksgiving. I watched it on Tubi. I was like, ooh, got commercials. And um, oh, you can't watch it on TV. What do you care? No, on on Tubi. Fuck me. Yeah. Oh, Tubi. No, yeah, on Tubi. It, it's, it felt very Thanksgiving. It's like this is the type of thing they'd have on Thanksgiving, and there were commercials. It felt very much like, oh, yeah, that's just like on after the football game. Like grand, I love grandparents house. The, opening, <laughs> the opening scene where they're saving the people in the elevator, I love I love Keanu Reeves. His first, his first line, I think, is like when, uh, um, you know, Dr. Silverman, uh, what's his name, Todd, Tom, Tom Horton, whatever the hell, you know, Silas, you know, who, he's like talking about like, he's all, yeah, uh, they basically are talking about the, uh, you know, uh, you know, what's going to stop this elevator. And, and Keanu Reeves, his first line, it goes, the basement, you know, he yeah. literally says the basement, <laughs> like, oh shit, like, yeah, or the ending of that, he's perfect. like, I'm smarter than you, and he's like, well, I'm taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm tired. No, but it ain't like it, it's just like the lines like that. I mean, like right in the beginning, when when you get introduced to the Jack Traven character in Speed, the first thing like you see, like they literally like are coming down a, a fucking a hill in L.A. and they're launched up like the the fucking patrol car is in the air and it lands. If that's anything to what the '90s action movies were. I mean, this is why I love last, like last action hero, because it capital. It's just a parody on all the ridiculousness all the of these type hits. of movies. Because the very, like again, the very first time you see, you know, and it, and I love how his partner is Jeff Daniels, <laughs> not even a badass or anything like that. It's just Jeff Daniels, you know. He's not even like that type. Like he's not an action hero type. But they like show up just flying down this hill and it's just and then they get out and they're putting on their fucking body armor and shit like that. I love that movie. It's so yeah. it's so ridiculous and so great. God damn it. Don't well, fuck with daddy. And that whole idea too of, of the um the bad guy like fucking with him and like making more complex like like uh like riddles basically for him. Yeah. Um it, it's so suited for a franchise, like, like a Die Hard. It could have been a Die Hard style. Could have like, been. I mean, I guess I say that as I feel like, you know, how many good sequels does Die Hard have? But, um, but what? Like, th- well, they have at least one. No, but I'm saying it, it's hard. It's hard to say that like it's a franchise because it, it it gets debatable quickly. Yeah, um, it really does. They're, like they're good. I, 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 I do but I three. like Die Hard too. Also, I even like Live Free or Die Hard. So uh, I'm not. But, yeah. So yeah. my point isn't like that. It went to the total shit. But that, like, maybe it's not the best example. Like, Mission Impossible is a better example. But, um, man, I, I need to rewatch, rewatch Speed 2 now and see what went wrong. Oh, but you, cruise control? <laughs> because no. there's so, like, you watch this and you're like, wow, this would be a great, and not just, like, Speed riffs, but, like, just that character is, like, suit. Like, you could have done, like, 12 movies okay, like this. Okay, okay, Speed him. 2 literally has Willem Dafoe, who has a... Of health problem where he uses leeches to clean out his blood first <laughs> off and then there's a scene where there's a deaf young girl who has a crush on jason patrick's character who expresses that and he's like hey sorry and i'm like oh my god 
Just saying. I watched that movie way too much. I don't know why when I was younger, you know. But anyways, I think this is a good way to end it. I know Ben, you have to go. And I figure, you know what? Might as well just wrap it up right now, you know. Um, But all right. Yeah, let's go around the horn. Um, Thank you, of course, to Scott. And uh, that was about nobody else showed up, right? I I forgot Chris last week. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. There we go. Thank you. Uh, Jordan. He, uh, of course, showed up at the beginning talking to Metallica and everything. So uh, we'll go around the horn. And uh, Ben, you can go yeah. first. You can follow me on all social media under this. And I'm on Real Anarchy Live every Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. There it is. There it is. KC. And you can find me at Krypton Cage on all social media. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll be making more edits like that one. Especially as more projects get announced for DC, I'll just keep making edits. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't get pulled off Twitter. Right, Elon? Yeah. Come on. Stop pulling that kind of stuff. That hurt okay? me so just... much when they copyright blogged that Superman oh, video. Yeah, I waited so many months to do that edit. That was bullshit. And then it was gone. Yeah. Somebody else was playing it after that. Hey. But hey. He exposed some uh, some stuff tonight, apparently. So. Yeah, that was interesting. Steven, what do you feel about that? Ben, you can leave. It's fine. Steven, <laughs> <All right>. 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't leave oh, if you no, want actually, to. Actually, I want to hear what Steve got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, am, am I, am I, am I going to talk about this? or If you want to talk about it. Uh, I, mean. I mean, I don't know. It's not it's not what either side. I think the, the biggest crime was that Elon wanted to turn the story into this big, like, like, I get the impression that he that the 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 dude that he gave it to was gonna like make it into an article, and Elon was like, "No, you've got to make it into a Twitter thread, and you've got to do it now." That was interesting because yeah. the, the thread was like it was just like badly delivered, um, and I don't think it was what either side would want it to be. Like I think like the Republicans want it to be this like, ah, oh, the Democrats were censoring free speech and the and they're the, evil. Yeah. And the and the Democrats are like this is absolutely nothing, and it's to me the big deal of it that everybody is kind of ignoring. Well, not everybody, but like the the partisan argument is ignoring is that the decision to censor the story occurred before they had a justification for what it was, and all of the emails that were published were how are we going to explain this? Not yeah. should we or shouldn't we? Um, and that's just like. A really, really bad way to do content moderation, <laughs> um, especially on a story that arguably had an impact on the election. And you know, when you've got like the two worst candidates in history, and then you've got a tech company getting involved in the middle to like, it's like, oh, Trump is the worst. Oh, Biden's the worst. And then you've got Twitter like, hold my beer. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's so. Um, so I, I think that's like the the part that people need to be paying attention to is that you look at the emails and they had decided to like go like go nuclear on this story um and admittedly in their own emails they're like this justification for why we're blocking the story isn't going to hold up and that's like a big smoking gun to me because you you can't do that um and it's not a free speech issue because it's not a governmental entity i don't know there's so you many weird said that too yeah like, and there's, so there's so many you... weird aspects to it i think that Fair it would have been serviced a lot better if elon had let a journalist do a proper expose article on it instead of trying to turn it into a tweet thread because even the guy if you look at the thread started it off like 
just kind of build in the case that everyone was like, cut to the chase, cut to the chase. And he's like, okay, fine, here's the email screenshots. But everyone was like, this doesn't matter. And it's like, if you look at, he was trying to establish the case of like, here's how content moderation works. And in that context, yeah, it's a, it's a really big problem that you're going to say, like they banned the URL. People couldn't even DM it to each other. Um, that's, and, and, and they did that. And then per their own internal discussion, um, I think they were saying they were going to, they were going to try to use the hacked materials clause, but that normally only applies to materials that the government has already deemed like WikiLeaks and stuff where the government says like, this is stolen, this is not whatever. But even that stuff is admissible per the Supreme court. So it's, so it's it's weird. The biggest thing, though, is that Twitter, I think, they don't explicitly admit they made a, a partisan decision, but the, they're they're openly coll um, colluding with both Republicans and Democrats to remove information that each can't. Like the Trump campaign didn't want stuff out there, the um, the Biden campaign didn't want stuff out there, and Twitter was just like pulling it down for them. Who knows how equal that distribution was? But like, <clears throat> there's. The, the biggest loser of the whole situation is the is the, the former Twitter executives. It makes sense why my Musk, Musk would totally clear house. Yeah. How this ends up reflecting on the political parties at the end of the day, I have no idea. But the, uh, the, the, the Twitter board's handling of it was just absolutely a, oh, a total fucking disgrace. Well, and this, yeah. I think that content moderation, the, the only clean way to do content moderation stuff like that in the future is just to do it out in the open. If okay. you're going to have a, a polarizing story like that, have the debate over whether it should be suspended, uh, hidden, and why in the public from the beginning. And th there's messy aspects to that, but it... it Using a poll? <laughs> <laughs> no, but because cause these, 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 this discussion they're having after the fact, uh, I don't know, it's... But you look at those emails and they're saying, like, oh, what's the justification for this? They're asking internally, what's the justification for this? What's a single person made the decision? Someone from another department is like, why are we doing this? They say hack materials and they say, well, that's probably not going to stand up. We're going to need a good reason. It's like, wait, you already took a level of censorship on this that no other, nothing other than like child porn has been censored to that level um, on, the, on the platform prior to that, to that point. Um, you know, they didn't do this with WikiLeaks. They didn't do this with, um, you know, all sorts of other stuff that came out that was deemed to, to, to be a problem. Um, and they're admitting in the emails that, like, oh, we're going to need a reason. No, 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 no. You, you, you have a reason before you do it or you don't do it. And that's that. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into it any more than that because it's, it's such a partisan yeah. Yeah, part is all issue, I know is all I know is is like when Elon was like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna release this at two o'clock," and then it didn't happen till almost what an hour and a half later. I was like, "Did you do that on purpose?" So then people were like, just constantly refreshing. I don't, I don't know, but that, that's that's a good he's example a though. Business, how the whole man, he's an entrepreneur. It's like, yeah. how do you up the numbers? You well, build up that suspense. I don't know. It's and then turning weird. it into a Twitter thread. And yeah, I don't think there, there, was, there was no bombshell big enough to justify the thread. And the guy started off the thread trying to build the case, which makes sense. But that's not really conducive to a thread. Because even at one point, he's like, well, I was going to continue doing more background. Doing but fuck it. Here's too, the, by the way. He's he, a liberal, yeah. too. He's a liberal journalist. And it was just like kind of that was also like, whoa, because a lot of people are like, wait, who is this guy? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he's a liberal kind of journalist, dude. So if you think like it's going one way, it's like, well, the guy who's releasing this is on this side. It, you know, it's just a very like crazy thing. I mean, like trying to just read all that entire thread. That was fucking wow, Jesus Christ, my eyes hurt. Yeah. Trying to decipher that. I'm like, give me the cliff notes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it not Twitter thread was not the way to do it, and especially not yeah. like a 
we're gonna drop the bomb and at five o'clock or whatever. Like that's just, that like you fucked yourself. I'm telling over. you, he he did that to get more spike. I guarantee oh, oh, you. Oh, that's 100 percent the reason he did that. Yeah, but yeah. but it, it it was not the best way. As a, it set expectations too high, and then you've got it's an already a hugely partisan issue, and yeah. then so you've got Republicans who are like, "Oh, Twitter's colluding with the government." It's like, well, no, the Biden campaign was not government at the time; they were a, a campaign. And per the thread, he was doing it with Republican. They were they were taking down Republican uh, requests from the Trump campaign too. Yeah, um, they showed both. It was you know, but um, it was just mainly. So I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the dust settles. But I think the one, the definitive thing that that I drew from it though is the the email where they say like we will need a good explanation for this. It's like oh you know you fucked up uh, and you make because, excuses because internally you're talking about we're going to need a good good reason for this. No, you no. already did it. You already did it. If you don't have if you already did it, and you don't have a good reason, mm-hmm. a good excuse fucked for up. it. Then you already fucked up. Like yeah. and that's and that's a big deal when you're dealing with like election determining information um you know regardless of of who it's for like like you want to you know that's that's you know a problem for you know people (laughs) Um, but anyway steven go ahead and promote yourself (laughs) yeah so anyway (laughs) it's the the most political commentary i'll ever do in public probably um i told you um, we'd squeeze it in um if you uh yeah if you want to hear me talk about things other than than trump and biden um you can um instead (laughs) tune into me talking about lex Luthor and batman um (laughs) on uh the uh bvs by the minute with andrew dice you can hear that at uh, snyderminute.com we've got a minute just dropped um and another one on the way and uh we're working on some lord of the rings stuff that's going to be coming soon and uh uh, it's another podcast. And also check out my writing at ScreenRant.com. There it is. All right, guys. All right. Well, we appreciate it. This has been fun. Thank you to the panel and everybody who, uh, you know, join and smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe, do all that. And we will talk to you guys later. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Later, guys. See ya. Oh, crap. I think we're still on. 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 I think we're slop. 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 
I think we're slot. 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 